You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk, we talk about, about it whenever we feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you did that because I was like, I don't feel comfortable saying that anymore. <laughs> We're so inconsistent. Did what you happened? cut your hair? Yeah, I did. You like just, it? I just noticed. Yeah, it's a little shorter. Are you trying to be like Keenan Lonsdale? No. Why would I? What? Are you going to have a gay gay video? Are you coming out? <laughs> I could be on The Flash if I want. Whatever the fuck he said. I hate that fucking song. <laughs> Do it in a dash, or like something about being on TV, but left it in a dash. I'm like, oh, you fucking asshole. Do it in the dash. I could be on the flash, and I also eat ass. I mean, that's facts. <laughs> but speaking about the flash, you motherfucker, we're supposed to be talking about the crisis last week, but we weren't here. So we missed all three of the first parts of crisis. A five, three of five. I was here. Well, you were here as in you were at your house, but we weren't here as yes, on the so podcast. I was, so I was here. No. <laughs> The people were waiting, Michael. Every day, I was like, hey, Michael, we can record today? He's like, I didn't watch nothing. <laughs> hey, we record today? I didn't watch nothing again. <laughs> Say something. I'm like, but Michael, the fans. He's like, fuck the fans. This is all true. Well, yeah. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> you seen it tonight. <laughs> I had a busy week. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all good. It happens. Our, one of our listeners suggested that maybe we should take like a, a holiday break since we're so close to the holidays anyway. So after this, maybe we come back like... Why is my father calling? Oh, wait, no. Pause the podcast. Oh, my, my God. Father, my father's calling. <laughs> this is why we haven't recorded, you guys. <laughs> you good? Yes. Okay. Well, as I was saying, our fans suggested maybe taking like a holiday break, but judging by what just happened, I feel like if I was like, yeah, man, let's take a couple weeks break, you'd be like, all right, I'll see you in March. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, I mean. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> I mean, it's probably, well, no, I guess we should probably, well, it's probably a conversation we should have after the show. We should take a break. Well, we're technically, I mean, I guess I'm going to just tell you, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, we're technically going to already take a break in February. Why? Because I got a job. I already told you. I work, I'm work. i getting a mer- job in American Airlines. Oh, so you are taking that job? So February 13th, I'm going to be in Dallas for six weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to do a Black Man on Batman <laughs> or whatever. Have you been watching um, Fat Man on Batman recently? So I let, I, I, and I don't know how the schedule is going to work, but I doubt I'm going to have time to be able to watch stuff because I'm going to be in class the whole time. Because I was going to say, maybe I could Skype in for the six weeks. This guy. But I don't know how it's going to... Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Mm, mm. What's going to happen is I'm going to have to get a temporary co-host or something. <laughs> maybe I'll get my girlfriend to be your stand-in. Ugh, so I promised myself fe- I wouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> so from February 13th to March 24th, 
I'll be in Dallas. Do you, do you see, guys, how hard it is for me to keep this <laughs> motherfucker? Oh, like, what happened to the... We had a well-oiled, newly built house, and I feel like we do, we just got it, like, well, mobile. I'm not, I'm not pulling a Jamie. I'm coming back. No, no, no. <laughs> we just got mobile. It's on wheels, and now we got a flat tire. And now, <laughs> now we're stuck. But that's all right. That's We got months before we get to that point. Right now, though... So that'll be our break. <laughs> that'll be our crisis. <laughs> so maybe we should take a break now. There's, there's no earth. <laughs> Blur Vision Earth is gone for six weeks oh until they figure god. out how to we figure out how to bring it back. Oh my god! Just like the crisis that we have to talk about, and uh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna bury the lead in our thoughts about that. But I feel like we're gonna be arguing based on your your commentary Maybe. during the during the episode's airing. Maybe. Mm, okay. Stay tuned for that. It but, might be a Batman v Superman argument. Uh, might then, be. And we got a lot to talk about this week. We've got fucking... We'll come together to fight a bigger threat. <laughs> come together. We got Jumanji, the next level. We've got Watchmen, the finale. Oh, I'm sick, guys. So if I start coughing and hacking and snotting and all that, you're forewarned. So if you're wearing headphones, turn it down. I'm drinking Theraflu right now as we, we record. Yeah, so if you hear like like the clinking of a, a spoon against a glass... I'm trying not to do that. It's yeah, already that, stirred. Yeah. That's not Michael trying to brainwash me like, get out. That's, no, that's, that's him drinking something. Sink into the floor. But yeah, man, we got Watchmen. Fuck that finale. We got to talk about that shit. Um, and this is going to be a double of everything since we missed last week. So we got episodes eight and nine of Watchmen. We've got the last two episodes of Mandalorian, Gunslinger, and The Prisoner. The Prisoner. Um, the last two episodes of Dr. Stone, including the finale. So that's Wave of Science. I was like, this is the finale? What the fuck? Yeah, episode 24. Yeah. I mean, it's that makes sense. 24, 26 usually well, the end of a season. On. I mean, I'm going to miss it, man. I've been loving Dr. Stone every week. <laughs> and when we get into My Hergademia... I guess we got to find something else. Yeah. I mean, we got so things to like, catch up just, on. So it's not just My Hero. Well, we still have to catch up on things. Like, um... Fuck, what's it called? Vinland Saga. I feel like that should be... Since uh, it's a Patreon request, it should be a Patreon episode. What about Fire Force? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's another one. You've been slacking. <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> But Fire Force, there's another one. I think there is, but I can't think of it. Yeah, I can't think of it. Um, and then My Hero Academia and a bunch of fucking trailers. Uh, and My Hero Academia, when we get into that talk, I've been pleasantly surprised these last two episodes, but we'll get into it. Uh, but yeah, Wonder Woman, Free Guy, <laughs> it's so funny Ghostbusters. Say, I was just like, it's so funny. I've been surprised with My Hero Academia these last two episodes. Like, what? Every episode used to be great. I know, but it's been a slow start this season. So, you know, like, even uh, I made a story about it on my Instagram. Somebody hit me up and was like, wow, you like this recent episode? Thank God, because you've been hating on it so much. I'm like, have we though? I guess for My Hero Academia, if we're not praising it. That sounds like we're like down on it. Yeah, everything. Even if even if it's a more than passable, it's not perfect vision. That means you hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the world of the internet, it's either one extreme or the other. So yeah. it's like it's like when uh, we talked about Star Wars. We talked about Star Wars. We didn't or Solo. We didn't hate it. I think we gave it a low more than passable or high passable. Something like that. Then it was like, oh, they were shitting on Solo. It's like, <laughs> no, that just wasn't great. Um, but what we have to do. Uh, is the iTunes raffle giveaway contest thingy. Did you actually bring it this time? Yes. Okay. I actually pre-rolled the randomizer and took a screenshot. So I have the winner. Before I get into the winner, I have one iTunes review from Black Burt Reynolds. Uh, it's a five-star review. He says, <laughs> next MCU climax. Hey, guys. Been a bit. Obviously, of the podcast, you guys have a great banter. Should definitely get guys at conventions doing it live. Oh, that's an idea. 
Anyways, with all of this crisis, with uh, which is just low-budget secret wars, he's not wrong, Yeah, it's making me miss the MCU, lol. How they built characters and paid off at the end of each phase. With that said, what next big event would you want to see? Secret Wars, Galactus, or Avengers versus X-Men? I guess those are just examples. More than likely, the next big event is going to be Avengers versus X-Men. You think that's the next big event? Yes. I mean, not like it's coming next year. Or... Oh, but you don't mean like the next big bad in general. You just mean like no, the next like the event. Next, yeah. Ah. Hmm. You don't think we're going to get another Avengers before that? Well, no, I don't think it's like like literally the next Avengers movie, but I mean that's the big thing that. Oh, so you don't count Avengers as a big event by itself? No. Oh, well, Age of Ultron disagrees. <laughs> that was great. Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess I could see that because they need they need to introduce the X Men in the next like couple of years, and for a big event, I guess that if you don't count Avengers as another big event, then I guess the next crossover event that's big would be that. Yeah. I can't see them introducing Galactus before that. No. Or even like um, like Kang or anything. If they were going to go that way. I mean, that was the most logical uh, X-Men. I mean, Avengers villain. But I don't know. Even if they do. Because I feel like Kang is Kang is the villain that they should have. Especially with all the timey-wimey stuff with uh, Endgame. Yeah. He should, he should uh, pop in. You've been fucking it but, up. <laughs> but even then, I still don't consider it like if the Avengers fight Kang. I don't, yeah, I don't consider that as the next big event. I just consider that the next Avengers movie. Hmm. That's interesting. That's your opinion, man. Because <laughs> I think Kang's a huge event. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that's it for the iTunes reviews and for the iTunes co-host raffle. I need a short name. <laughs> co-host raffle guest giveaway. <laughs> Um, let's see. The winner is, drumroll please. I said drumroll please. Red Riot! Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Steve Rogers 54. Out Captain America, yeah. you have been chosen. Literally, Captain America <laughs> is our next co-host. Uh, the runner-up was Lee Mahi 17. Will you give a speech? I hope so. <laughs> Steve Rogers gives great speeches. Uh, the, co- the, the runner-up was Lee Mahi 17, and the third place was... Ball seven. It's very small. Gold ball seven? Yeah. Five was Jung J. Jean. And f- or four was Jung J. Jean. And five was D. Comics Nerds. And our old pal Deku was all the way at 25. <laughs> He's at the very bottom. <laughs> That's uh, He's been on the show like three times. Yeah, he's had more than enough. But I would love to have him on again at yeah. some point. Um, there's never there's never enough. <laughs> like that song from Great Showman. Never enough. I was just thinking that too. <laughs> Um, so we have some emails before we get into topics. Let's just blast through these. Wait, you just skipped Steven Rogers or whatever. Hit us up. Oh yeah, give me an email. Vision at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And if you don't respond within, how long should we, should we give them? 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, if you don't respond within the next 10 seconds, this, this rifle will self-destruct and we'll move on to the next. Now nah, you got until the end of the year, at least. Like, there's no time limit. So whenever you hit me up. But if you don't hit me up by the end of the year, the end of the year. That's, that's true. That's kind of long. <laughs> that's true. At the rate we're going, that'll be our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's got a couple weeks at least. I'll, I'll give him a couple warnings on the podcast if he doesn't, <coughs> if he doesn't get uh, in touch with us. But let's see. Our first email comes from. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to well. Uh, CJ Higgins, uh, unworthy music intro. 
Hey, Jordan, after listening to your music for Power Rangers Unworthy, I have to say it's cringe. Oh. Hello, darkness, <laughs> my old friend. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> but it does have potential as the lyrics seem pretty good. Oh, that's right. It's been so long since the last podcast, the main audience doesn't know that I actually did complete that song. For the most part. I'm not 100% in the lyrics I sent you. It's like, hmm, the song's kind of shit, but <laughs> you got potential. I see some gold in that shit. Well, for our podcast audience, I'm going to let you guys be the first ones to listen to the instrumental version of my whack-ass do-do-do-do-do bullshit I did in the last Why episode. Why not the lyrics? The full one. Because I'm not 100% happy with the lyrics version yet. I'm still looking for the ideal singer. The guy I got, still. he's all right. You can still release it. Yeah, but I don't feel comfortable releasing it if it's not going to be the final version. But the instrumentals are the final version, so I'll listen to that. And I'll, I'll drop that at the end of the podcast. Or even right here. I don't know. However I'm feeling when I'm editing this. <laughs> um, he goes on to say, My experience in music really started in elementary school and all the way through college and my own life experiences involving music. So I have a good ear for music and what sounds pleasing to the ear or not. That being said, you could do something more acapella style, but definitely needs a lot more work. Ow, oh, oh. Well, let me know what you think about the instrumental version that the guy... It's the world we've entered. When we open up for criticism, you got to be able to take it. I mean, he's not wrong. I, I literally hummed a theme song. <laughs> it needs a lot of work. <laughs> or needed a lot of work. Which you do get Eric about. You know the song Tyrone? Yeah. So I keep in mind I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, but definitely needs a lot more work. I like the Terminator style, and it's true that all creative people are inspired by, in quotes, something that came before. I hope I didn't come off as harsh as I know how difficult it can be to create just about anything. No, no problem, bro. Anyways, keep up the great work with the podcast and stay nerdy, my blurdy. AKA Blood Ocean. I mean, if all people is going to know, it'd be Blood Ocean. So. Uh, but yeah, CJ, let me know what you think about the instrumental. I'm going to drop it here. Yeah, Stronger than before. Go, Go That's season two. <laughs> We're saving that. <laughs> yeah, I have some place for the story to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Next email comes from Elliot Howard. Stop the My Hero Academia slander. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Been a minute since my last email. I know you guys have been concerned about how much you're expecting to enjoy this current arc of My Hero Academia since that email about the manga readers being split on the importance slash enjoyability of the arc. As another manga reader, I was actually surprised to hear that there was that much of a divide. But this is one of my favorite arcs, so I'm a little biased. Hopefully, Sun Eater's episode has changed your impressions a bit. It didn't. Especially when it comes to the new side characters. I ended up liking characters like Sun Eater, Fat Gum, and Eddie as things unfolded during this raid in the manga. 
I'm not exactly sure what uh, sure what say to give you guys. Oh, I'm not sure exactly what to say to give you guys peace of mind without sounding like I'm over slash under hyping it. But when this arc reaches its climax, I think you'll be disappointed. What? Oh, I think you won't be disappointed at all. He missed the won't. So I was like, wait, what? We will be? <laughs> uh, I don't want this email to be too long, so I'll end with this question. How do you think this new Wonder Woman movie is going to bring Steve back? That's all for now. Keep the awesome work. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. We'll save that till we get to Wonder Woman talk. Okay. Uh, but thanks for the email, Elliot. And Thousands of penis fish washed up on California beach. Is that like... From CNN. Are you like... I'm like some kind of gay news network you're subscribed no, to? C- or? CNN. Oh my God, that is a penis. <laughs> That's a fish? It's a fish. Is it really called a penis fish? Or is it like a new type of fish that like looks like a penis? I mean, CNN, C- again, CNN, they called it the penis fish. Like, guys, you're not seeing what I'm seeing, but there's no exaggeration. It looks like a penis. Like, I, if you just showed me that picture, I would have been like, why is that guy holding a dick? <laughs> but it's not. It's a fish. Yeah, all of this. It's a sea of penises on this beach. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> I need to go to this beach. <laughs> magical kingdom. Going on a beach trip, you guys. Uh, let's see. Next email comes from the Poet Cartus. Keep the faith. Hey, guys. It's been quite a while since an email, but it's always, uh, as always, I've been enjoying the content, even when I don't agree, lol. For starters, I must say, Jordan, I'm really sad to hear that it sounds like your faith in my academia is diminishing. See what I'm talking about? Everyone's like, oh, Jordan, why? That you're starting to doubt was once your Hallmark anime. As a manga reader, I know what it is to come, and oh, but still enjoy watching every anime episode, and I know this is a great season, in my opinion, so sucks to hear you lack faith a little. Keep strong. Star Wars, your lack of faith is disturbing. Yes. <laughs> He's like choking me with the force right now. Ah, ah, ah. Um, Keep strong because this last episode is where it goes only up from here. So I hope you change your mind. I think this is also the Sunny Eater episode. Um, also, I really love Dr. Stone as well, but I do feel like it's a little unfair comparing season one of that to season four of My Hero. I did say that, though. That's also fair. Yeah. Um, I only wish the best for the anime. Uh, but after this arc size season, we don't know how good it will be. That's also true. Uh, I only wish the best for the anime, but after this... Oh, wait. I already said that. Yeah, you already said that. Uh, that's like comparing the first season of Flash to season four of Arrow, which I think came out about the same time. I think it was season three of no, Arrow. No, season three, yeah, because yeah. Barry came on season two. Yeah. Uh, I may be what off... You, when you think about it, you like, man, how far have we come? Seriously. <laughs> I've wasted a lot of my life watching that show. <laughs> he didn't even have powers back then. Yeah, word. I lost my spot. Oh, I may be off, but you get the point on how far apart in shows were in direction. Also, I'm not sure if you guys do or do not, but have you considered taking part in some of the black cons that have been starting up in the past few years? <laughs> Uh, I was at the very first Blurred Con. So. Yeah, we went to Blurred Con. Yeah, and, and we almost died. Got into a car, yeah. <laughs> that's why we haven't since then. <laughs> also, I'm not sure if you guys do or do not. God damn it, I keep reading the same thing. I know there's a very huge one in Texas with King Vader, RDC World, and other black content creators. First of all, we're not on the same level as those guys. <laughs> not no. even close. 
Um, I know there's a very... What the fuck? Not telling you how to expand, but I think that would be a great way to get you guys uh, more listeners and support. As always, keep up the great content. Keep up the creative juices flowing. Both both of you. And stay nerdy, my brothers. Thank you, poor Cartus. You want to take a road trip to a con? Not even no. <laughs> Never again. Yeah, if you guys don't remember that. I'm traumatized. That was years and years ago. What was it, like three, two, two, th- three years ago? Two years ago? Two or three, like between that. Maybe two and a half. Yeah, we, we literally almost died. <laughs> That's probably probably the closest I've ever gotten to dying. Yeah, I think so. Not me. You gotten closer? I choked on a pill before, and I was home alone, and I thought I was about to. Die. I thought I was gonna die. Oh shit! Yeah, on a pill? A pill? What a whack way to die! Gi- it was a. It was one of those giant like horse fucking pills. Yeah, I swear, and it got stuck in my throat. So what we learned, everybody? Michael is terrible at swallowing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next email comes from Diamante Sharp. I'm sorry, I'm trash. Uh, you're trash. We're trash. <laughs> so we all be trash together. It works out. Uh, another late podcast I see, then again, who am I to talk? I literally missed out on two podcasts and didn't do the one thing I said I was going to do uh, to keep sending emails, which were my highlights. Guess nobody in Blurred Vision Land is perfect, huh? Damn straight. Uh, anyways, I had I'm a question. Perfect. How dare you? <laughs> You're the least perfect. <laughs> anyways, I had a question for you guys. Because I already have two weeks of highlights, I'll just have this for now. Oh, so you roll the highlights down. Uh... One, all the gay people versus Jordan on why Frozen 2 is worse than one. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. Celebrity deathmatch. All the gay people versus Jordan. Uh, I agree with Michael. No Joker sequel. Uh, Jordan versus Michael on who's seen more black movies. I mean, Michael. Well, we've already, yeah. yeah <laughs> Michael definitely. I already won that. Fuck Elizabeth Banks. Julia Roberts was going I to... I like Elizabeth Banks. She was good in Fro- um, Frozen. Uh, Hunger Games. Mmm. Julia Roberts was going to be Harriet Tubman. The person who made that decision needs to be shot. Agreed. I agree with that. Fuck white people. <laughs> Except Jacob. <laughs> I, I 100% agree with that. Love you, kid, and everybody else white who listens to Blur Vision. So everybody listening right now that's white gets a pass, but everybody else apparently does <laughs> Your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your family, <laughs> your friends. I'm more, I'm more with everybody but Jacob. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And Xander, Xander, Xander. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, he listens, so that's part of it. Uh, Michael trying to explain that Mag- the Mengekio Sharingan physically hurt me. True. No, I was. Per- it was a perfect explanation. It's not Geico. Yes, it was the Geico. Save fifteen percent of your car for car insurance. Mm-mm, no, Baby Yoda Jedi mind trick Michael. Yeah, it did. I'm I'm curious if it still is. In the no, last Baby episode. Yoda is great. Oh my god. Uh, and the last one is. The dragon chick. Like, did you see the when he's trying to hide from the the, the zero robot? That, that was cute. <laughs> that was cute. When he tries to do the force. Yeah. And then uh, Mando shoots him from the back and he's like, Spoilers, Jordan. But well, that was adorable. <laughs> he was, like, look at his hand like, did I do that? <laughs> uh, the dragon chick in My Hero Academia is dumb hot. I agree with that. I saw somebody uh, posted a comment on the SoundCloud comments like, you guys... You're like basically calling us stupid because like her name is literally Dragon Lady. You guys were surprised she turned to a dragon. I was like, I don't know what the fuck her name was. Her name was literally Dragon Lady. Yeah, I don't know what her name was. I just knew she. I was surprised when she turned to a dragon. Yeah. All right. Well, 
Uh, and it wraps up by saying, and that's it for now. Can't wait for Power Rangers Unworthy and the dope theme song Jordan wrote. See, he says it's dope. <laughs> Even while hearing the final version. Or maybe, maybe he did hear the final version, actually. Hopefully I can watch it soon, right? Right? Yes, trailer is coming out by the end of this month, for sure. And also... And then this month comes, and he's like, trailer will be coming out in January. <laughs> Assuming there's no more delays, <laughs> we're on schedule for the 30th. That's the Monday, last Monday of the, of the month. Um... And also, I can't wait for Michael to say he didn't watch Crisis and his review of Doctor Sleep. Oh, wait. Well, if we reviewed this, or if we had a podcast episode last week, he would have. He'd be like, oh, I didn't watch the last two episodes of Crisis. Well, it wouldn't have just been Crisis. I didn't watch Crisis. I didn't watch Watchmen. I didn't watch Doctor Stone. I didn't oh, watch My Hair Academia. You see what I'm dealing with? <laughs> you see? Uh, that's all for now. Stay nerdy. <laughs> you heard me. Thank you, Diamante. And I think we have... A few more emails, right? Yeah, we have three more. First one comes from Xavier Sutton. Uh, Hello, guys. I got two questions. With the Supermans in Crisis, I want to know what Superman slash animated slash live action do you think gives the best Clark Kent alter ego? Oh, that's an interesting question. It's not Superman. He's saying Clark Kent. Uh, Same thing. So let's start there before we get to the next question. Who is the best Clark Kent? This includes animation? What's Superman animated or live action? Yes. This is everything. All the Clark Kents you can think of, which is the best yeah, Clark Kent. Yeah, like, that's a lot. Um, I mean, I'm going to go with probably animated Superman. Superman, Batman, Public Enemy. You went real specific on a movie. Yes. Why that one? Clark Kent in that one? Because... I think it was this one. I think it was this movie, unless I'm mixing my movies up. But there was a moment where he visits he visits Lex Luthor in prison as Clark Kent. Mm. And he's like his most bumbling, clumsy Clark Kent. Like I hate that Clark Kent. <laughs> I mean, it's very like, you know, Lex Luthor's just looking like, like, talking, to, talking to him about Superman. And he's, and he's like the smartest man in the world. And Fifth level intellect. Completely oblivious to the Bro. fact that this man... I even hate that in Crisis. Even going to, yeah, I was going to say, that even was going to Crisis was like, on this earth, Clark Kent is Superman, but on my earth, that's, that's just ridiculous. But you're holding the Book of Destiny. Yeah, you are. And in every single multiverse you've already visited, they're all, they've all been Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but not my Clark Kent. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? And you know Kara is Supergirl. Yes! So what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. It's that's weird. That's fair. Then I'm going to go, um, if you're going to go super uh, specific like that. Let me talk about Crisis. Oh man, <laughs> this is gonna be a battle. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, Death of Superman, Clark Kent, because I, I really liked him visiting his family with Lois and his conversation with Lois before he fights Doomsday and dies. I think that was very, like, that's the Clark Kent I like, where it's like you you see the humanity in Superman and the potential loss if that guy dies. It humanizes him, mm-hmm. yeah, but not the paragon of humanity. No. No. Are you talking about the crisis shit? Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about that. <laughs> I, I don't like everything in crisis. There's some things I'm like, No, really? you liked everything. Really, though? All right. <laughs> uh, last, oh, next question. Uh, he says, This next question is based off the unworthy theme we heard last episode. Which Power Rangers season had the best theme song? Zio. Damn. <laughs> For me, it's Jungle Fury. Really? That's all I got to say. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Yeah, I mean, for me, the, the the most quintessential theme is, of course, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme song. But my personal favorite 
you kind of already took it. <laughs> it's it's Zio. I think Zio is like the best like m- remix of the original theme song. Zio, stronger than before. Yeah, that shit. Go Zio. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> um, the worst is Alien Rangers. <laughs> Well, that's just my morphing, but with like yeah, all I do alien is alien rangers. rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. That's they, all you got. They pulled in the Ron Wasserman guy to like redub that over. Like yeah. just sing it again. It's like ah, this is stupid. Um, I think another contender for worst. Hmm. I think that the lazy remixes are among the worst. So like even um, like Samurai. Uh, what else? What's the other one? Super Mega Force. This is all probably yeah, above your head. Yeah, I'm, this is too deep. I stopped after Turbo. Yeah, <laughs> as I stopped after like, I I say my childhood with Power Rangers ended with when, space. When Tommy and uh, why well, do I want to say Caitlin? That's not fucking Power Rangers. Uh, Kimberly? No, not Kim- Kimberly. Was already gone. The British girl, the Australian girl. Oh, Catherine. Yeah, when Catherine yeah. and all them when they graduated, that's when I was done. Mm. Understandable. I hung on until Turbo. His power on to TJ and all the others. I was like, no, I don't care. What about Black Liberation, Michael? You stop. You stop watching when the black guy became the leader. I don't care. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched until I watched in my childhood until space. Even though people kept saying, "Oh, but space, was, space was good." I don't care. Space was the best. I don't care. Space is my favorite season. No, because it ends. Like Zordon dies, yeah. the the I, Rangers. I, I, I went back themselves. and saw that episode where Zordon died and Rita became a good witch, and then she eventually became the the Zordon of Mystic. Yeah, that's why I feel like it had a logical ending. Space to me is like the Boo Saga of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where it should have ended, <laughs> or maybe even more like Cell Saga. Um, next email comes from Elliot Clark. DC has no plan slash mock plan. Hello, gentlemen. Great podcast. Love listening to you guys while I'm out here in L.A. So after watching Crisis with a couple of friends, it makes me realize D.C. is like a dog chasing a car. They are just doing shit. They managed to put together Crisis, but over eight years, lower budgets, shitty seasons, and forced drama. But yet, it's it's enjoyable. D.C.E.U., on the other hand, is a mess. They've rebooted, no continuity, and going for quick cash grabs. So me and some of my buddies for fun put together a mock plan for DC films. It'd be cool to hear... I was going to say, right now there is no plan. Yeah, right? Your mock plan is more of a plan than the real plan. (laughs) Uh, It'd be cool to hear what you guys think. And if did one as well... Oh, and if we did one as well for us all to hear. Uh, Let's see. He says, go beyond plus ultra. So he says, phase one, the outsiders. Introduce Batman at the end... Uh, oh, oh, never mind. These are notes. So the phase one is the outsiders. You introduce Batman at the end. The next movie is Legion of Superheroes, Supergirl, and introduce Superman. The next is Green Lantern Corps, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz. The next is the Flashpoint Paradox with Jay Garrick helping Barry Allen and Justice League. Everyone unites to fight White Martians and one Wonder Woman. Or is that different? That might be the last one. It's Wonder Woman. Phase two is Green Arrow and Black Canary, which is a buddy comedy. <coughs> Batman, you introduce Damian Wayne. New Gods, Mr. Miracle, and the introduction of the multiverse. Another Superman, introduce Jonathan Kent and Lois. And in Justice League 2, Legion of Doom and Hint at Crisis. I mean, this had more coherence than the current DCU plan did, so kudos. <laughs> DC's plan was uh, Batman v Superman, 
Suicide Squad team up. <laughs> it's like what? I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, I say. Um, the easiest way they could like reboot the DCEU without rebooting it, especially since they're going in different directions with Batman. They're obviously not using Henry Cavill anymore. And, but you're still sticking with Wonder Woman and Aquaman yeah. and then Shazam. Like, use what you got. Wonder Woman takes place in the past. So use that and have that be your way of, like, rejudging the universe. So well, she, having her change she, something in the past? Or that, or she's the first Avenger. Okay. And pull her like a Halloween. Where it's like, oh, the shit that you've seen beforehand, that doesn't count. This is the new continuity. <laughs> and we're starting from here. Kind of already doing that. <laughs> Just forget about Justice League. It's like even in the trailer, she's using her tiara and her, her uh, lasso. No sword and shield. That was her only thing in BVS. Yeah. So what the fuck? <laughs> um, next email. New York Rap Revival. It's time for Batman Beyond. Hey, bros. Seeing Kevin Conroy as old Batman, as Michael would say, I didn't get to come. <laughs> That's a good Michael impression, yes, right? Yeah. And I agree with that statement. I don't need any more Batman reboots. Don't need Batwoman. Don't need Harley Quinn. Just give us sexes, first of all. Well, somebody, Just, so, yeah, I was going to say, I have to, we have to, well, we still got to watch Titans, but I was like, my sister told me the Harley Quinn animated show was actually pretty good. I saw some clips of it. It does look good. The, the trailer looks like shit, but the clips look good. So, I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> um, just give us Batman Beyond. Who would you cast as Terry McGinnis and old Bruce? Well, clearly, after seeing Crisis, I want fucking uh, Kevin Conroy as old man Bruce. If we're talking about TV. But if we're talking about movie, then I want the legacy of... Um, wow, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. I think he'd be a good old Bruce. And then we get someone younger for uh, Terry McGinnis. Are you? Are we going TV or are we going movie? Did he say? Um, he doesn't say. But everything else is talking about TV shows, so I'm gonna say I don't TV. Even want Batman Beyond? Like I'm over all these Batman properties. Fuck you! I want Batman Beyond. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But now it's CW because it'll just become another CW show. Like well, CW. Star Stargirl is coming. <laughs> is that on CW? Yes. That doesn't even look good either. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, we need more Remember, it female to to, versions. Supposed to go to DC Universe, but then they passed on it or whatever, and now it's going to CW. We need more female superheroes, Michael. There's not enough. I'm like, who the fuck? Is, who the fuck is Star Girl? Like, um, she's the the girl with that cool staff. That's magic. I'm like, don't be sexist. <laughs> can Vixen? Like, come on. What, what do you know? No, <laughs> no black females. <laughs> Only whites. <laughs> Because that's empowerment. Hashtag fuck white people. <laughs> I think Kevin Conroy would be a good live action Batman for TV. As old man Bruce. Like when he, when he, in Crisis, when he just heard him, like off screen, I was like, oh, this is what I've been missing. And then they, and then they show the rest I of the wanna, scene. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next email. Fuck this. <laughs> Wait, who'd you recast Terry McGinnis though? For TV, I'd cast Peter Peterelli, the guy from Heroes. I don't, I know his real name. Ooh. What's his, what's his name? I don't know. The guy, uh, uh, Rocky, Rocky. First of son. all, you didn't even say his name right. Peter Na Petrelli. There we go. Peter Peterelli. That's his name. 
And second of all, he's old as hell. That's true. He's not young anymore. Yeah, he's Fuck. like almost 50. He is? Yeah, let me look up. He probably was like 40. He's like 46, I think. Shit, he's old. Let me look. How old is Milo Ventimiglia? See, then I'm going to go back in time and get him while he was still on Heroes to be Terry McGinnis then. <laughs> He's yeah. 42. Holy shit. Yeah, he's too old for Terry now. But you can be you can do older Terry McGinnis. You don't gotta do you don't gotta retread the order. You can do a Batman Beyond sequel. But so live then action. How the fuck old is Batman? I mean, Captain Conroy looks pretty fucking old. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh I know this is dick dipping into the well a little bit too much, but uh Robbie Amell. I can see that. I don't think his hair is right for it. Though. He's got to grow his hair out. Got to have that long, you know what I'm saying? The Terry McGinnis cut. They could put a wig on him. A wig! <laughs> <laughs> All right, next email. It's like Oliver. Yeah, our final email, actually. Oh, my God, in crisis. Which I'm still upset that they can't. I like Tomorrow People. I've actually watched that by accident because after I watched CW show, for whatever reason, either the Batman woman, the Batman woman, the Batwoman pilot plays... Or the first episode of Tomorrow People Plays. And I've watched that first episode like 20 times at this point. Like just offhandedly. It's not bad. Yeah, I like that show. It reminds me of the CW. I saw Superhero the whole shows. first season and it was like, it's not coming back. I was like, you fucking cunts. <laughs> uh, wait, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. No, I forgot. Whatever. Last email. Oh, I was going to say Crisis. We're talking about wigs. 2046 Oliver. What the fuck? <laughs> they didn't even try. Like, did they not remember that we remembered what he looked like from the, the Legends like, of Tomorrow episode? He looked episode? like the gray hair and all that. It just looked like they looked, sprayed yeah, light in like his face. Yeah, it looked like they sprayed it, yeah. I'm like, bro, this is crisis. You're going to have a better budget for the Legends of Tomorrow episode? Whatever. <laughs> and there's more. I'll just say it now. I'm going to forget later. But uh, what's his face was, was supposed to be in that episode? Or in that in that scene? Uh, Connor Hawk. Connor Hawk. Because he was in that timeline. Yeah. He was actually supposed to be in that scene. And didn't Oliver uh, not have an a arm? Wasn't he missing an arm? My guy. He had an arm, right? <laughs> yeah. I noticed that too. I was like, is this a different timeline? No, it's supposed to be the same one. Which is like, conveniently, now it's a different Earth, not a different time. Yeah. It's like, whatever. But it was like... So I'm like, so the Wave Rider can go to different Earths? When did they establish that? Never. They yeah. never established that. It's just like a, a fucking retcon they just threw in there. But it just sucks because I saw um, Joseph Jones. Like, he, he posted about it. He, the pictures he was posting of him in the suit... Like the the Green Arrow suit was supposed to be from that scene in Crisis, but because of scheduling conflicts, bullshit. Exactly. I'm like, fuck out of here. How are you gonna have him like get suited up in the suit, do costume fits for the suit, and then on the day of for like what a five minute Black, scene? Unless it's Watchmen, Black people don't get no love. Exactly. But if they get, but if you get Watchmen levels of love, then the internet goes crazy. It's it's the Wokeman. It's, it's too political. Oh, it's too black. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, all right, so last email comes so we'll from... We'll get into that later when we talk about American Gods. Oh, I did see something about that. Yeah, I actually would like to hear about that because I don't know anything about it. Uh, Elliot Robinson, last email. Star Wars continuity. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Leading in Rise of Skywalker. Wait, what? Leading in Rise of Skywalker? This is Star Wars week now that I think about it. It is. Everybody keeps hitting me up. Hey, did you finish the uh, Star Wars game yet? Did you finish Star Wars? No, I haven't played it. Michael just gave up on everything. <laughs> don't have time. <laughs> leading in, I don't know what he's saying here. Rise of Skywalkers, I've been binge watching. Oh, leading leading up to, I think he meant. Leading up to the Rise of Skywalker, 
I've binge watched Star Wars and realized no one looks at history books. Hear me out. In A New Hope, Luke has never heard of the Jedi and Han thinks it's a hokey religion, even though it's only been 18 years since Jedi were killed. Yeah, we've talked about that. It's like, what? Uh, in Force Awakens, no one knows what the Force is and Luke is an urban legend. It was only a 30-year gap between movies. In Mandalorian, this dude acts like he doesn't know what the Force is. The show literally takes place after the Return of the Jedi. It's every few years people forget shit. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I, yeah, I never understood, especially once they uh, did the prequels, and then you go back and look at the original trilogy, and they're talking about how, you know, the Jedi, old religion, and all other... I'm like, but you guys were part of the empire that took down the Jedi. And it wasn't that long ago. So yeah, you need like at least two generations to be like, Oh, remember the, like the myths of the Jedi? Yeah, like, not 20 years. Yeah. Like people are still old enough to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot like, of people. And then, and then you get further into it. Like, uh, uh, officer, uh, what the fuck? I keep forgetting his name. Who? Fire when ready. Oh, uh, Tarkin. Tarkin. He was, you, you, ah, oh, shit. Was oh, that a heater? Yeah, it's a heater. Oh my god, move that! That's dangerous. <laughs> Michael burning himself over here. But yeah, you watch episodes of the Clone Wars cartoon. He was in that, so he's seen Jedi. He was I like there. how you move the heater yeah. and you flung your hand back toward where you move, moved it. I can move my hand further. <laughs> they look at you like, oh my god. But yeah, he was in that. He saw Anakin when he was younger, so he was around Obi Wan. So what is all this? Oh, your old religion of Jedi? Like you seen Jedi? You know it wasn't that long ago. You were on the council, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't really make sense? But Star it's because they haven't written it yet. Yeah. But then they didn't figure out a way to write it in that makes sense. Oh, George Lucas. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for emails. So let's jump right into topics because, like I said, we've got so many. That we're going to be here for like fucking five hours. People love five-hour episodes, <laughs> apparently, so maybe it's for the best. Where do you want to start? We've got a million things to cover. You want to start with Jumanji? You want to go into Watchmen? Mandalorian? Crisis? Everything is an option because everything's equally viable here. Uh, let's do Jumanji. I feel like that would be quicker. True. All right, let's get into Jumanji, the next level. Welcome to Jumanji. You guys, Bethany, we're back. This time, not all of you will leave the game alive. What? No way. This December. The game is busted. What the hell, man? The game. Go, buggies! Let's go! Strikes back. We're not going to make it. We're going to make it. I don't think we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're not going to make it. Jumanji, the next level. The sequel to the surprising blockbuster hit that was, and I saw an article. You made close to a billion dollars, not quite. I mean, I saw an article talking about how this is one of the rare exceptions to the rule of rebooting an old franchise, and actually is more successful in the reboot. Like I didn't think about that. Like they're right. Jumanji was like a B movie, and now it's like a blockbuster A list movie because mm-hmm. The Rock, yeah, <laughs> and Kevin Hart, ish. Because there's been movies like like uh, Rampage, Skyscraper. True, true. Baywatch. But I feel like all those movies are give like a boost because of The Rock. Oh yeah, the, most definitely. This, He's like the, those one mov- of the- those movies make more money because of The Rock as opposed to if if he if he wasn't in it. Is he the last celebrity that does that? Tom Cruise still has some of it. Yeah, but not as much as The Rock. I don't think. No, not as much as The Rock. Hmm. 
That's because I think the Mummy made more money because of Tom Cruise. Let's take a, a time machine and go back like 15 years and tell your past self that one of the biggest celebrity actors is Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne? Like I'm yeah. like, what? The wrestler? How is that possible? We are the nation of domination. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Kinda. I was not a huge wrestling guy. It's trash. Can you smell? <laughs> How though? But yeah, so everyone's returned. Same cast, Jack Black, Dwayne Johnson, Karen Gillan, uh, Kevin Hart, um, the Jonas brother. <laughs> Nick Jonas. Yeah. Uh, so let's just get into the our- hottest of the Jonas. The hottest of the Jonas. Let's get into our ratings and our non-spoilery thoughts and just jump right into spoilers. Because I don't think there's much to talk about because it's basically the same exact premise as the first movie. <laughs> That's why I was like, I don't know what I would rate this movie. <laughs> oh, well, here we go. For those that don't know our rating system though on Blur Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Ketchupon. So what did you think about Jumanji The Next Level? I probably got to talk it out first before I rate it, because I didn't really think about my rating. Okay. But... Talk it out. Talk it out. Let's talk it out. So the first one, I, I really enjoyed. I was surprised. Yes. I was like, they're coming back with Jumanji. Like, what the hell? And then mm-hmm. they're rebooting. It's not even the same premise where you the game comes into the real world. Yeah. You actually go into a game and it becomes like a, a Sega Genesis-like video game. It evolved and morphed like a fucking Pokemon. I was like, what is this? You know what's funny, though? I didn't think about it until this movie. The They get sucked into like an old like cartridge-based like Super Nintendo game. But the game itself is modern, like an Xbox game. They have cutscenes. They've got like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not like that's well, way they, more advanced. They had cutscenes in like Nintendo games. It was just like text based. Yeah, they weren't really <laughs> cutscenes back then. <laughs> I thought it was something interesting. I was like, oh yeah, it's like it's like it's weird how it's like a modern game's like mechanics, but it's supposed to be an old like Super Nintendo game. Yeah. But just something I noticed. But yeah, so I I really enjoyed. It was surprising. I enjoyed the new characters, like it's especially seeing like the Rock and Karen Gillan and all them pretending to be other people, even though really they was the other people. The cast yeah. was pretending to be them, kind of, sort of, because even the black guy, Kevin Hart was just Kevin. Yeah, Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart was just Kevin Hart, and he didn't seem like that when he was his normal self. Yeah. Even getting to this movie, it seemed like he was trying to be more, but it wasn't. Not really. You know, I noticed to to be Kevin Hart's character, you just say the words "goddamn" a lot more. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would probably say the first Jumanji was a perfect vision for me. Is that what we rated the last time? Perfect I don't vision? remember, but that, that's what I think. Think going up, going forward. I think I, we either if we didn't give a perfect vision, it was a high more than passable. You know what? With the power of hindsight and seeing. This movie had like that that movie rather had everything stacked against it. It should not have been as good as it was. So I will agree with you. If I did not give it perfect vision last time, I will retroactively give it perfect vision now because it did a lot. Yes, and but a lot the, well. But then you get into this movie, and the thing about this movie is okay. Do it all again. <laughs> Heard it all before. But not even that. But the thing about this movie is, which I was looking forward to based on the trailers, it's like, yeah, we're bringing back the same characters. We're going back to, it seems like we're going to the same tropes, but we're doing it differently in the sense that, like you saw from the trailer, uh, Danny DeVito's character was now in The Rock's body. It wasn't Spencer anymore. And so you had The Rock acting. You were looking forward to that? Yeah, because I, like, I didn't look forward cause to Because I was like, well, it's different. So, it's, so I want to see how it plays out. What makes, what makes, what makes the, the, the venture change because uh, now it's a new person in this body and they're not really retreading the same waters because it's a completely different character. Okay. And so, That's fair. 
or seeing uh uh Dan o- uh Donald Glover. No, not Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. <laughs> what movie are you watching? Danny Glover. Yeah. No relation. No. In uh the body of Kevin Hart and seeing how they how all that interacts with uh uh Karen Gillan's character. I can't think of her name. I can't think of the character's name, but I know you're talking about. She's in that body, and all, so I was interested and, in and Jack di- Black's doing black, <laughs> doing a black impression. <laughs> but I was interested in the dynamic that it create. And while watching the movie, I was just like, "There, I feel like they're introducing a lot of new concepts, but at the same time, they it work. doesn't." Yeah, like new characters or again the the body swap. Well, same character, different body swap. I feel like they just took the sequel and just like push it to eleven. Shut the fuck up. But anyway, more levels. I feel like they were interesting. They were introducing new concepts, but then at the same time, while I was watching the movie, I was like, "But this this doesn't feel new because it's not. It's just it's the second first one again." Yeah, that's a, that's or not, technically the second one. <laughs> well, yeah, the second one. Yeah. So it's now the third one again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, yeah, the new characters, the new concepts, the new dynamic, the new mission, but yeah, it still felt the same to me, even to the point that the villain who was played by Clegane. Yeah, I like that though. I'm like, oh, she's the hound. Yeah, I was like, even that was like generic and not of consequence and inconsequential. But I think better than the first one, better than the first movie's villain. Yes. Yeah. Snake guy, <laughs> whatever the fuck his deal was. <laughs> I've got one wide eye. What else? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it seems like they tried to give more for the kids to do. But if you're watching this movie, you're not watching it for the kids. Like the kids? Oh, you mean like it took longer to get into the game? You yes. Feel? Yeah, I agree with that. And you're giving them more backstory and personality. Oh, let's hang out. Oh, why don't you want to hang out with me? Oh, I'm going to NYU. Oh, I don't want you to see me. Oh, well, you got to build an arc somehow. But I was like, I don't care. Get into the game. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Otherwise, it's exactly the same. You need you need that, like, their life. I, I like that, actually. I like that their lives Get into the game. Get into okay, the game. I'm Jumanji, <laughs> not fucking Riverdale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, yeah, I just... The action scenes were kind, were kind of fun. The some the CGI, I was like, uh, especially like when Karen Gillan was like jumping and doing her moves, her parkour stuff. Yeah, I was like, that looks. I mean, clearly not her. <laughs> that looks terrible. Okay, <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't hate the movie, but yeah, I was just I was just like, it's new, but it's not. I feel like I've seen it already in the first one. You, you did. Yeah, you didn't really add that much. You didn't really change the genre on its head. You didn't no. really flip it. You didn't really justify a reason yeah. for them to do a sequel for this movie. No, it, I was saying it does what sequels do, which is let's take everything from one and crank it to 11. So now he's got different character swaps. So we, the, the, the body swapping element is even more now because he can swap at will. They've got more levels and locations to go to, different environments. Like Spoilers. That's in the trailer. What, swapping at will? It's, yeah, it's in the trailer too. Well, not at no, don't say that, at that, will. Yeah, they do the show trailer. that the the and that's another thing that what's her name? That's the another girl. thing I felt like was a detriment to the to the movie. What showing that the showing that she she gets back in the body of Jack Black. They shouldn't have showed that in the trailer. It's funny you say that too because like I feel like that aspect is what I liked. I didn't like. I like. I like that she got back, but I. Really, but I feel like. Don't I wish it? they didn't show it in the trailer. I wish a, they, it was just a reveal in the movie. Like, oh, okay, they got back. See, for me, who didn't like, I think I didn't like it. I just found it kind of like, 
it works for the story, but I don't like it more than I liked Dwayne Johnson's performance in the first movie. His, Are we in Florida? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his interpretation of Danny DeVito in his body. Like, I didn't like that as much. So the idea of at least I know at some point we're going to switch back gave me like incentive to keep We're talking about something I didn't, I didn't like Jack Black's interpretation of what, Oh, me either. I was like, is this borderline racist? That's what I felt. Is, I was is, like, mm, is this racist? Mm. I don't know how I feel about this. Like, is he doing the like, Kevin Hart impression? This isn't Tropic Thunder. Yeah. And even then, I don't feel like Tropic Thunder would play well today. You got to have eyes in the back of your head. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, hmm, hmm. And I, but at the same time, because I was that's like, Kevin even, Hart. They made that a caricature. Yeah, that's Kevin Hart. But that's he's not playing Kevin Hart. He's playing that black kid. And Who even, was a caricature of but Kevin even, Hart. But even him, like, when he was in the real world and stuff like that, he didn't even act like that. He did, though. When he would get upset, he did like the Kevin Hart like, oh god damn! Like you know, what I mean, he would he would do it. He would do uh, yeah. I feel like he would do it trying to pretend to be Kevin Hart, but that's yeah. not him. No, because even like again, if you think about the first movie, he didn't act like it wasn't until he got into Jumanji that he started acting like Kevin Hart. But outside, when he was in the real world, he was like yeah. a regular dude. So I didn't like Jack Blackmore in this movie for the most part because he was doing that black guy impression. And I didn't like Dwayne Johnson as much in the first movie because he was doing the Danny DeVito impression. But I like Kevin Hart. I like Kevin Hart too. I, but I'm saying this, but I'm not saying am that I, talk, I didn't like am their... Am talking too slow? <laughs> that was a funny long, uh, running gag too. Yeah. Always talking too slow. <laughs> the interesting thing about emus. <laughs> Just saying it. <laughs> Um, but it's not, I'm not saying that as in I don't think they had a good performance. I think they did great with their acting. Yeah. I just didn't like it as a concept. But to keep swinging back and forth on this, I did like... Like a dick. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so if you suck it, I was like processing. Swinging back and forth. All right. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, gotcha. Downloading. Yeah. <laughs> um, you broke my brain. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like what they were doing for it for the story. So where ultimately it ended up, I liked for Danny DeVito's character. And uh, Milo. Yeah, and, and Kevin Hart, or Milo, uh, Danny Glover's character. Um, so I don't know. I, it's like a mixed bag with me. I agree with you that it did a lot of the samey sequelitis kind of like we're just retreading the same territory again for the sequel thing. But I also <laughs> think parts of the story... And the characters I resonated with more this time, especially the main character of Spencer, his arc of like the whole point of him going back in the game in the first place was he wanted to feel powerful. Like he wanted to feel like Dwayne Johnson's fearlessness again, but he ends up going back and he ends up, is this spoilers? Cause it's not in the trailers. Don't say it. I'm not going to say it, but he ends up in an, a different body. A different body. And even that person's uh, acting was great. I thought, yeah, I like especially that. Spencer. But I was like, holy shit, they're really good. I didn't, I didn't think they were that good as of an actor, but they're they're really good. Um, but I just, I just feel like I resonate more with the characters' arcs in this movie more than I did the first one. So in some ways, I like the story more, but the premise kind of held it back because they didn't. I was like, what does this sound like? Frozen Two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't like the characters more in Frozen Two. Just, no, well, you're me though. <laughs> oh, 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 I like the story better, but. The yeah, music. Yeah, but it's from, but the premise is still too same. So, Jordan, are you gay? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's funny you say that. The gay people I talk to like Jumanji Tube. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so, what would you rate it? All right, so if we're going by the first movie's a perfect vision, what's the second movie? I'd give it a little more <sighs> passable. High passable? High passable? 
That's fair too. I think I enjoy it more than you though. I think it's for a lot of the spoilers that we're going to get into right now. <laughs> um, so Spencer, the main spoiler is when they switch bodies and they end up all back in like their original bodies from the first movie. When Milo, the old black guy, Danny Glover, ends up in the horse's body. And then at the end, he's able to fly because his, his special ability is the horse can sprout wings yeah, or whatever. he's a pegasus. Yeah. But during the movie, it's revealed that him and Danny DeVito's character had like a, a strained relationship because they both owned a restaurant together and Milo ended up selling and because Danny DeVito had like half of stakes in the restaurant he had to sell too mm-hmm. so uh, he was like forced into retirement so there's like this this was antagonistic kind of like they don't like each other relationship at first but they clearly were good friends at one point so you get to slowly see that come out in the story and then Milo reveals the reason he was even coming dating DeVito in the first place at the beginning of the movie to try and make amends was because he found out he was dying. Yes. Which I didn't think was going to be the case. When he told that story about the dishwasher, I thought the thing was going to be the dishwasher died and it made Milo realize that his you know, you know, mortality is coming and it was his incentive to kind of make it with his friend. But no, they went full cliche. No, bro, I'm dying. <laughs> so... Let's you know. Let's, let's make up for all the our, you know our past issues or whatever. Yeah, and I like that. I liked it too. Um, how do you feel about him deciding to stay a Pegasus in Jumanji forever? I mean, I, part of me I, I is liked like, it. <coughs> part of me is like, well, I guess if I find out I'm dying, if I go to the real world, I'm gonna die. But if I stay here, I'm gonna live forever as a Pegasus. But then at the same time, like, didn't you just talk about your wife in the real world? Yeah, I was confused. Are they all? Do dead? you not have kids? My assumption was the wife and kids had all died already. I don't know. They didn't really specify or clarify that. I'm going to assume so. So he's not a selfish asshole. And then it's like, from a real world context. Where'd the body go? Yeah, where'd the body, like it's going to create a huge investigation. Yes. <laughs> Maybe your, fr- your friend that you made amends with, it was like, the, well, the last place he went was at this guy's house. We already know they have a strained relationship. Exactly. He killed him. Exactly. Like, what? <laughs> I thought they were going to have a scene where they go back to the real world. Maybe it's too heavy now, for a now, kid's movie. Jumanji, Jumanji 3 is going to be uh, Danny DeVito on trial for murder. <laughs> the whole movie's on his yeah. trial. <laughs> Your Honor, uh, it was magic. <laughs> um, I thought they were gonna have a scene, which is maybe it's too heavy for a kids' movie, where when they go back into the real world, like he's dead, like you know what I mean, like his body is dead, and he just died. Quote, well, I know, but because you see on the game, like they, they get sucked in, they get sucked in. Yeah, I know, but I thought maybe that would be the way like to have closure. Penis. Like wow, <laughs> <laughs> but to have closure for that, all those issues we just talked about, where it's like, uh, there's gonna be a, a murder investigation. <laughs> At yeah. least this way, it's like, oh, he died quietly in his sleep. Oh, it's sad. But no, it's like, he's missing. <laughs> we need to go find this guy. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I like like stuff like that. Like the moment that Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart have as Milo and I forgot, what was that guy's name? Dane DeVito. Uh, I don't remember. Grandpa. Grandpa, <laughs> yeah. When they're like having that sad conversation, looking at the mountains or whatever. That was nice. I, I feel like that was a moment that didn't exist in the first movie. Like a, 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 a sad moment like that that made me feel for the characters. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that I didn't have as much of like an emotional connection to the characters in the first movie. Which I'm just like, yeah, they were fucking when they were younger. <laughs> yeah. I vaguely got <laughs> that impression, but <laughs> more so as Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, but I think it's because of their friendship chemistry as like real friends. Yeah. Yeah. And which I'm like, how many movies are they going to do together? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Do all the movies together. Yeah, Jumanji 1 and 2, they did uh, 
Central Intelligence. That movie do well? I'm not sure. Oh. Cause I feel like they're they've got good chemistry together, so why not do more movies together? Uh, oh, I was gonna mention um Aquafina. She wasn't in the trailers at all no. or anything, right? Yeah. She ends up being the avatar for Spencer and Jumanji in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she she nailed it. Yeah, like, I liked her. I liked her. Whenever I see Aquafina, I'm always like, oh, the YouTube chick. But She's gotten really good. As being I didn't even know her from YouTube. The first first thing I've seen her in was Crazy Rich Asians, which I know you haven't seen. No, I, I actually don't watch I, her. I actually on met her. At, funny enough. Oh really? She was uh, she was staying at the hotel I work at. Is she super short? Yeah, she is. She seemed really short and even in the movie. And I didn't know it was her. Like I was, she came to the bar and I served her, and a friend of mine came out. She's like, "Was that Aquafina?" I was like, "Was it?" It's like, "No, I think that was." You couldn't tell by her voice. I was like, "Yeah, I recognize the voice, but I'm not gonna assume." <laughs> Everybody's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but she was good at, as Dan DeVito. She, she, and she, as, she was hungry, too. <laughs> she, she ordered everything. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Small person, yeah. big stomach. <laughs> but um, in both roles, as Spencer and as Grandpa, she did really good. Yeah. And I think that's like the strength of this movie in general, both movies, is that the actors do really well at changing their voices or impressions. And I think that was fun for them. And I think that might have been part of the reason why they were so gung-ho on coming back. Mm. Besides the fact that it made a shit ton of money, so they have to come back. Yeah. And Jack Black being slightly The only thing I will say I didn't really like was when uh, Karen Gillan and Jack Black switched. And so she was the, she was the guy. That didn't last long, though. It didn't last long, but I was like, yeah, I don't really like this either. She's trying to be black. Yeah, any any white person doing like a black voice is. Mm-hmm. I see what you're trying to do, but mm-mm. Yeah, no, <laughs> it doesn't look good. All you need is that black face, and then you got the whole fucking yeah, ensemble. You got the whole together. package, the bad package. But. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about in this movie? I mean, the action was decent. Uh, the action scene. I like the monkey action scene. I, li- I like the ostrich action scene. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make it. Yeah, we're not going to make it. <laughs> I was feeling like the one thing I liked about Dwayne Johnson is Dane DeVito in this was every time he'd be like, huh? <laughs> we're we in a video game. <laughs> we're in a video game. Did you know about this? Because <laughs> I feel like it evokes that frustration you have when you try and teach an old person how to do anything technical. Uh-huh. It's like, what? I don't get it. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, it's like my mother when I'm trying to teach her how to use the G. Because she keeps talking about, oh, I get lost when I'm going places. And I'm like, I try to teach you how to use the GPS. You don't want to learn. <laughs> uh, I guess maybe just the ending? Where it seems like now Jumanji's coming into the real world? So, yeah, it seems like they're basically going into the original concept of Jumanji, where the real world changes. It's yeah. like a reality warp. Yeah. But then, of course... When they beat the game, everything returns to normal as if it never happened, but you still remember. Do you still like the original Jumanji which, which, more? Which makes, me, which makes it seem like they're not going to have The Rock and Kevin Hart and all the come back because now the, really? real, now the real world. Doubt. You really think they're going to have a Jumanji movie without The Rock? What I thought was going to happen But is, it makes me wonder, but then how do they... I, I thought they were going to do a thing where those characters come into the real world and team up with the kids. So now they're paired off with their character in the game. I mean, maybe that worked. And the character in the game might have the same personality as the kid, or they might have like their own unique, like the actual character. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like how um, Van Pelt in the first movie came out, and he just he's just Van Pelt. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the that villain could, that could work. Yeah, I still like the first movie more than both these sequels. 
You don't like the first Jumanji I'm more just, than I, the second Jumanji? I mean, I like the second. I like the second Jumanji. But no, yeah, Robin Williams. I just like the... And I feel like that's a trend now with a lot of properties. I, I, the old... Maybe this is our childhood. Like, back in the day, I feel like a lot of these movies had menace. Like, the first Jumanji, in some ways, was scary. Yes. For me as a kid, especially. But I feel like no one... You wouldn't be scared of anything in these new movies. Like, no. Nothing scary. No. Even a snake eating somebody is like a joke. Like, it's not... But in the fucking original... A dude chased kids around with a fucking shotgun. <laughs> like that shit was real. Even when he uh, was about, you thought he was about to shoot Robin Williams before they, uh, the kids won. Yeah, or even that whole sequence at the end, the kid died. Uh, the who was it? The little boy? Or was it the girl that got shot in the neck with the venom dart? There's a little girl. Girl. No, the boy. The boy. When he turned into a monkey. Yeah, and he got shot in the neck with a venom dart. He yeah. was he was dying. The, the being the game saved their lives. <laughs> like that shit was intense. And there was no uh, in this game where they had it out. Oh, you got three lives. No, there was none of that in no, the original. You got one life. Yeah. <laughs> or even like in the video game version. I feel like uh, the Jonas character, Nick Jonas, I forgot his, his in-game name. But he had a way better time, easier time than Robin Williams did. You can go to a shop in this world and just buy clothes. Yeah. Robin Williams came out the fucking jungle like, with, like, a, with leaves. <laughs> but the game changed, though. It was not the same game. Well, clearly, the board game version of Jumanji even is though, way harder. Even though they make it seem like it is the same world because, remember... In the first movie, yeah. In the, first movie, in the second movie, he's, this is where Alan Parrish lived or whatever. Maybe they, like, it upgraded. Like, the forest became bigger and, like, added more things in the video game version. But in, in Robin Williams' world, it was only the forest. Because he didn't have... Like, he was talking about how he wiped his ass with leaves. Remember that? It was like coconut leaves. Like, oh, yeah. thank God. <laughs> Although Nick Jonas, he, he was, he was, he's still hot. What does that have to do with it? <laughs> it has to do with a lot. That's the only thing I was looking forward to. Oh, my God. Uh, is that it? We'll move on? Uh, sure. All right. What you want to get into now? Watchmen, Mandalorian, Crisis. We could talk about Mando. All right, Mando. Let's get into some Mandalorian. Start with the gunslinger. This is the episode where they introduced um, Mulan, the yes. chick from uh, Ming Na Wen. Yes, from Agents of Shield as well. Always a badass, and under fucking utilized. By the way, we're getting the spoilers for all these TV shows, so prepare for spoilers for Watchmen, for Mandalorian, and for Crisis. So here we go. They fucking killed her. Y- yeah, I was, <laughs> I was upset. I thought she was gonna be a main character. I did too. I was like, what? <laughs> And I was like, okay, maybe she's not dead. No, she's dead. Because <laughs> the way the episode ended. But I'm like, you introduced Ming-Na Wen to the show and you fucking kill her in the same episode that you introduced her. Like, what was the point? And she didn't even do anything Granted, cool. maybe I was like, from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, maybe it's like, oh, she's still doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so she just came for this one episode. But come on, that's fucking Ming-Na Wen. Like, you don't do her like that. The show seems very, especially for who killed her, bro. Yeah. So the lamest character so far in the whole series. I'm like, he killed fucking Mulan? Get the fuck out of here. Yes. 
I didn't like this episode at all. Really? I didn't like this episode at all. Is it because it was a very low amount of Baby Yoda? So you're like, no. oh, I hate it. I'm not brainwashed well, anymore. That, that too. <laughs> There's no Baby Yoda. It's fucking trash. But just the whole episode, like, you talked about episode four being filler. This was fucking filler. They're all filler, though. No. I consider something filler if it doesn't add anything to the story. Like, maybe, like, something like you just backtracking and telling me stuff I already know. Okay. But, like... The thing about episode four and why I don't consider it filler is, yeah, it didn't necessarily propel the storyline further in terms of him go, uh, uh, being chased by the guild and further in the storyline of uh, the, the Empire chasing Baby Yoda, what they want Baby Yoda for and all that other stuff. Okay. But I feel like episode four added more emotional growth to the Mandalorian. You learned more about his backstory and history to the point like you found out. Uh, stuff like he never took uh, off his suit. Yeah, he never took off his suit all and all right, that other stuff. Right, so you learn more you about that. that. You got emotional growth. You got it's the, rushed, you know, no, no emotional growth. That shit was no, rushed as fuck. It might have been rushed, <laughs> but you still learn more about the world. The all man. Right, so right. I don't consider that filler. But in this episode, what did you learn? Um, exactly. Don't trust nobody. <laughs> you don't learn anything. Yeah, I know. So and 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 this episode seemed like it was all fan service. Oh, guess what, guys? We're going back to Tatooine. You remember Tatooine? Oh, okay. This is where Luke and, and fucking Anakin oh, are from. Oh, Tatooine? Yes. Oh. We're it, going back to the cantina. You remember all of it? You know what in general like, this show feels like, though, now? Not including <laughs> the next episode we were going to talk about, too. It feels like, like guest star of the week. Like, every single episode feels like its own, like, bottle episode. And then it throws in, like, a, a guest star face. Yes. And it, and it feels really obvious. Like, it feels, like, almost too apparent. Like, that chick, the mechanic chick in, in, the, in this Gunslinger episode. Amy Sedaris. She didn't feel like she belonged in the Star Wars universe to me. See, I disagree with that. I, I feel like she belonged-ish. I feel like the Gunslinger, the little kid, he didn't belong. I agree with that, too. In the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I feel like, like, granted, I understand he was supposed to be a naive... Never been part of the guild. Yeah, he's he's working noob. to try to join the guild. He's a kid. Yeah. So he's wide, He's like, you know, doe-eyed, naive kid. But I, I was like, his performance, he seems like, I, was, I said this on my YouTube channel, but I was like, he feels like somebody's like, Brother, cousin. yeah, like a <laughs> like one of the directors or whatever. It was his nephew, yeah. and he was just like he, my nephew. He needs something to do. Let's put him in an episode of Star Wars, mm. and like he just felt, he felt like he didn't fit. Yeah. I only to find out he's Bobby Cannavale's son, which I found out later on. Who? He's some actor guy. So I was like, wow. so I was right. <laughs> like he just felt so out of place. Like, oh, hey guys, I'm in my first episode of Star Wars, which is like fine. You're, I'm not in the Star Wars. I'm an actor. I'm not in fucking Star Wars. So good for you. Like you're doing more than me. But it just felt so out of place. I didn't. I wasn't really that big a fan of his acting. His no. acting felt very flat. And the twist was so flat too. It was like, oh, what? I can get money from Mandalorian. All right, well, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. I'm like, what? Work with her at least. Cause I was hoping at least she would like do what was apparently what that was gonna happen was she, he frees her and then she kills him. I'd rather that. I know it's like the more obvious like uh, development, but I'd rather that than you kill off the more intriguing character just to have him be like the oh didn't see that coming did you? Only for you to kill him anyway. Yes. Same episode. So it's yeah. like what was the point of this? The whole point of this episode was whoever that person was that they showed at the end. But I'm like, but you could do that in a different way. Maybe show him spying on them throughout the episode. Yeah, I don't know. Or like, something. Who was that person? I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. But then, again, 
going into the next episode. Which so was... I would have gave that. I would give that episode. I give a it low, low passable. passable. Ah, <laughs> jinx. jinx. Um, so the next episode was the prisoner. So going into the next episode, it's like I don't. Do you know the comedian? What? Do you know who the comedian is? You mean uh, Watchmen? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so maybe. You do. So I want to know what you think of the comedian. <laughs> no, well, he he's a comedian, <laughs> so I know who that guy is. Galf, not Galf, what's his? I don't know his. Name. I forgot his name. But the 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 main jerk on that crew. The white guy, bald head. Bill Burr. Bill Burr, yes. He's from Breaking Bad, but I never watched Breaking Bad, so. I know him as a comedian, first and foremost. So for me, it was very weird. I'm like, why the fuck is Bill Burr in Star Wars? And he's a badass? What? <laughs> yeah, I, I knew he was in Breaking Bad, but I never watched Breaking Bad, so I okay. didn't really. He looked familiar. Okay, so what did you think about him? Just curious. I liked, you... I liked him. Okay, all right. That's, interesting. That's another character for me because I know who he is. I was like, why the fuck? Same thing with... um. No, I think he fit because he's a great actor. And he Clancy Brown, look. Yes. Lex Luthor. Wait, what? He voiced Lex. He voices Lex Luthor in a Justice League animated and a Superman animated series. The big guy with the long hair. Yes, I didn't know he did that. I know him from Sons of Anarchy. <coughs> he's the uh, the nice guy in the group in Sons of Anarchy. But he's a great actor. So I I think he fits the world perfectly. Lex Luthor. All right, sure, Lex Luthor. <laughs> But Bill Burr, I was like, then, you're uh, a comedian. And then the, 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 the uh, fuck. The, the Twi'lek? Twi'lek. Yeah, Twi'lek. I was about to say troglodyte. That's not right. Troglodyte? What the fuck? The Twi'lek. The, Twi'lek. The, the Twi'lek. That's, uh, what's her face from Game of Thrones? Who? Uh, the, the, uh, the girl from the north that ended up following Bran and protecting him. Oh. Wow, she looks... I mean, I can't really tell because of the makeup. But yeah, all right. I get that. I can see that. I can't think of her name. I can't think of her name either. But now you're talking about the girl who Bran was like, all right, we're done. And she's like, what? My brother died for you. <laughs> that girl? Oh, no. Wait, you no, mean, no, 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 no. Not mean no, the, the, the girl the, that. The whore. Yeah, the whore. Yeah. Who get, gets killed by Ramsey. Yes. Oh, now I see it. The, all that shit. That does. Yeah, she has the same fate, like the mouth area. Yeah. Now I can see it. Is this the first time in a Star Wars anything that's been a male Twi'lek? As far as I know. When they, I was like, is that a transsexual Twi'lek? That's what I thought. I was like, is that, is that person supposed to be trans? No, it's a guy. Yeah, but I think notoriously Twi'leks have always been female in Star Wars. Twi'leks. Twi'leks? I don't know how to pronounce it. Twi'leks? I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. The sexy ones. <laughs> the sexy Star Wars characters with the sexy tentacle head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed this episode a lot more. But yeah, but, I, but what I was saying is going into this episode from the last episode... Ultimately, yes, I enjoyed this episode a lot more. We'll get into that uh, later. But I'm just like, I don't know where this show is going. Because this is now episode six. There's only eight episodes for the entire season. But it, seem, but it seems like the first three episodes were all like connected. It seems like they were going to one cohesive story. It seemed like they were following a plot. But then you get to episodes four, five, and now six. Now they all seem standalone. None of them connect to the other. And again, we only got two more episodes left, and I'm like, I feel like that's when they're gonna wrap up the story. But what is the story? Like, I don't know what's going on. And then every episode the, is the only Empire. like 30, 30, 30 minutes. Yeah, thirty to forty. So it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. That's ultimately. I feel like the show is that by design. I feel like they wanted a but you, but like you, one-off episodes in the middle, and maybe the end's gonna wrap up the actual Empire Yoda all that storyline. 
Because they keep talking about like, oh yeah, the guilds got it out for you, but I feel like that's a lot to wrap up. And again, the show is on unless they the last two episodes or whatever are going to be like an hour or whatever. I don't think they're going to wrap it up. I think they're just going to continue the story and then end on a cliffhanger. Because I'm just like, oh no, baby, you must be captured. End of season. Mandalorian, there's no time. Yeah. I agree with you. But I like this episode. Because I feel like this episode was more what I expected Mandalorian to be, which is like going on heists slash criminal like activities as groups. Because mm-hmm. it kind of gives that like Ocean's Eleven kind of vibe, where it's like, oh, we've all got a particular set of skills, and we got to break into this facility and break out this prisoner, and like that. That feels more like bounty hunter missions to me than something like, oh, let's just go assassinate this girl who's Mulan, and then oh no, betrayed. That's another thing. At this point, I'm like, everyone's gonna betray you. Like, I would never trust anyone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Every single episode. Oh, you betrayed me too. Especially okay. consider all you know about. Seems like all you know are bounty hunters. There's a bounty on your head. Yeah, you don't think they're gonna turn you in? Well, they weren't even gonna turn him in. They were just gonna like leave him there for the 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 republic. The republic, yeah. Just like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because they had some like weird history with the male toilet and him. But yeah, but it goes back to all the things I enjoy from the series before. It's like you learn more about the war, Star Wars universe with this little ragtag group of people. Yeah. You learn more about the Mandalorian. In fact, oh, Mando's badass, yada, 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 and all this other stuff. Like, it's, it wasn't filler compared to the last episode. You just liked it because it was more And I, I was just about to say, <laughs> and compared to like episode five, you get more Baby Yoda. <laughs> that was adorable, though. Like, we already mentioned it, but that force thing where he's like, I'm going to force kill you. <laughs> Not even just that, but like a little Home Alone action. Him hiding from the. I thought, I thought he was going to like pull a lever and like an anvil was going to fall on the, <laughs> on the, the robot or something. I was surprised. Because it shows that Baby Yoda. He's smart. He's smart. Yeah, he's way smarter than we thought. Like, it's not to say he was, like, we thought he was dumb because he knew enough to protect him from the little rhino thing. Yeah. But he knew, he was smart enough to know that Zero shouldn't be trusted. He shouldn't, like, because every time we've seen Baby Yoda, he's, like, let himself be picked up or cooed and cod or whatever with other people. He knew, like, Zero, no, fuck him. I need to hide from this motherfucker. Yeah. He's like, oh, clearly my my Jedi mind tricking of cuteness is not going to work on a robot. Yeah. That's really what's happening. Baby Yoda is the villain, and he is fucking Jedi mind tricking everyone else <laughs> to take care of him. Except for robots. Yes. Think about the first episode. The robot was going to kill him. Yes, because he can't mind trick a robot. But everyone's like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, my God. I want to take care of it. He's like, I'm 50 years old. I know exactly what's happening right now. I'm just pretending to be a baby. <laughs> yes, and I'm here for all of it. I want Baby Yoda. I want to take care of it. I don't oh. want any kids, but now I want a kid. Now you want a Baby Yoda? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just stay a baby for 50 years. <laughs> well, he's going to be a baby longer than I'm al- I'll be alive, so <laughs> it works. It's a responsibility now, yeah. baby Yoda. <laughs> uh, but yeah, especially it's like, like a... Tur- it's like a pet, if you get a pet turtle or a pet parrot, because they live like to like 150 and shit. Oh, wow. Uh, I thought the kills in this episode were really cool, too. Oh, we're not even kills, because he didn't, he didn't kill any of... That's another thing I no, liked. No, they were robots. The reveal... No, no, not the robots. The reveal that he didn't kill... Oh, he didn't the, kill, though. The evil crew. Yeah. Yeah. And that's even added more to his, to his character. He's a really nice bounty hunter. What's up with that? <laughs> like, he's not a bad dude at all. No. Like, the more we find out about him, the more it's like, you were never, like, a cutthroat bounty hunter. You've always been, like, this sweet guy. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. How are you a bounty hunter? Well, he turns them in. He doesn't kill, because, like, even the whole line, I could bring you in hot or I could bring you in cold. He prefers to bring them in 
Hot. Yeah, even with the guy that the ended up fucking them over with the the uh, the Republic like emergency signal, he was gonna let him go. He was like, no, no, no one has to die here. Just let us get through what we gotta get through, and we're not gonna touch you at all. It's fine. I'm like, you're a nice fucking guy. <laughs> like, I want to see him with a Mandalorian that is more what I envision a Mandalorian to be, just to see how they play off each other. Like a more of like a cutthroat Boba Fett with the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Cause he's sweet. <laughs> like, yes, I didn't expect that. He's not over. Yeah, exactly. But the weird thing about it is, I'm like. They kind of play with his level of badassery. Because in this episode, he was taking out droids left and right. They talk about how the Mandalorian is the most deadly warrior in the galaxy. When you think about episode two and shit, like, <laughs> he was having troubles taking out fucking Jawas. It's a lot of Jawas. <laughs> it was a lot of droids. Yeah, but even then, he still struggled. Like, I like that even when he's a badass, he still got hit a couple times. He still fell. He's still a little sloppy. Then at the same time, though, I'm like... What's the level of fucking durability of his armor? Like, he's taking sniper shots in the chest from the last episode. Yeah, word. And this, he's getting shot by the fucking uh, droids. And that's all he's doing is, like, moving his shoulder back. But it's, like, not hurting him at all. Yeah, you would think. But, yeah, again, stormtroopers, one fucking hit and they're dead. Yeah, their armor sucks. And I do like that they made the joke where... uh, I'm not a stormtrooper. Yeah, I'm not a stormtrooper, you asshole. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Although there was another joke, I was like, mm, "Is that racist?" What? Well, he talked about, "Are you a gungan under that uh under that oh, helmet?" Misa. And, yeah, is that why you don't want to see Wisa see your face or something like that? I was like, "Is that a little racist?" See, that was you know George, me. you know George Lucas based Jar 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 Binks on like a Sambo caricature of a black person. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, so I was like, mm, "I don't know if I like that joke." For me, it was more just like, "Oh we're yeah, and, Bill Burr, and we're comedian. acknowledging the prequels." Yeah, that too. But to me, it was like that's what kind of brought me out of Bill Burr's performance because I'm like, here's riffing. I feel like these are all riff jokes that you're making like on set and get kept in. <laughs> I couldn't see them purposely making a Misa Jar Jar Binks joke. I was just saying, oh. What would you rate this episode though? That twist ending was great. I love the fact that he left that. I'll give it a perfect vision. I'll them. give it a perfect vision. It's not as high as the third episode, Perfect Vision, but. I will concur Because the third that. episode is still my favorite episode. Same. This uh, is my second favorite episode. All right, so where are we going to next? Watchmen <coughs> or Crisis? I feel like save Michael was... Save for last. I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> I feel like Michael's going to save Crisis until the end. He's going to fuck about Crisis. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the Watchmen finale. I love you. We just met. When did you fall in love with me? I was already in love with you. Before you even saw me? I don't experience the concept of before. So, there's no moment? Moment? A moment when you realize I'm in love. This is the moment. I just told you that you can't save me. And you're going to try to anyway. Well, first we got to talk about episode eight. A god walks into a bar. Get it? A bar? <laughs> yes. Because he fucks her, Michael. <laughs> he walks right into that pussy. <laughs> yeah. I was just say he doesn't just walk into it. He... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh... I, right off the bat, first of all, this episode, Perfect Fucking Vision, 
I think this is one of the best examples of playing with uh, a non-linear storyline in a fucking uh, TV show on on par with things like The Memento or even on par keeping within Watchmen the original uh, uh, backstory for Dr. Manhattan and the original Watchmen run. I think it was fucking great. Oh yeah, this episode was awesome-tacular to steal from Jeremy Johns. And no alcohol required. <laughs> and I liked how they used the first meeting between Angela and Dr. Manhattan as the more as the centerpiece for this entire episode. Mm. Because yeah, there were times that they showed the past, they showed the present, and they showed the future, but all of it revolved around Dr. Manhattan meeting Angela and telling him or telling her, I'm in love with you. And this is everything that I know. And I'm doc- and, and funny. And I like that. He basically didn't lie uh, that who he was. And maybe eventually she found out. She, no, he came clean from the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't, she didn't believe him. I'm Dr. Manhattan. And he's what? like, no, I, I can, I can prove it right now. I can tell the future. And this is going to happen. We're going to be together for this long. And so I like seeing the flashbacks between that. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Every time he would reference things like, yeah, oh, the way it was I'm telling you about the egg. Like, the, what the egg? And then you go back and explain what the egg is. Yeah. Like, something so, like that. So this episode, I like, this episode was written and directed beautifully. The whole fucking season. Yeah, the whole season's been fucking amazing. But this episode specifically. I feel like it Pas- might be... Pacifically? Pacifically. <laughs> like, Paschetti. I feel like this is probably my favorite episode of the whole series. Because I love Dr. Manhattan, and I loved how they were able to I still think it. episode six is my favorite, Hood of Justice. That's also fair. I think both episodes are great. So I, uh, it's too black. What? <laughs> the whole se- this whole show is black. <laughs> racism. You know what's racism? All those handsome Squidward fucking memes that came up because of uh, Doctor Manhattan looking like Black Manta. Bullshit. I mean, well, there's a meme, and this was made by another black person, but I'm like, black people could swim in an ocean of white supremacy as well. Where you see Dr. Manhattan from the movies, and so it says Dr. Manhattan, and then you see Yaya, it says Dr. Harlem. Dr. Harlem? And Come I'm on, like, Sean. Yeah, I'm like, first of all, that's super racist, A, because you're implying that a black person is lesser. But then on top of that, you're fucking stupid because Harlem is in Manhattan. <laughs> and I mean, I, I don't know, I've seen a lot of people just judging it without actually watching the show. We're like, oh, the effects don't look as good. No, blah, blah, blah. Like, a fucking course does it. It's a fucking, first of all, a Zack Snyder movie, but a movie first and foremost. Because they have a way bigger budget for that type of shit. Yeah. And, and I feel like, and this is, I'm mad at Yaya Han. Yeah, Yaya Han? What? Not Yaya Han. Yaya What's his name? Who was that? Yaya. Yaya Abdul-Mateen? Yaya Abdul. He shouldn't have released the image of the makeup chair shot. <laughs> of him putting the makeup on. Because in the show itself, it looks way better than that. Like when they add yeah, like, know, the, like the they post do, effects. They do that stuff. all the time, though. Yeah, I know. Actors, but like, in the world of the internet, I'm, I'm not blaming the victim here, but I feel like if I was. Like you are. If I was him. Because like when like, I when like CW or whatever releasing will release an episode, you'll then they'll, the actor will then release a, 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 a either a video of them putting that makeup on or a, or a, a picture of them in like like say somebody in Arrow was turned into a werewolf mm-hmm. or whatever. They release a video of them getting the makeup or a picture of them half werewolf or whatever. Yeah, I get that. But a hey lot guys, of times, I'm glad you enjoyed the episode. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of a lot of times, like they they understand though that the first impression the internet gets is what they're gonna run with, and that's what happened with the with. Dr. Well, that's Manhattan. why he, he released it after the episode aired, though. But still, that that was that was the main image that was circling around circling around the internet. 
I feel like he should have just taken a screenshot of within the episode when he had like the blue glow in the eyes. Because I was like, everyone's complaining about like, oh, he should have the blue glow. Oh, he should have the eyes. He does, you fuck nuts. If you watch the goddamn show. <laughs> I don't, for me as a fan, that's what frustrated me because I really wanted people to appreciate the show. But I feel like the. I mean, regardless, even if he did, let's say he re- he did release the image of him. People would still hate. Yeah, people but, are still gonna hate. Like, but it would have helped. It like, there's a lot. A, there's this YouTuber that I follow named uh, Austin Burke. I don't know who that is okay. And he uh, in the beginning he's white. So I, okay. And, and, and this and this oh shit I dropped my phone. <laughs> and this matters. That's why I bring it up. Okay. But um, he used to review every single episode of Watchmen. Okay. And then he stopped, so I left a comment on his page just, just to wonder. And I was like, why'd you stop reviewing Watchmen? He was like, because I've been getting so much uh, hatred in my comment section, wow. and plus a lot of dislikes, it's going to fuck up the algorithm with my, with my page. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm going to just wait and just do a whole season recap as opposed to an episode by episode replay because I got tired of the comics, the comment section. And so I feel like... Going to your point, even if he did release that image, the perfect image, there's still gonna be people. There's still gonna be people hating on the show, because there already are people hating on hey, the bro. show. Even people hating on the show that never watched the show, just the concept of wait, watch black. He's black. Oh, Doctor yeah. Manhattan is black. Like fuck this show. Or sure. Walkman. But in that world. I say, yeah, it's going to rain because the fucking internet, but bring an umbrella. <laughs> like, you can just walk out in the rain and go like, eh, it's going to be hate no matter what. But at least you, if you carry the umbrella, you can stem a little bit of it. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. If you just let it with your best foot, then the internet would have a little bit less ammo to be like, it's stupid. <coughs> but because I, I fucking love this episode. And I love, for me, as a fan of the original Watchmen, and I love the Dr. Manhattan character in the original Watchmen, they had every chance to fuck it up in this episode but they didn't they were able to to at least for me successfully and very convincingly uh explain why dr manhattan is a black guy in this world and how uh, and what he did after the events of Watchmen, and how it's not it because it also on paper especially when we get to the next episode the last episode of the season it's almost like damon lindelof reversed the end like the, the 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 climax of Watchmen. So as a fan of original Watchmen, there's a lot of reasons why I should probably hate what they were doing with the the characters and the story. But the way they executed it, I think it was so well done that I have no choice but be like, no, that was fucking great. I don't think this was a reversal of the original series ending. I think this was almost like a logical continuation of where it left off. That's impressive. Yes, it's a reverse. It is a reversal, but. It's a reversal that works. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. It, that should fucking suck. <laughs> like, I feel like with, in, in worse hands, that could have been Last Jedi. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with it. Because it does feel like Damon Lindelof took everything we knew about Watchmen and flipped it on its head. Yeah. Just like Ryan Johnson tried to do with the Star Wars universe and The Last Jedi. But I guess the difference is... Maybe Damon Lindelof is a more competent writer. I don't know. <laughs> uh, or had a better idea. Or maybe because the difference between a TV medium and a, a movie medium where movies is just the, the, the one writer and the director. Or sometimes they're both writer and director, just like with Knives Out. He wrote and directed the movie. But in television, it's, you have the showrunner and the guy, the creator, but then you have a whole writer's room 
I was going to say that. Did you listen to? Because I did. Because I did listen Mark to Bernardin. The, no, I didn't listen to uh, Mark Bernardin. But there's a uh, a Watchmen podcast that airs with Damon Lindelhoff on every episode. Oh, okay, that's and so good. he would talk about like how he had certain ideas for the show. But then other writers would, would in the writers' room would come and be like, "No, that's stupid. Don't do that." He talked to Mark Bernardin about the same kind of process, and I think because he because he talked about a uh, spoiler from for episode seven, I believe. But remember when Angela found out she was connected to the elephant? Yeah, he said his original idea for that he wanted it to be another clone. He wanted it to be a clone of Angela. That's weird. And yeah, so the other writers were like, no, we're already doing clones. It doesn't make sense to do that. He was like, he was like upset. Like he was like, no, this is a great idea. But then they started talking about it more. It was like, no, you're actually right. Did they explain what the, the thing about the elephant was? He did explain the thing about the elephant. What's the thing about the elephant? It's not memories? It is memories. Oh, it is? Yeah. An elephant never forgets? An elephant never forgets. And so Lady True, because basically all the memories of uh, Will Reeves is being flushed out of her. Mm-hmm. Well, those memories have to go somewhere. Elephant never forgets. So basically, she's putting it in the elephant to be able to. It's more or less a hard drive. No, it's funny because I just in my my mind I just had the like the mental, mental image of the elephant wakes up and puts the hood justice mask on. Like I am hooded justice. So so, so the so the elephant yeah the elephant is more or less a hard drive that she's putting those memories in to use for later or whatever. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. I also heard a theory about being the elephant in the room, like like stuff like that, like weird jokes like that. But yeah, that makes a lot like that. I'm glad they changed it because that would have been weird. But when you're talking to uh, Mark Bernardin about his process, it's you mentioned the writer's room. I feel like a lot of the reason why the show is so good is because of it's not just him being a great writer. It's him surrounding himself with people that have more insight into this world. He's not black. He's a white guy. Yes. But the reason why I feel so authentic is because he did have people of color in his writing's writer's room that did help lend voice to the characters and help give more credibility to some of the scenes that he didn't have an actual understanding of. And it's of. like, you say that and it's like, it seems so profound. Right? It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, you would think that would be the most, something that makes the most sense when it comes to these properties, especially like you have all these movies or characters being created by white guys, specifically white, specifically white men, mm-hmm. but yet they get no input from people that actually live that life and have that shared experience. That's why it feels fake or, yeah. feels, or rings false. But here, like everything feels authentic. Or even like get the help out of that pool. Or even like, like that's take, a black it, woman it, saying that shit. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I was like, even taking something like Miles Morales, who's written, written and created by Brian Michael Bendis. Like there's a moment where somebody finds out Spider Man's black. And he's like, I don't want to be black spider. It's like, I don't know if a black person would actually say that. No, but to that end, I would say that Brian Michael Bennis, yes, he did create Miles Morales, but the Miles Morales in the comics does not hold a candle to the Miles Morales uh, in the movie. And I feel like the movie probably had a bigger writer's room of people that could actually give some authenticity to his voice. Yes. Like, I, I like actually, Miles Morales. I'm going to see who wrote the Into the Spider-Verse movie. Um, keep talking. I liked Miles Morales in the comics, but it wasn't until I saw the movie where I was like, yeah, okay. Now I can see that the comic was kind of bland. Like His personality was kind of bland. By yeah, even, <laughs> even his uh, like origin story and how in the comic book origin of Miles Morales, aside from the fact that he was bitten by a radioactive spider, he had no connection to Peter Parker no. at all. But in the movie, he was the last person that he saw before he died. Peter Parker gave him a mission. So he literally has a connection to Spider-Man Peter Parker. Yeah. And it makes 
him following in those footsteps more more impactful, stronger, more validated, as opposed to, oh, I was bitten by a spider, I'm just happened to follow Spider-Man. Yeah. Even in the little bit of, like, uh, racial elements they put into it, with Miles Morales, like, speaking Spanish to his mom, and talking to his father, a little bit of code switching, that wasn't really present in the comic book either. No. Right, you know what I'm saying? So it felt like the movie is what gave color, haha, <laughs> to Miles Morales' world and character. So I think there's definitely something to be said for, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you can write anything, but to actually make things feel authentic, you need to have some kind of experience in that world or or environment. And I feel like if you if you aren't that already, you need to surround yourself with people that are that and can speak to it for you. So now Phil Lord wrote Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Phil Lord and Chris Miller did. But just like with uh, Damon Lindelof, they don't talk about the writer's room. Yeah, that's credits. not to say... You have to be black to write a black story. No. No. But you should get input from people that are black. <laughs> it might help. Yeah. Just like with, I, I, I guarantee you, Brian Michael Bendis didn't when it came to the original Miles Morales. No. What were we saying? <laughs> <laughs> we, we went off a whole Miles Morales tangent. But and, and funny enough, like. For Dr. Manhattan and that world. And the thing that, that, that impresses me so much about Watchmen and why I do pro- probably believe, like, yeah, it wasn't just Damon Lindelof, or maybe I don't know, because I'm not there. But no, he was very. This is one of the first properties I feel like written and created by a white guy, and it focuses so much on the blackness of it. But at the same time, I feel like he didn't try to use the fact that you know centered on racism and white supremacy and all that other stuff. Mm. He didn't try to inject some type of white savior into the narrative like no, like yeah. so many times white people try to do when they do black stories yeah. it's got to be one white person that's just righteous all around yeah. to make them feel better yeah. and assuage quote unquote white guilt it's like there was none of that in yeah. this story and I love that very true very true granted yeah you got you can make the argument and minorities you can, can be good they can be evil it's like yeah you can make the argument with Lori or Looking Glass, but I don't consider them... They're not purely good either. Yeah, not even that they're pu- pu- not purely good, but... And they're almost like witnesses at the end. They weren't like... They're not really like... They weren't like saviors. They didn't really... No. They didn't save the day, more or less. No. They assisted the day. Yeah, they assisted, but they didn't... like. They weren't like single-handed. Oh, if it wasn't for this white person, such as such, racism would still be, you know, yeah. whatever. Like the movie Hidden Figures, which I know you didn't see. No. But there's a scene in Hidden Figures where... Uh, this is like, every time I bring this example up, I always go back to this. But there's a moment, because, you know, it takes place during, like, segregation and all the other stuff. So, you know, you had the black bathroom and the white bathroom. There was mm-hmm. a sign that says, whites only. And there was a moment at the end of the movie, or towards the end of the movie, because Kevin, Co- Ke- Kevin Costner, he really connected with this black mathematician or whatever. She's the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she can't use this bathroom. So there was a moment where he, take, he takes the sign... That says whites only, and he destroys it. And like she can use whatever bathroom she wants or whatever. And it's based on a true story. Yeah. And Katherine Johnson was like, "Yeah, that never happened in the. <laughs> that never happened. Yeah, that never happened in real life. Yeah. So it's like the and the writer and, and it wasn't in the book either because it's based on the book either. Oh, it's based on the book too. And yeah, the director was like, "Yeah, I know it wasn't based on the book, but you know, I wanted to give him a moment of him being a hero, or whatever. Mm. And it's like, but why though? Because I felt guilty. <laughs> and this way, all white people can feel good about themselves at the end of the movie. <laughs> and I like that Watchmen takes that trope and kind of subverts it. 
So a character's like um, Metrop- uh, Captain Metropolis, you thought that, that, that he was that, then he wasn't because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Or even like um, the senator at first, think he's an ally. And then, no, he's the he's the biggest white supremacist asshole. <laughs> so I like that they know that trope exists and <coughs> dance around it purposefully. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like it's purposefully. Or even Chief Judd. Yeah, he's the first example of that. He's the first character like you kind of get introduced to. Um, and it even goes to like this premise of people again wanting to inject the white savior into the into the narrative, and it even affects black people as well because black people have the same reaction. But you think about Get Out, mm-hmm. and when it was revealed that Rose was actually a villain, what was everybody's first thought, including us? You bitch! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yo>, you bitch! <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Well, not even that, but we talked about it on the show. Everybody's first thought was, no, she's got to be brainwashed. We did? We did. We did did say that. I remember that. Oh, okay. We thought, no, she's got to be brainwashed. There's no way. Like... Because you're no. expecting that one yeah, good Yeah, you're character. expecting that one good white character, but it's like, no, she's not brainwashed. She's just a fucking bitch. <laughs> that eats cereal without but milk. But <laughs> a, a lot of people had that reaction. Again, like I said, black people as well. Like. Yeah. They didn't suspect or assume or want her to be. Uh, no, she's just a she's just a villain. She's not, you know, somebody that was fooled or maybe you know her parents brain like brainwashed her or whatever. It's like no, yeah. she's just an asshole. But it's like we were looking for that white savior. Yeah, she was like, oh no, there's some redemption. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, where were we? <laughs> Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan. Too black. <laughs> no, I think it was all great. And also, I think it's just funny because every time I saw his giant dick, I'm like, I know Mike was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. They were showing that dick a lot. I was like, is that, was this much dick in the original too? <laughs> also, I feel like his dick is bigger than the other Dr. Manhattans. Is that, is that racist? <laughs> it's not, well, it's not racist, but true. <laughs> Walk around with his fucking ass out and shit. But that, I was, I was watching. I was like, I don't know. Because they're known for doing stuff like this sometimes. Like, I was like, is that a prop dick? I almost feel like it has to be. Unless Yaya Yaya is just that comfortable with showing his dick on but, fucking but TV. But I, I watched interviews of him saying like, because they would ask, because you know every time somebody does a news, especially considering like male full frontal nudity is still considered a taboo. Like yeah. you could show Daenerys, you could, you could see her coochie all day and nobody- you really don't. In the beginning you did. Not really. Like female nudity is different. Like when you see full frontal female nudity, you don't really see, like the well, no, vagina is like. Going, uh, that's what I'm saying. Still, but I mean, still, you still kind of you still kind of see it. Yeah, kind of. You see the you see the bush. Yeah, yeah. But it's like again, like f- full frontal female nudity. Nobody really blinks an eye. Yeah. But if the moment you see a floppy dick on screen, everybody's like, oh. Because a floppy dick is way more offensive than, <laughs> than a, a beautiful woman. But it's only... <laughs> shut the fuck up. That's homophobic. But, <laughs> and sexist. But mostly because it's not shown that often. Again, it's considered a taboo. Like HBO will show a naked woman all day, but they'll never... But they hardly ever show... Yeah. Even There was a, even controversy about that on Game of Thrones. Mm. Why is there so much female nudity and stuff, but you don't do the same thing with men or whatever? Mm. And so with that... I think part of and part of that also has to do with the fact that male actors, because it hasn't been asked of them as much as female actors, have more of an issue with it. Yeah, they they have more of an issue with male, uh, you know, full frontal nudity. Like they'll show their ass all day. But I also feel like, in terms of like how our society is set up, there's a lot more pressure on a man. Like you, sh- these are all Hollywood level beautiful women. 
So you're just like, hey, you want to show your beautiful body to the world? It's like, not really, but okay. But with a man, it's like, hey, you want everybody to judge your dick size? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's think, a thing. But, but, even, <laughs> even with, but even with that, because there are women that don't have that big of, like, like people. Still, though, people aren't judging women the same way. Like a beautiful Hollywood woman, the same way they would judge I'm like saying, a man. No, but they would. I feel like, like, like. like yo, his dick is small, son. Like, say, <laughs> say, if, say if Angelina Jolie didn't have, like, if her breasts weren't that big, she has small breasts. People be judging her based on oh she has like think about the controversy. With one, never, think about the controversy with Gal Gadot. Like oh she doesn't seem like she, her her breasts are too small or whatever. There was a lot of that or even Laura, uh, I didn't hear Alicia, that. Alicia Vikander as Laura Croft. Her breasts aren't big enough. That's different. That's just because the character is known for giant breasts. <laughs> so is Wonder Woman. No, she's not. Wonder, not the, giant breasts. Not giant breasts. The complaint against Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman was she was too small in terms there of was her that, There was that and her breasts weren't big enough. Mm. I've, seen a, I've seen a lot of comments with that. Mm. I don't know. I've never left a movie and been like, hey, man, can you look how small chick's titties were? No one talks like that. Not, guys maybe, don't. No. Maybe women do. I'm not a woman, so maybe I can't speak to that. But, but man, I see a lot of comments like that. They, they, they talk about, oh, her, her, her titties weren't big enough or her ass isn't big enough. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe agree to disagree because I, I I feel like I've heard and seen people talk about man's dick size. But yes, I than, I agree with that. So that that's and part that's of, a point of that's part, for man. and that's part of the reason I'm saying why men won't because a it hasn't been required of them as much, yeah. and then also part of it is because it's like well even even if you have a big dick, people will still be like yeah, but it's not still not big enough. It's not what I thought it would be for someone. <laughs> If there, I had Dr. Ben's dick, I'd be like, people, ah, yeah. Now, there are people that are, granted, maybe not that big, but I'm just saying, even like, say, because the average penis size, if you take everybody, In the world, it's like, it's yeah, like five it's inches. like five inches. Yeah. So even if you're bigger than that, people will still be like, like, say you, say you, you, you erect, you, you're nine inches or whatever, but, but you you're not going to be nine, in, you're not going to be nine inches hard. Yeah, yeah. So but people will be like, yeah, he's still a, he's still got a little dick. It's like, no, but you could be, he could be a grower. Yeah, for sure. But, that's what but, I'm saying. but like, they'll never know. But these are all so things. So they'll be like, ah, you got a little dick. That's why it's harder for men. <laughs> <laughs> women don't have that issue like in terms of their nudity. Like the, the most you'll get from women is, unless she's like obese or something, which Hollywood, again, that's why I'm saying Hollywood women, they're not. So the most you're going to get is, her tits weren't big enough. But that, if you see tits, most guys are going, yeah, tits. <laughs> they're going like, mm, they weren't big enough. Like, who's talking like that? <laughs> I can only see a woman saying that. Like, oh, her breasts were too saggy or something like that. Men aren't complaining about any levels of tits. <laughs> they are. <laughs> but I, think, I feel like men and women will judge a dude's dick size. That's just how it is. Like, I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this, is, nobody, this, is, this is all so far removed from the nobody, review. <laughs> nobody's complaining about, yeah, yeah, I'm doing petite. I was just like, oh, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was like, especially the next well, episode. Still, I was just like, is that I was sitting sad in the, but in the, that, the prison. I feel like, like that. I, I feel like that wasn't real. You think that wasn't real? But I feel like the scene with him, like uh, looking at Adrian Veidt, I feel like that was all him. Why would there be a difference? Why would they have a, a stunt dick in one scene? Because and- I feel like because 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 Yaya Abdul Mateen standing in front of Adrian Veidt, that was like him as his regular person. Yeah. But I'm like, who's gonna be some? Who's gonna be the makeup artist literally painting his dick blue? You? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You got a call from Hollywood tomorrow. Michael, we want you to paint. <laughs> Jordan, I'm leaving this podcast to <laughs> do my dream job. <laughs> Guys, Michael's gone. <laughs> Where is he going? He's going to paint Yaya Abdul-Mateen's dick blue. He's going to live his dreams. Yeah, he's going. Live, his, live his dreams. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> 
But I don't know. It, it, to me, it looked more fake. Okay. I'm not an expert. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a dick connoisseur. So. <laughs> like Michael paused it. <laughs> Zoom in. Enhance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, but yeah, going, going to what I was saying about the prop dick, because I've seen Yaya Abdul-Mateen doing interviews about it. It's like, yeah, the nudity scene it was very liberating. Mm-hmm. And all other stuff. So, Saying basically uh, implying that it was all him. I like that when he came into Adrian's place in the. And then saying, "Oh yeah, my DMs have been blowing up ever since that episode." Of course, I want that blue dick daddy. But when he walked into Adrian's place and he was like, "Ah, John," and he's like, "How'd you know it was me?" He was like, "Because only you would walk around with your dick out like that." (laughs) Yeah. Or in the next episode or the final episode. Uh, where the senator's about to like go into the the pod to get Dr. Manhattan's powers, and he's got Dr. Manhattan's like thong on. Yeah, he got the thong from yeah. the comics. And uh, Laurie is like, "You look stupid." <laughs> he, he was he was like, uh, "I'm about to become a god, Laurie. Like, I don't need to like wave my dick in people's faces too." <laughs> I'm like, "That's true." But I mean, I guess the confidence you're such a god that's like, I don't care, my dick's out. Whatever. Yeah, but I was just the logic. The logic of that that Yahya Abdul Mateen was saying is like. If you're a god, you don't care what you look like. Even think about Adam and Eve. God created them naked. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's just hilarious. <laughs> like only humans have this kind. Once we learned more about quote unquote good and evil and all that stuff, so that's when we started to become shamed about human bodies. Even though we all, size difference varied or whatever, we all have the same parts. All right. Well, let's jump to the finale because uh, I wanted to talk specifically about. Now, fuck the finale. We're still talking about God walks into a bar. And his like, dick? Yes. <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> I like how they peppered in. Is jumping to the end too, but it's the like, egg. I, I'm like, I feel bad for Lori, because <laughs> like, hey man, Lori and Janie used Janie uh, Slater from the fir- uh, his his first girlfriend. It's like you could tell Doctor Manhattan loves this black woman more than he loved those two to the point that he's willing to completely conform himself to become a mortal man. Even but for, does he even love? forgetting that he's even a god for her? Yes, he didn't do but, that for them. But it's very confusing how his, and, his, and, yeah, his powers that's, work. That's why I said I wanted to I wanted to stay talking about episode eight because I wanted to get into that too. Like I don't understand how his powers work because like he can see the future, but he can't do anything to stop it. So it's like he can't see the future. Like like well, I, no, he can see the future, but he doesn't stop the future. But that then it's like you can't see the future because it's still gonna happen to you. <laughs> but you know what's gonna happen, so. People like you just step to the left, bro. Like even me, I don't see the future. But at the end of the episode, which is a great sequence, when he like comes out and helps Lori or Lori uh, helps Angela fight the the Rorschach dudes. When he walks into frame in front of the fucking giant laser beam to like to face her, I'm like, it's gonna shoot you in the back, bro. It's gonna shoot you in the back, bro. What happens? Beer, oh, Angela. I'm like, you, <laughs> if I was Angela, I'd be like. I know what's about to happen. I'm going to push him down or something. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I don't... Because in the comics, he says, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, we're all puppets, including me. Yeah. I can just see the strings. Yeah. But at the same time... But it didn't imply that he couldn't change things. But that's, that's what I was getting to. Like, I don't understand how his powers work in terms of like... His, his future timey-wimey stuff. Because I heard... Like somebody said, I forgot what what was the comment that somebody said. Um, the reason he can't change anything is because the way his life, the way his life and his concept of time and reality works, it's like it's all simultaneous. Yeah, it's all simultaneous. So he's living every moment, and then on top of that, he can see the future, but then at the same time, he still has to experience it. He doesn't necessarily know. He might know what the final outcome is, but he doesn't necessarily know how it gets there. 
And that's, that's kind of how you get to the argument was like, I've always been in love with you. It's like, he, I know I'm in love with you, but I don't necessarily know the road. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how it necessarily works do you, do you because I've like never seen a moment where he knows the future and he actively works to try to change it. But then that future ha- ends up coming to pass anyway. He never tries. He never tries. But, but do you feel like that's a, <laughs> not a retcon, but a, a, no, because that happened, it happened, from, in the, it happened in the comics. But I was going to say, in the comics, though, Adrian did that whole thing with the tachyons to prevent Dr. Manhattan from seeing his plan to prevent it. Like, wasn't that the whole point? He had the tachyon bullshit so that John wouldn't be able to see his plan and stop him from doing it? Yes. But if John, how his powers work as, as described in this series, even if he saw it coming, he wouldn't change it? Only because... And I guess maybe this goes into... Uh, what Adrian Veidt was saying is like, you have a profound lack of imagination. Maybe he can change the future, but then in his mind, so I feel like Watchmen is, it's not, it's not like the DC universe in the sense where every single outcome or, or, or uh, conclusion or d- uh, discovery or whatever that you, decision that you make it creates a new universe. It creates a new timeline based on that decision. So in another universe, we died in that car crash. Mm. I can see that. <laughs> so now that universe lives on. There is no blurred vision in that universe. <laughs> and but in Watchmen, I feel like Doctor Manhattan. He sees well, he sees one future. It's not possible futures or whatever. He sees one future, and I feel like he does everything that he can do to make that future possible, as opposed to. Oh, I know th- this is like like the argument that they had in episode eight. I oh, know, I know. First what- of all, that has nothing to do with seeing the future. That is just a real argument between a man and a woman. Because I was like, we're gonna fight. No, we're not gonna fight. The fight is starting now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I have been in those fights. It's like, <laughs> for me, I'm like, so he knows what they're gonna fight. Instead of like trying to prevent the fight from happening, he literally ma- he literally makes or takes the uh, steps to make that fight happen. Yes. We're going to say all the you're wrong things. Say, yeah, you're going <laughs> to say this. I'm going to say this. So it's like going back to his profound lack of imagination that Adrian Vice says, I feel like he doesn't try he doesn't try to change. Like so going back to uh what you mentioned about the the uh, tachyon particles, I feel like he's he'll, in his mind he'll be like, "Oh, I see that you're going to do this, but instead I'm not going to stop it because in the future that I see, I didn't stop it. So I'm just not going to do anything." Going going to the end of episode. But if you don't. But but then at the same time he has desires. Like in the last episode, he talks about how he was, which is fucking sad. He doesn't want to be alone when he dies. Yeah. You have a desire. He has a desire, but then at the same time he doesn't act on his desires apparently because he's like, okay, I see that I'm going to be in love with you, and I see we're going to have a life together. So that's what I'm going to do, because this is what I see. But I'm not going to work to try to make things better. Like it's just confusing. Even, go, even going to the the end of episode nine, where uh, Will Reeves was like, "I'm sad he's gone, but considering he everything, done more. yeah, considering everything that he could do, he could have done more." And I think that's the I think that's, he didn't do anything. I think, I think that's <laughs> I think that's part of the tragedy of Doctor Manhattan. He could have done more, but he chose not to. But is he choosing it, or does he feel like he's like? The way his brain works, he's locked into whatever. I think. Is ba- to I think happen. based. I think based on 
the concept of him, I think he's choosing not to do more because he doesn't think he can do more because he sees that he doesn't do more. So he's a, he's locking he's locking himself into a loop. Oh, he's like so the future that I see, I I see that I didn't do anything, so I'm not gonna do anything because I already did because I didn't do anything in the future that I saw. But don't do that. <laughs> but that's again, I feel like that's the tragedy of Doctor Manhattan, and then goes so and then goes and then go on to the point of again, you have a severe, you have you complete lack of imagination. Yeah. Maybe again, uh, talking about if maybe if Lady True got that power, she'd do a whole lot more with that power. Or maybe the power itself is what makes you like that. I don't. I don't even think so. Because think about. But the, I thought the idea was he, he's like that because he's so omniscient, and I feel like whoever gets that power wouldn't they also be that omniscient? They will also be that omniscient, but they would. But more than likely, depending on who have that, who has that power, they might take steps to do more. Why? Like if, I feel like because you think what of, is it about think, John that makes about, him like cause nah? Because think I'm about just do this is that specific person. Because think about uh, when he he discovered uh, going back again, going back to this episode where they do confirm that John was originally a white man. He was Jewish yeah. of Jewish descent. So I'm glad they kept that. But when he met ultimate uh, blackface, when, <laughs> when, which I'm glad they they referenced in this episode. But when he met the original. Oh, when designed Adrian, based on Crookshanks were, and Mr. Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Wait, do you mean when Adrian was like uh, the year twenty, like two thousand nine yeah, or whatever? Two thousand nine. Now this type of appropriation <laughs> yeah. is cool. That was funny. Like it's considered problematic. That was definitely a black person on staff that wrote that line. Yeah. <laughs> so what did he do? And this and this also goes to like listening to the podcast with Damon Lindelof because he's like, well, what's the first thing that he does? When he uh, decides he's going to go create life. He creates those people he saw have sex. He creates the two people that he's seen already. He's not creating anything new. He's just recreating something that he's seen already. Mm. So again, his lack of imagination. Mm. They never also explain why the fuck he had like a, a human bakery too. <laughs> like the thing he, Adrian would put them in to like microwave them to adulthood. Like yeah, did, that, I don't know. I don't, he, know if, I don't know if Adrian created that. I don't know. You would think Doctor Manhattan would have made that too, but it's just, it's just weird. Same thing with the, uh, the the spoilers; they never explain who the fuck Loop Man is. Yeah, that's that's yeah. They what? Never, they never <laughs> the greatest mystery of all, Watchmen, yeah. is still lingering. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I just I don't know. I don't like that interpretation of his powers because it makes him seem so play, like complacent. Like, it's just like, bro, do something. Like, the whole time, I'm like, I'm screaming, do something, John. Because <laughs> even in the original, like. But then, but, but I feel like that is Dr. Manhattan, even in the comics, because what. But what, he stopped what Adrian. Did every, what did everybody keep or not, saying? He didn't stop him, but he, he at least, it seemed like, they established that when he gets destroyed on a molecular level, he can reform. So when his powers didn't get absorbed by anybody, I'm like, why didn't he just reform himself? I don't get it. Well. I feel like this the machine that she used was different than what Adrian Adrian literally used the same machine that killed him the first time. Yeah. But, but she this did new some, machine she did super something, duper science. Yeah, she did something completely different. She was she was trying to take his power. She was taking the essence of who he was. Still, you're a god. how god are you? <laughs> like if you're a god, it shouldn't matter. <laughs> matter can't be created or destroyed, I right? I guess it does cuz think about things like where there are god like Thor and Odin and all that other they can die. Well, t- you're using the wrong examples because those gods do come back. <laughs> Ragnarok oh, yeah, and true. shit, yeah. 
but he may have, he may quote unquote have come back when you get to the end of this episode. I hope he does because that kind of breaks my it heart. It might not be him. Now it's Angela. No, I hope she brings him back. All right, well, skipping to the the end of the finale. I love that setup. I love how it all came together with the eggs and like the eggs have been a theme in the whole season so far. And I was like, oh shit, I never thought about that. Even then, the, the A bar episode, walking to a bar, mm-hmm. the the whole thing with the egg and like, yeah, if you eat an egg, you might get my powers and whatever the fuck. I like how it was it was literally like uh, struggling along in the whole series. So at the end, where she's about to, and of course, she's like in true Damon Lindahl fashion, you got in on a weird cliffhanger, but she's about to take a step in the pool, and his whole thing was. You had to see me in the pool yeah, right you now. you need to see me walk on water for some reason. She's like, why? It's important later. Which is another thing is, if he can see his future, how did he know that? Yeah. He that's has to I, be alive. That's what I was wondering, too. Because, like, even even uh, the moment where Will tells her, uh, you have to break a few eggs or whatever. To make an omelet. To make an omelet. And she's like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, he told me to tell tell that to you. But, it's like, but he knows she's going to figure out what it is after she's dead. Uh, after he's, he's dead. dead. Yeah. How do you know that? Exactly. So, so I'm like, he has to be alive. So That's maybe, why I was like, maybe he's alive in her. The power transfers to her. Well, I like, thought... Like the Avatar. All the Avatars are still alive in the new Avatar. I don't want Angela to be Mrs. Manhattan. No, she's Mrs. Manhattan. No. I want her to have a piece of his powers, and that is the spark he needs to reform. No, like she's, she's Mrs. Manhattan. But then it's like, then you're just a god, and now it's not interesting anymore. Like, <laughs> Well, there's not going to be a season two, so it doesn't matter. There could be. It could be, I don't but want there according to, be, to him right now, no. He has no plans for a season two. Well, not Damon Lindelof, but you know if HBO wants to make a sequel. But even if HBO makes a sequel, I doubt they're going to bring the same person. Because again... No, Damon Lindelof said he's going to do season one. Which is like, which is why I'm saying I don't want a, se- a sequel. That, I'm, as of right now, yeah. Because Todd Phillips said he's not going to do another Joker movie, lo and behold. Mm, true. <laughs> <laughs> but he said that he doesn't have any ideas for a, se- a season two. Todd Phillips said he doesn't have any ideas for a second Joker movie, lo and behold. <laughs> yeah, but it's different in the, in the way that... I don't know how much he talks about it in the podcast you heard, but when he does an interview with Mark Bernardin, he talks a lot about uh, how the the initial idea for Watchmen started. And it literally did start with that, uh, the Black Wall Street stuff. And just knowing about that event and realizing that the people that he was talking to, when he was like, tell them about Black Wall Street, all the white people would be like, I didn't know that was a thing, what? And also people like me, well, I'm black and I didn't know. It's because you're trash. But he, he decided to literally build Watchmen off of that premise and to have Hooded Justice, have that be his Krypton where he becomes that his version of Superman, which inspires all the heroes, which I think is brilliant. But that that idea, the whole premise for Watchmen this season came from that kernel of an idea. And he was holding on to that for years before this. So for him to have the same kind of inspiration for season two, he would have to already have that idea already kind of in his mind. But he so, doesn't so have one. I feel like there's three or four ways this can go. One, if there is a season two... She's not Doc. She's not Mrs. Manhattan. She's not Doctor Manhattan 2.0. No, she's gonna touch that pool and, and fall. Her, yes, or and, and find out she doesn't have powers or whatever. I think she does, but it won't be like his powers, where it's like, oh, I'm a god now and I'm blue and my titties are out. No, I feel like <laughs> if if there is a season two and she's and she's the focus of season two, she doesn't have powers no. at all. It's too or it's plot breaking. Or there's a season two. She does have powers, but she's not the lead anymore. It focuses on a new set of characters, and she's the old. She's the new god in town. I feel like you kind of ruin her character by making her Doctor Manhattan, though. 
because a lot of stuff that you still have to deal with, like her family, her relationship with uh, the police. But department. it's not. Fo- but it's not focusing on her anymore. So you don't get. To, you don't see that. But it's I want to see character. continuation of her story, though. It's like it's always been her story. Well, not in season two, though. It might be a different. That's what I'm saying. It's different. Would you? So different. Would you want that? Or or. There is a season. There is a season two. And it's about her being in a hospital because she got fucking salmonella poisoning for eating a raw egg. <laughs> and so that's the whole focus of season two, season two. Oh, I'm real sick, guys. Yeah, she's in the hospital. Wait, would you want? Or there is no not- season two. And in my mind, if there's no season two, she is Mrs. Manhattan or Dr. Manhattan 2.0. In my mind, he's not dead. Like, whether or not she has powers, he'd come back. That's, I don't want him to be dead. That was a sad ending. When she, when she asked him, like... First of all, his weakness is stupid. What, like zinc or something? A prison of zinc makes me go like, oh man, I remember everything. <laughs> like, what? Do something, Superman! <laughs> Lithium batteries. I mean, Lithium. kryptonite. Super, even Superman has kryptonite Crazy. and magic weakness. Yeah, but going from him being a god to being like, oh, this is glass case. He can't get out now. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, um... Fuck, what was I going to say? But it kind of shows. Again, going to his lack of imagination, I'm pretty sure if he really, really wanted to get out, he could get out. I mean, he was able to teleport them That's what away. I was just about to say, because he even showed, he still has his powers. Yeah. So I'm like, the, bro. And he's still somewhat aware. Oh, and he's still right. somewhat aware, because it's like, oh, this cage is keeping me from being present. That's why I can't really yeah. focus. But he's still cognitive enough that he was able to have a conversation with Angela. So in that moment that you're in the present, zap shit away. Yeah. But again, because he's like, well, in the future that I saw, I, I saw that I didn't do anything, so I'm just not going to do anything. Stupid. <laughs> uh, no, but when he's like, I'm I'm there. He's like, where? Like, I'm in every moment we've ever been together right now. I'm like, <laughs> John. But it, kind of, but it brings a question because I'm like, what about Lori? Fuck Lori. <laughs> yeah, fuck Lori, basically. I feel bad for Lori. But I'm like, I don't, and then she, they, they kind of don't have a mention of her being like, wait, he was Cal? The fuck? Yeah, she didn't really react to it. She was just like, John? Yeah. Yeah. But, I'm confused of like where Dr. Manhattan starts and where Cal begins. Wait, what do you mean? Because even when he's in his Dr. Manhattan form, it's still being played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen. Yeah. But at the same time, they showed, even in the God Walks Into a Bar episode, before he chose the form of Cal, they purposely didn't, didn't show, show his, his face. face. Yeah. Yes, you knew it was still being played by Yahya, but I feel like... With them a slightly not, different voice. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like them not showing his face was to allude that he wasn't always in that form. Yeah, he looked like John from he the movie. He looked like, yeah, John from the movie or whoever he looked like, you know, a grown-up version of the white kid. Yeah. But then him choosing the form of Cal, now he's in Cal form. Why did he retain but then, that? Why did he retain that when she, when, he, when she basically killed Cal to bring Dr. Manhattan back? I mean, maybe it leads to what you were saying before. And then on he, top he of... loved her so And much. on top of that, when... Uh, Lady True sucked out everything that made him Dr. Manhattan. He became Cal. He became Cal, not his original white self. Mm-hmm. That was, that because house. it would have been weird, Michael. It would have been yes, weird, I get, like in The Flash, yes, I where get became from a, fucking Eobard. I, like, get from you? A, <laughs> I get from a story standpoint why they didn't want to go that route. Because yeah. they want to they wanted focus and, and, and dial in and really... Angela's tragedy. Yeah, Angela's tragedy and the black on black love storyline yeah. that they're trying to tell. <laughs> Random white guys there. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> but at the same, oh, die. <laughs> but at the same time, from a like a, a, a logical standpoint, yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. 
So I would just use the excuse of what you said, how he loved her so much. Because he wasn't he wasn't like, oh, I'm thinking about Lori right now. <laughs> he was like, I'm only thinking about you. Yeah, I get that. But it's still, he's using his powers to put himself in that form. And then again, like he's in his, he's in his Dr. Manhattan form, but he still looks like Cal. Like yeah. that didn't make sense to me. And even kind of, and I thought that was going to be an explanation to it because even in the, uh, the last episode where she destroyed his body and she was like, why do you still look like him? You still look like him. Why? Yeah, or something like that. They didn't never answered it. Yeah. That I was thought just, that was going to be an answer. No, that was for you. Knowing like, if we don't say anything, it's going to be a clear plot hole here. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I can go with the, he loved her so much. So he kept that form. Even when he becomes Dr. Manhattan again. I buy that. I still want an explanation. Like, uh, I don't necessarily, I don't not buy it, but I want to know why. <laughs> love, Michael. <laughs> Fuck that. Love don't make sense when you lose all your powers <laughs> and you still look like him. Because <laughs> you don't get that heartbreaking last moment where she gets blown back. No. Yeah, but if it's still, uh, Grant, I get the, <laughs> Mr. Clean. I, I, <laughs> I, I was like, I get the, I get the optics of it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's like, at that last moment, he should have looked like his, his self. Well, what I wanted to talk about before we get It's not like she doesn't know what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. It's not like she doesn't know he's a white guy. That's why when he, when they were uh, picking yeah. when they were picking bodies, she was originally picking white bodies. Yeah. Cuz she knew he was a white guy. Yeah. And I'm and I am glad that they was like I feel like you're holding like you're holding something back. Like there's more bodies here, but you do, you just don't want to show me. Yeah. She's like, "Honestly, this is what I prefer to show. She would prefer him. She would prefer to be with another black guy." Yeah. Makes sense. What was I gonna say? Um, blah, 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 blah. You were right about the. Um, I was right. I knew you were gonna say that. I should. I should. Remember I say that? You're, I just do, you're, doc, that you're Dr. Me. Manhattan. Yeah. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> uh, about the relationship between True and Adrian. That scene was fucked up. Because I also kind of granted. Not I'm not right because we don't know. It's ambiguous. Well, but I also predicted last. Well, not last week because we didn't record last week. I was. I feel like this, <laughs> this show was gonna end with her getting his powers. Who, true? No, Angela. Oh, you did? I said that. When? When last time we recorded. You did? I don't remember. But, uh... Or was that on my... That might be in your own your own fan yeah. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was like, oh, did I say that on my channel? Oh. I don't remember. I said it somewhere. Well, it was fucked up to watch that fucking Asian cleaning lady... Yeah, that was like I was, I was like, oh, when I when I I did I did say that yeah I think Lady True was gonna end up being his daughter, but I didn't think it was gonna be that way. No. <laughs> also, the revelation that Adrian Adrian's the virgin. <laughs> yeah, he's a virgin. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, that's because you're gay, bro. You think that's why? Yeah, because they even talk about it in the uh, no, like Rorschach mentions in the comments. Like, but Rorschach thinks everybody's gay. Like, <laughs> I think he might be a homosexual, but we'll investigate that later. Makes sense. If you never seen him with a woman, he's he's asexual. And talk about Alexander the talk Great. Talk about, oh, I modeled myself after Alexander the Great. Well, if you look it up, Alexander the Great was gay. He was? Or bisexual. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. The, but I'm just like... The epicness. How much jerking off do you have to do for all that? He had... It was a lot of vials to come. My man isn't fuck. A lot. <laughs> so he, he has a lot of time to jerk it and make vials. Like, why do you keep him vials in? I don't, I don't understand that. That's why I thought maybe that got into... Because remember in the last episode, he talked about... Oh, I need to go back. My eight million children, or whatever. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so I'm like, did he inject his sperm into eight million different women? I, I don't fucking know. But the the revelation that she's his daughter makes so much sense because that's why she's so fucking smart. That's why she can do all this stupid shit, Doctor Manhattan. And it's also I also liked when she went to visit him, and he, he was like, "I'm not gonna give you shit. 
That's, that's what I did. I had all the money in the world. And I gave it up so I could start from square one and prove it that I could do it myself. And she did the same damn thing. I'm like, I like this. This is good. It's not like another bullshit strong females where it's like, oh, you just get everything. You just, yeah, you just get it all just automatically. It's, just, just, it's fine. You don't got to work for any of this. But she did. She worked for all of it. And she fucking ended up becoming better yeah, than him. Better than him. And I like the fact that he had to be the one to go, no, nah, this bitch is crazy. And I know because my daughter. <laughs> I see yeah. a lot of myself in her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? What did he say? Opus, whatever. Uh, and it takes one to know one. Yeah. And also like the reveal. There's a lot of reveals. Oh, like, yeah. A lot holy, of twists. Like, holy fuck. Like, A, when you found out the Save Me D. Because I was like, D, is that Dr. Manhattan? No, daughter. Is that maybe... I said, was that maybe Lady True's first name starts with a D? He was like, no, Save Me Daughter. Yeah. Like, oh, and the revelation shit. is because he was like, I will never call you daughter. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. And then not only that... The revelation that this whole fucking time, ah, that statue that we saw. I know. I, fuck, I was like, we talked about it too. Where, I was like, with the, where she makes the comment, but like, yeah, he looks ugly as fuck in that statue. That was him? The whole fucking time, that was him. <laughs> and so you find out, because again, from the podcast, remember the episode that she went to the, the, the farm of the bootleg Clark Kent's, or Kent's, and she was like, oh, I'm going to make you a baby. I already made you a baby. I want your farm. I want your property. Yeah. And then you saw that. That ship falling to Earth, and we were like, "What is oh, that?" Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That scene. was him returning. Oh, uh, and what, what she, she says? Now I gotta rewatch this fucking show. I'm sure. There's yeah, so I gotta many rewatch. Like that. I'm rewatching the whole show. What did she say when it fell? She says something. That's she, for me or something like that. Yeah, because they were like, "What is that?" She was like, "What? What? Something mine? like it's mine or something like that." Yeah, that's right. And it was such a like a one off moment. I forgot about that moment just now. But that makes oh wow, it's all connected. Yeah, that was like episode <laughs> four or whatever. Yeah. I also liked when he escaped from the Jupiter moon or whatever, and Mr. Phillips, the, the game master, tries to stop him, and he ends up killing him, and he was like, why did you make me wear the mask? Or what was his line? Once you get the reveal that everything that's been happening on this world, because remember he said, I'm writing a play. Yeah. You think the play was the Dr. Manhattan play that he wrote. No, it was this but whole like, scenario. No, this whole scenario was yeah. him making the play. Oh, and that's like, why I remember, because we mentioned before, when he was on trial, and I was like, "Is this fake or whatever?" Because the the uh, Miss Crookshank she winks at him. I was yeah. like, "What the fuck is that wink?" Turns out, yes, it was all a farce. Yeah, and he was like, "Why well, with the mask?" Because I wanted a worthy adversary. Was I a worthy adversary? No, no. <laughs> like the way he said, no, it yeah. drops him. And I was, I was like, like, "Oh no!" And he dies. Like, yeah. like, oh no! And you, was, I was like, "Damn, you can't even make the man feel good on his life, on his." On his deathbed, I was like, saying, because he's like smiling, like, "Oh, I gave, I gave you your wish. Was I worthy adversary monster? No." Like, and like his smile just drops. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Oh, that's so yeah, fucked. that's so fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> but then it comes back when you realize that the his real worthy adversary was his daughter. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's fucking dope." And I was talking about before we mentioned, um, it feels like Damon Lindelof dialed everything back from the Watchmen. Uh, the, the true end of Watchmen in the comics. Because they basically do a reversal on the whole Adrian Veidt, like, oh, I've got a big secret and no one's going to tell. They literally have Silk Spectre and the new Rorschach with them in his, uh, his, his, his hideout or whatever. And they end up doing what they didn't do at the end of the original Watchmen, which is take him in. Mm-hmm. And now Dr. Manhattan's not there to kill Rorschach. So, <laughs> yeah. But that's why it felt like, almost like they just took the ending and just 
flipped it. And funny enough, I felt like that last episode felt the most comic booky, considering how the show started. Oh yeah, and then where the where it ended, I was like, this seems like. A fucking comic book. I spoke to my mother about that. I was like, well, how do you feel about this show? Now that you've seen all of it. She's like, at first I thought I understood what was going on, but I think it's real weird. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like that's the average movie or the average audience member. Like thinking that it's going to be grounded. And then by the time you get to the ending being like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> if you didn't read the comics, you have no real like understanding of like, Dr. Manhattan and like who he is really. My mom thought he was like God. Like a legit god, <laughs> like, well, he is. <laughs> I mean, he is. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. I'm like, man, I. It's a weird tightrope they were walking along this whole season. Yes, and I feel like for comic book fans, at least, it it nailed the the landing. But then the thing I loved also is like you got the full comic book aspect of the of the episode with them destroying the Seventh Cavalry with lasers and wanted to. <laughs> Put the inject their powers, uh, get Doctor Manhattan's powers in them, and the giant fucking orb or whatever that was yeah. floating around. But then the episode still ended on the original concept of the the nineteen twenty one Tulsa Oklahoma riots and and hooded justice and Angela. Like it still ended on blackness, pretty much. Yes, and at the conversation that they had, which I love that conversation. Me too, and that's another thing I'm saying where I feel like in lesser hands, the execution would not have been as satisfying because I feel like. As they're going through all that Dr. Manhattan craziness and the, like the fucking raining icy squids and fucking all that bullshit, for it to all end in a quiet theater, which is a conversation between Matt Reeves and and uh, Matt Reeves, not Matt Reeves, <laughs> uh, what's his name, Will Reeves, Will Reeves and Angela, like that could have been anticlimactic, but it wasn't. It felt like a good wrap up. And then not even that, like just saying the conversation was like you felt what I felt, and she's like anger is like I thought it was too for the longest time. Yeah. But I realize it's really fear and, what do you say, fear and something else. Oh, fuck, I forgot. There were a lot of good lines this episode. I also like the line about the mask. You know, like, you shouldn't wear a mask because you have to air it out or air out pain or air out wounds. Yeah, and a, lot, and a lot of that goes into, like, the black experience. Like, think about, like, you know, black people walking through this country feeling, fe- like, every time you, in- any cop interaction that you have. Mm. More times than not, you have an idea in your head like this could go wrong. This could go very wrong. Oh, bro, I've got a great story that's real quick that goes right in line with that. You, who was the person who said that white privilege doesn't exist? Uh, Juan. Juan, Juan, if you're listening to me, here's the best example of white privilege. I sold my Arrow costume, and so is this middle-aged white lady. Long story short, it's a middle-aged white lady because she went for her husband or something. Now. Keep in mind, the arrow costume has a full bow and a full quiver, and she knew this. And I'm like, and she's local, so rather than ship it, because I can't ship like bow and arrows because they're weapons, and I say that to her before she gives a suggestion. This is white privilege. I go, where do you want to meet to make the exchange? She's like, um, well, I think a good place between us is the Clifton uh, Police Department. And I'm like, you want me to give you a bow and arrow in front of the police department and you hand me cash. How is that gonna look? Like you know, what I'm like and she's when I told her that she was like, "Oh, I didn't even think about that." Okay, let's meet at Applebee's. I'm like, yes, much better, <laughs> much more neutral. I'm like, on one hand, I was like, she's saying a police department because she doesn't trust me because I'm black. That was one element of it. But the other element of she is so white that she never even considered that handing a weapon 
to her in front of a police department in Batley for me, a black person. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> I would have been Trayvon Martin. Like, I would have been shot to death right in front of the police department. Yes. White privilege. Because <laughs> she never even had to think about something like that. Yes. Craziness. <laughs> like, wow. Wow, you think the police is your friend? That's the problem. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing. Like you have you have that that thought process. Like yeah, this could go wrong, or you go in any neighborhood. I talked about on this show before my experience when I when I went to Bismarck, North Dakota, and white people staring at me, and because mm. they don't because there's not that many black people in North Dakota. Yeah, assuming I was from Africa. Yeah, even though I have no fucking accent. Yeah, <laughs> it's a feeling that white people don't ever have to experience. Yes, and so going into that whole time, what he said, it's like fear, and uh, I can't remember what he said. It's not anger. To. Regret? It's fear. I don't no, know. it's not regret, but just like you think about a lot of the protests and all that other stuff. Yeah, a lot of that, yeah, we get angry, but a lot of it has to do with fear, the fear that we have walking through this country, just being us. Yeah. You would think we are wearing fucking vigilante masks the way we get, like, you know, attacked. <laughs> yeah. So I love, I love that conversation. And uh, I was like that moment where he's like, uh, you mentioned already, but where he's like, uh, yeah, he told me to tell you that you break a few eggs to make a few omelets at the right time. He's like, I don't know what that means. He's like, well, it's well, not, the, it's right not the right time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that whole conversation I loved. So do you want a season two? Like just yes or no. Do you want a season two of this show? I do only in the sense that I loved. I, I really like these characters, and these are great actors. I do too. And I love these roles that they embody. And this this universe itself was something that was completely unexpected. Remember before we were like, watch. We were like, not about this. Yeah, we were not about this show. <laughs> and we're just like, how is this going to compete with the boys? Like, come on, the boys is like top quality. Yeah. Meanwhile, now it's like, <laughs> man, fuck this shit. And funny enough, I'm like, this is the Doctor Stone to My Hero Academia. <laughs> like, the boys was like My Hero. We're like, this is great. Whatever. Yeah, then Doctor Stone's like Doctor Stone. Then it's like, wait, what? Like, we like Watchmen more than. I'm like, man, fuck the boys. <laughs> yeah. This, we watched the trailer for the season two, and we're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it looks okay, but Watchmen though, yeah. yeah. I agree with Damon Lindelof's, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I feel like this is like a, this is an ending, this is a conclusion. I don't want more. Yeah, in the same I'm way, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. That's what Damon Lindelof said. He said, like, in the same way that the original Watchmen comics had an ending, this also needed an ending, and this is where it can stop. Ish, because then you got the before Watchmen and then after Watchmen comics that came out that weren't yeah, from Al- that those, weren't from Alan Moore. Those but, are like prequel bullshit things. Or but, you got Doomsday Clock, which is still going is that on. Over? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? After seeing this show, Superman should be able to whoop Dr. Manhattan's ass because she'd be like, "Well, in the future, I don't see myself beating you." So, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or in the future, I do see myself beating you. So I don't know. Isn't that convenient, Dr. Manhattan? <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Uh, wait, did we, rate the, we didn't rate the finale in the season. Perfect Vision. Both, yeah, this whole season, Perfect Obviously. Vision. Obviously. Watu Vision. So I guess another thing that has Perfect Vision that we're going to get into. Which even though he was kind of racist, I was still like, when, yeah. doc, when, when Senator King was in that under the Dr. Manhattan panties, I was like, hey, Senator King. Really? <laughs> oh, really? I thought he looked so ridiculous, but that was the kind of point. No, the, the, the underwear looked stupid, but I'm talking about his body. Oh, my God. <laughs> it didn't look as, he, he wasn't as popping as uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, but. It triggers me when white people talk about being victims of racism. That was his whole yeah, thing. Yeah, of course, yeah. I'm like, oh, because the color of our skin. I'm like, you white privileged motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, I agree that's, with that. that's real, though. Even, real. Talking about, 
it's so hard being a white man in America. I was like, bullshit. These days, you heard that part. They're like, oh, like yeah. really? Really? Is it really? <laughs> we don't control everything and we get called out for our own bullshit. Is that fucked up? That's fucked up, right? <laughs> exactly. Fuck you. All right, let's move on. Let's get into another Perfect Vision show. Let's get into Crisis. <laughs> No, <laughs> crisis. <laughs> you want some help? The entire universe needs you. Across space and time exist seven heroes who can save the multiverse. I'll find them. You are Clark Kent, right? Bruce? Kate. We need your help to stop this antimatter wave. All right, then flash. Oliver, it's time. Has the planet been evacuated yet? Not entirely. Then it's not time. One thing is certain. Everything we know, everything there is, and everything there ever was, is doomed. Parts one, which was Supergirl. Part two, which is Batwoman. And part three, which is The Flash. Let's just start with part one. And let's work our way down. Like, do you want to give a rating? For, is there different ratings for each part? Or do you want to give a rating for all three parts so far? Yes. Which which one? I, all three parts or each one individually? There's a different rating for each. Okay. All right. So let's well, start. There's two ratings. So the first two episodes, I would say are less oh, than passable. Less than passable? Oof. The third part, Ooh. the third part, or maybe like a low passable. Still oof. <laughs> part three, I would say part three, high more than passable-ish. Because Black Lightning was in it, you racist. <laughs> like, part three, I was like, okay, I like this episode. But those first two episodes, doo-doo. Doo-doo? Not All even right. doo-doo. It was like somebody took a shit and what? peed on it. I agree with some elements, but I, overall, I was enjoying. I, I enjoyed. Flash. I was like, why do no? You shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, why do the other crossovers? This is crisis. Why do the other crossovers seem way Epic? bigger? You got and it. more of a threat. You got than it. the fucking diminishing okay. and uh, abolishing of the multiverse. Okay, like, all right. The world, the universe, multiple universes are about to end. But this shit feels like the smallest of all the crossovers to the point that the legends weren't even in it. Oh, I promise the legends we're not going to do any more crossovers. Fuck you. The universe is ending. What are you doing? Well, I agree and I disagree. No. But, <laughs> and then, no. I'm not even done. And then, why the fuck is... Tell me how you really feel. Why the fuck is Brandon Ralph the paragon of justice. Truth. Whatever the fuck. Fuck him. <laughs> what is Tyler Hecklin doing? You're about to get your own show, dog. Why is he not being propped up? Why is he being jobbed from all these different Supermans to the point that even in episode three, which I did say I enjoyed, but why the fuck is he being disintegrated and Brandon Routh is still alive, but then he gets disintegrated too? What the fuck are you doing with Superman? Uh, well. <laughs> why is he getting his own show? Cancel his show. I don't give a fuck anymore. Fuck... Tyler Hecklin, I want to suck the hell out of your dick. Wow. I love you. <laughs> I, when I, when I, that time I saw him at the con, I was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. just put it in my mouth. Just oh my. slap me. Just oh slap me on my lips with your dick. Oh, I just want it all. But in terms of Superman, I don't give a fuck. I'm not watching it. I don't give a fuck. Who are you? 
You're not Superman. You're fucking doodle boy. Oh, man, I can't disagree with anything you just said. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Oh. Even even the way, what was this, episode one? The Supergirl episode yeah. where they fucking tried to pull, they tried to pull at your uh, heartstrings with the Argo, with the same Argo shit. Oh, we're going to send Jonathan. I thought they were going to kill him in the very beginning. I was like, you're going to kill off Tyler Heath and Superman in the very but we, beginning? But we saw the clips. I thought maybe there was a different Earth Superman. Maybe. That's what I thought too. But that's like, oh, we're going to send Jonathan away or whatever. But I'm like, but we know he's getting a show, yeah. so... Clearly, he's not going to... That was the weird detour to have. Like, to even have to like, go find but him. But I'm like, why even try to pull, uh, pull, try to invoke an emotion pulling at your heartstrings with this scene? Oh, we're going to invoke the same thing with sending Jonathan away to Earth, just like we sent Cal away to Earth from the destruction of Krypton. That was yeah. the destruction of Argo. Only for the next scene to be like, oh... We're fine. We're fine. And then not only that... But not your go, mom, though. We go... <laughs> Wait, Why not my mom? I don't know. But then, but then not only that, which I thought was stupid anyway, that they even brought... You know, have a, another city with Argo and then have his mother or have uh, Kara's mother be alive anyway. That was stupid. Was. But then, on top of that, you save Superman and Lois. Everybody else is dead. And then you say Jonathan is missing in the multiverse. The very next scene, you fucking find Jonathan. What the fuck was the point? I feel like the whole point of that was for that Connor Hawk reference that wasn't in it. Go do it another way. Like, we, let's find another Oliver. Like, that was stupid. It was stupid. It was stupid. It was stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> what was it? Stupid. <laughs> I can't disagree what you're saying, okay? I can't, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> or maybe, Again, you sound like how I sound with Frozen. this is like Stockholm yes. Syndrome. I'm like, like, I gotta like it, okay? This is the end. I I've sound. invested so much time. That's how I sound with Frozen. I'm like, I still liked it, though. <laughs> now you know how I felt. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I, I did overall enjoy these three episodes. I, I was along for the ride. Everything you're saying is true. Why... And my biggest complaint is that. Why the fuck does the crisis feel smaller scale? And it's, this involves multiverses being wiped out. But it feels smaller scale than the last two crossovers. Maybe not smaller than Elseworlds, because Elseworlds is kind of small too. But the invasion of Earth 1, and the one after that, I don't remember what it was called. What was it called? Crisis of Earth X? Yeah, Crisis of Earth, uh, Earth X. Both those felt bigger. Yes. I guess because the cast felt bigger, but there's also a plus side to the cast being smaller, arguably... You give them more time for character development. Yes, I agree with that. But the character development is doo-doo that's been peed on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, all right? I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> uh, mm. And I do agree. That, you know what it is, too? And this, I was trying to figure out what about the crisis I wasn't vibing with. Huh? It feels like more so than all the other crossovers, that this crossover is making up the rules as it goes along. Because even the shit with like, a, oh, there's a, a cosmic tower and we defend it from the, the, the space ghosts or where the fuck they were. Like, you know they what were I mean? fucking Dementors from Harry Potter. They were the time wraiths, basically. But then, but then it, it felt empty because you have people like Arrow, Batwoman, and Adam like just shooting them up the sky with like one-hit kills. But I'm like, if the whole... Earth is being destroyed because it's Supergirl's Earth is being destroyed. Where's the army? Like, give me one police officer. If you can one shot these things with an arrow, any probably with a gun should be able to be like, bam, bam, bam. I saved the multiverse. <laughs> but it's like, it doesn't feel big. Even the whole thing of like, we saved three billion people. Like, it feels. Oliver saved one billion lives. It feels, sm off it feels small. Oh, a billion people can't fit in that ship. 
Not no, not let alone three billion. Yeah, I don't. And I was confused. Like ten more seconds. It's not the TARDIS where it just like yeah. it looks small, but then it can expand infinitely. But like ten more seconds of Oliver shooting more was another one billion saved. It just felt like lip service. Like oh yeah, a billion lives. And then we get but, into that. This is the thing that really pissed me off. But wait, I like that though. The ending of that episode, I liked. I didn't no, expect Oliver to die. Fuck that. I like the fact no, that uh, it was a twist. That. Fuck that. It was a twist. Fuck that. It was a twist. Fuck <laughs> that. Why are you killing Oliver? Something that you've been pushing since the beginning that's leading to crisis. Why are you killing him, A, on a fucking Supergirl show? It's not even Arrow. And then, B, why are you, why are you killing him in the first episode, period? Like, who can't? Because like, it's a twist. No. It's unexpected. Because he's back. Like, who can't? Like, uh, what? As Spectre. Who cares? But that was a crisis thing. I, look, and this is the thing. I had to go back and read Crisis because I was like, are they just making this shit up? Crisis, I didn't actually ever read Infinite Crisis. I realize now that what I'm always thinking about is like Final Crisis or like the other, not, not Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm thinking about, I always think about the other crises that I've seen. Did you read the original Crisis? It's like Buffy, Nemesis. Did you read the Crisis Infinite Earths comic? It's convoluted as fuck. And in a lot of ways, it's, it does do a lot of the things I don't like about the Crisis And then show. they're homophobic because the Ray was a large part of the of Crisis of Infinite Earths. You didn't like the, the cameos? I like the cameos. Where's the Ray? He died. No, fuck that. Because he was Earth Hom- X. Homophobic. Earth. I like that, though. The Black Canary from um, Birds of Prey. That was cool. Homophobic. Uh, they had Robin from Batman 66. That was cool. Homophobic. They had other Titans that... That was like a barely like why were they even they just turned around. It looked like they just took footage from Titans and added like a light to it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, if you're gonna do it, do it. Don't just like half ass it. Like I don't get it. Um But let's talk about cameos that I think they might have dropped the ball on. Tom Welling, Kevin Conroy. Like, yeah, let's, why let's do, do you that. keep let's... jobbing these t- now I'm I'm expecting at this point, I want them to introduce Wonder Woman for her to be fucking beat up by Supergirl or fucking the Atom. Like, you introduce Superman, he gets jobbed from Supergirl. Now you got Batman, yeah, even he the gets jobbed from Batwoman. Just have take the whole DC Trinity and say they ain't shit. They ain't shit unless you're a woman. A woman is the only That's way. That's what I'm saying. No, have, have Wonder Woman show up and have her fucking get taken out by Oliver. Here's the thing, though. Before that revelation that uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman was just crazy and evil... I liked Ruby Rose's performance as Batwoman in this crossover more than I liked her in any episode I've seen of Batwoman. So I felt like her character works better in a group setting. But then they made the fucking stupid decision to be like, yeah, I know we could have the fan favorite Batman be the paragon of another bullshit we made up. Oh, now we need paragons all of a sudden because I reread the Book of Destiny. You are an omnipotent god. Read better. <laughs> like, why would you just be like, oh, I forgot about that whole Paragon thing. Instead of her, him that's, being... That's another thing. We don't really know the power or what... The Paragons the mo- do. No, not the Paragons, but the Monitor. It's... But it's like the comic. The comic's also the same way where it's like, I'm omnipotent and I can do anything. And then it gets even... not that thing. Then it gets even what? more convoluted, which this, this is the one cameo I did love, jumping forward to episode three, where they had Lucifer show up. I like that too, but I didn't watch Lucifer's the show. I watched the first season. I need to catch up on the others, but I like that. 
But then it draws it draws more problems because I'm like, if you think about it, in the terms of the DC universe, aside from the presence, which is the god of the DC universe, Lucifer is the most powerful person in the entire DC universe. Wait, really? Yes. Because he's devil. But yeah, aside from his father, God, the presence, which they call him DC Universe. So he should have been like, hey, Lucifer, can you help, help us out real quick? <laughs> yeah, he's Dr. Manhattan. Can you see the future? Yeah. Can you help us? No. Why? Because I didn't. Yeah, um, the world's ending, so I'm cool with that. I'm devil. So. <laughs> yeah, the world's going to end, but I'm still going to be here. Yeah. So, but I'm like, so you bring that into, you bring that whole, you bring that into this, uh, the Arrowverse, you bring that into the equation. Now you say Lucifer is canon. So I'm like, so now you, you obviously you're saying the presence is canon because Lucifer does talk about his father, God, whatever. Maybe he's only on that earth though. Only on earth 666. But the way they say it, like Lucifer is the only person, there's only one Lucifer in all the multiverse. Oh, really? Yes. Well, not in the CW multiverse, I guess. Well, they just, they, they said in interviews like Lucifer, like Lucifer is aware. Like that's why he mentioned like they're all the worlds in and all. He knows. Yeah. So there's only one of him in the multiverse, but I'm like, but now you're bringing this idea of God does exist. It's too deep, man. What is the monitor? Like, I don't get it. Look, man, I don't get a lot of it. And then on top of that, now, again, going going further into that, now you got the specter, the God's vengeance. Who was that guy? Jim like, Corrigan is the... No, 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 but I mean, like, I know Spectre as a character is, but um, on the third episode... That's they, what I'm saying, Jim Corrigan. He's, when he shows he's, up. He's the avatar of the Spectre. But where... Has he but ever been in the show before? No, but that, that's, that's the thing. I'm like, they're just introducing shit. Yeah, it's just... it. That's my main... My main complaint in general is that it just, just feels like... They, just, just because... Oh. Comics. You guys like this, right? Let's do it. But, but they didn't set it up enough. It just feels like everything is just... They they should have had more of a if we do this we can stop this going into it. even the thing with the flash with the oh yeah remember how in the last crossover the flash got like warped away by the anti monitor or by the monitor turns out the anti monitor just found him in the multiverse and attached him to this treadmill to make a device that creates the wave that destroys the multiverse but if you take him off the the treadmill it also creates a wave that destroys the multiverse. So why even have the... Just take him off of me. If your whole goal is to destroy the multiverse, why even have him running? Put him on the machine and immediately take him off. <laughs> Done. Only no. because if you think about the crisis, crisis, original crisis, Flash was running to die. You got to create that same moment. But, but in context, it doesn't make sense. Right? But you still got to create the same moment. I, I get that. But the context of... It doesn't matter. You still got to create the same <laughs> moment. What does the device do? Well, by running on it, I'm destroying the multiverse. So let's take you off. It destroyed the multiverse. So as a villain, I should want to destroy the multiverse as fast as possible, right? I shouldn't want to make a slow-acting multiverse destruction device, right? That's stupid. I don't... That... that No. I say that. See, everything goes with, like, I hate it, but I love it. Because the moment where he dies, I didn't watch the original Flash, like, throughout, but I have seen episodes. I got feels from that. Did you get feels? No. From when John Wesley Ships Flash died? No? No. I, I had feels. It's stupid. I got feels. I also got feels when Black Lightning said his uh, his quote from his show, Whose Life Is This? That I liked. I was like, never once has he said that on the show. I've been like, that's fucking awesome. I still think his suit looks stupid. His new suit. His new suit does look a little weird. Because I haven't been watching the show, so I, it's my first. I mean, Grant, I've seen the pictures. But he's but a damn good actor. He just, is. Just him showing up on The Flash and that one convo he had with Barry Allen. Yeah, I feel like it added something. Added a lot. 
Especially like talking about his like how he he felt like he lost his daughter and his his wife and all that shit. I felt the loss, even though I've been watching that show for like over a season. But we still don't know about it. Yeah, yeah. But his acting alone, I thought, like really brought that emotion in more so than a lot of other actors don't do on the uh, CW shows. So like, there were things I liked. I liked things too. Like there were things that were dumb, but also things I was like, yeah, okay. I'm feeling this. But it's like all these cameos. Brandon Ralph Superman. All these cameos felt inconsequential. Like, yes, I like Brandon Ralph Superman, but ultimately, what did he do? You, then you he, killed he him. He fought. He fought. He fought Tyler, Tyler Hoechlin. Again, job his ass. And I gotta, oh, uh, no, I gotta say, though, Brandon Ralph in that suit, he's fucking jacked. He looks way better than Tyler Hoechlin as a Superman. Yes. Way better. I want, a, fuck, I'm sorry, you said you want a Tyler Hoechlin show? I want a fucking. I just said, at this point, I don't. Would you rather a Brandon Ralph show? I would. Yeah, but he's he's not. He's leaving. Remember, I mentioned he's leaving Legends tomorrow. He's done with CW. Bro, if they offered you a Superman show, I would take it. Because I would watch that show. I didn't love Superman Returns, but I love his, his, his character coming back for Crisis. It was cool to see him as an older Superman. I think he looked the part more than any other Superman on TV. Especially since they didn't give Tom Welling a fucking suit. I fucking hated it. And that's the thing. Like, Tyler Hecklin is not small. Like, I'll show you a picture. No, he's really tall. Not, I'm not even talking about him being tall. I'm talking about him being uh, like, like he's pretty jacked. Oh no, he's big. I feel like they have a little padding but in compared, suit, but. but compared to like Brandon Ralph, Brandon Ralph is fucking huge. I'm, I'm gonna sh- show you a picture of Tyler Hecklin shirtless. Oh wait, I was thinking about Brandon Ralph. You saying no, Tyler Hecklin's jacked? Yeah, I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm about to that show you. That suit makes him look kind of scrawny. Yeah, he looks scrawny. I'm like, eh. eh I, I, I just never liked Tyler Hecklin's hair as Superman. It just feels too Ultraman. This is how I'm shirtless. Oh, yeah, he's big. What the fuck? Then that suit does him no favors. Yeah, and the suit, he looks like, yeah, he looks like a stick figure. But I also feel like they pad the Brandon Ralph suit a little bit. Probably. So, so especially when he's standing next to Tyler Hoechlin, it makes me look even scrawnier. But yeah, you're right. They fucking, from the first episode of Crisis, they were already jobbing Tyler Hoechlin. I'm like, bro. Look at that. I'll lick every... Jesus Christ. Fucking droplet of sweat. See, I feel like his hair there is better than his hair as Superman. Right? Like, I don't like how they make his hair get slicked back. Yeah, slicked back. Yeah. But he's, he's playing it. But yeah, you're right. In every way, he was being a jobber. He, he died in the last episode. because Of all people, you have Superman get hit by the fucking Annihilation multiverse wave. And then but even before that, in the first episode with Supergirl... He's getting, spe- she's giving him motivational speeches still. Yes. I'm like, not, and not bro. only that, remember that, remember, uh, I guess, I think this is the first episode too, where they were using their, uh, heat vision. Uh, he, he passed out first. He passed out first. Oh, show then, off. I'm yeah, like, you always, you always got to one up me. It's like, get the fuck out of here with this bro. bullshit. Why do they do that? Why do they make him look so stupid? And they did the same thing with Batman. Yeah. They did the same thing with Batman. That's why I said at this point. You need to introduce Wonder Woman and make her a fucking weak, weak-willed fucking... Have, have Arrow beat her in a fuck, fucking fist fight. Before they killed off uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman, though... Also, did you notice that they killed him kind of like the same way they killed Joker in Batman Beyond? Pushed into like a, a panel of electricity? That's kind of how Joker uh, dies. Uh, All right, well, whatever. I, I think that was an allusion to that moment. But anyway, uh, before the reveal that he was a fucking asshole, in my mind, I was like... This is what Batwoman needed. Batwoman needed to have the torch passed to her. Because I liked their chemistry in the, the beginning of those scenes when they were like having conversations about like him giving up hope and all that shit. I feel like that's what needed to happen in her own show. But it didn't. You feel me? 
Yes. Yeah, I just... Just, oh, Jordan hates strong female characters. No, I hate poorly written characters. And this is, to me, that was like a missed opportunity. You, you had a fan favorite Batman. We never seen in live action Kevin Conroy. And you're going to make him like Ben Affleck's Batman, but crazier? What? Why does CW hate Batman? Why does CW hate Superman? <laughs> if you don't have a vagina, you ain't shit in this world. So you- I did like Marshman Hunter being a paragon, though. Like at least he's important in that way. I felt like I thought well, there was. Is he though? Because he even him being a paragon, he ain't do shit. No, he was just I'm the paragon of honor. Anyway, I'll see you later. Like I, I thought they were making a Justice League, but then they replaced Superman with Lex Luthor. What the fuck? Which, granted, I don't like it for the Superman aspect, but it made me it made me smile and laugh in the sense where I was like, fucking Lex. Like if if anybody's gonna figure out a way to survive, it's gonna be Lex Luthor. But still, I don't want that. I don't want that Lex. Yeah, I don't really like that Lex Luthor. Me either. He seems like a fucking, like a bitch. And don't replace Brandon Ralph Superman for him. Even like the 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 uh, moment when he went after Tom Welling. I don't like you. That was so stupid. That whole exchange. He punches him. He lets him go. He's like, oh well, you know what? You made it's not funny anymore because you made you, you took away your powers. I'm like. His that whole sequence didn't even make sense. I'm gonna steal the book of destiny and go from world to world to kill Superman. The, the multiverse is being destroyed. They were gonna die either way. Like I don't. <laughs> his logic was like, oh, if if you save the universe this but way, like, there won't be you any hate Superman, Superman left. so much. But yet, this Superman doesn't really seem like that much of a threat to you. It seems like you're only you're only going after Kara. I don't even understand why why do it. The multiverse is being destroyed. You have to go out of your way to kill Superman before those worlds are already destroyed? They're already dying. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to like hedge your bets by killing more before they die. They, even having Lena show up, I'm like saying, oh. Yeah, that Lena stuff was... I, and I stopped watching Supergirl, so I don't even know where their relationship yeah, all where, ended. I don't know what's going on. The surprising thing for me, though, and I didn't know because I didn't read the comic until after the fact, Lila actually is Harbinger. That is a yeah, thing I didn't know. I didn't know that. That's weird. Yeah. I'm like, what? What? Was this planned? Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that in the comments. Right, well, well, I'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap this up. But yeah, I'm curious how they're gonna wrap because you know all the Earths are gonna come back because Black Lightning's still going on. Yeah, Titans has got Titans got renewed for season two. Yeah, I'm Supergirl's hoping still coming back. Like, and then they're from Earth 38. Superman is getting his own show. They gotta become one world. Probably not, because that create more that would create problems with like the Titan show. But they already talked about a Superman, but they already got a Batman in that world. That's not Tyler Hecklin. Then what the fuck was the point of this? Like, if we're not combining some worlds here, if we're not at least combining fan, the CW fan, fan service, at least combine the CW worlds. Is all I'm asking. <laughs> fan service. Yeah. I like, I like the fan service though. the The multiverse cameos, I think it's <laughs> I think are cool. The Birds of Prey one especially, I was like, oh wow, they went so deep they even got the Birds of Prey chick back. Respect. It could be a lot better. It's not as epic as I thought I was going to be. It's, but maybe they're going to bring it home with an epic finale where they do have like every character, or like most characters. And they even talking about like random stuff. As much as I liked it, it's, I was still just like, when the fuck did Constantine meet Lucifer? Like he knows about Lucifer. Lucifer knows about him. Like when the fuck did this happen? Off screen. It's all good. <laughs> I would give the the first three episodes. Mm, if I had to average them out, 
But fuck, man. I guess... Uh, oh, fuck, man. Uh, a very... Either it's a low more than passable or a very enjoyable high passable. It's a it's it's fun to watch. It's just not. I don't know. As epic as I is thought it was gonna it be. I, I had fun watching it. I had fun watching the third episode. <laughs> I just wish they laid out the plot a little bit better to know what the rules are, to know what the stakes are, other than the, oh the multiverses. That's another thing. The fact like you said that before the multiverses ending, it just feels like. It was all happening off screen. Like they're they're in like this one room. Well, we're the last Earth left. I'm like, I don't really feel like we are. <laughs> but that's just yeah. me. Alright, let's wrap up these topics with anime. We wanna do my hero first. Uh, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> Sun Eater of the Big Three episode. How'd you feel about the the show finally fleshing out? What's the name? Sukasa? No. Su, 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 Tamaki. Tamaki? Whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who eats things and is Beast Boy, but with he has to eat things first. <laughs> Which is weird. So if he ate dick, he fucking... <laughs> he yeah. had a dick come on his forehead. Although I'm like, oh, how are you swallowing a dick? This is other problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how did you feel about this episode? Because this was the first episode people were like, oh, this is it. Like, this is gonna, this is turning around my academia. Now it's fucking epic again. I didn't really feel that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this episode as much as, granted, I like this episode. I liked it. I liked the episode. I think I like the next episode way better. Me too. But... In some ways, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this episode. I like the stuff with him talking about Mirio and how he's like, oh, I want to be the son like you and all that stuff and believing in himself, you know, shonen shit. I liked his powers where he realized that if he combines his powers in the right ways, he becomes like a kraken, which is fucking epic. Yeah. A little bit of Godzilla action there. That was cool. I didn't understand. It's, it's, it's been a while since I've seen the episode, so I'm like trying to remember since we didn't record last week. Yeah. So it's like kind of two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I do remember like, even though I was like, okay, I like this episode. It's been better than what the rest of the season's been, but I'm not so still not going like, oh my God, that was amazing. I was just like, all right. Yeah, because you're, you're basically finding out about that character as the episode is going on. So it's trying to like basically shoehorn in a backstory for the character as it's trying to pay off like an epic moment for his character development, 
but you're just I, I feel like I didn't hate as hard because I didn't know. And then that in well. some ways, <laughs> what? In some ways, I'm, I feel like I'm Doctor Manhattan. I'm like with with the, with the, with the uh, with the My Hero universe. Like I'm starting to see the strings. What do you um, mean? In the sense that every fight is like, oh, I can't win. And then they remember something. And it's like, oh, okay, all I have to do is believe in myself. And now I'm stronger than ever. It's like, you did that with Kirishima. You do that with everything. That's the best fights in My Academia is they always do have like dramatic flashbacks that correlate to the fights. It's, but yeah, it's like, you did that with Kirishima. Now you're doing it again with, with Tamaki. It's like, oh, I don't believe in myself. Oh, I remember this flashback of him saying, just believe in yourself. And all of a sudden, I'm stronger. Yeah. It's like... They keep doing that. And now yeah. I'm starting to get bored. <laughs> not bored, but it's like, and it's not, to say you can't, you, it's not to say you can't do it, but it's like they do, they keep doing it in the same exact way. I think it's how you execute it. Even with like this, this episode, like with, with the Red Riot, it's like, didn't we just do this two days, two episodes ago? I love the Red Riot But episode. I like, but I, but I, but again, it's how you execute it. Cause I like the way they did it in this episode. You mean Red Riot episode or which one are you talking about? No, I'm saying. Uh, I like the way they did it in this episode versus what they did it the with Tamaki. Tamaki. Yeah. Oh, so you're, you're saying because I'm like saying it's, Red like, Riot it's like the same. It's the same thing. Well, can I feel like the reason why the Red Riot episode hit so hard, and I had to think about it too. Because I feel like the first Kirishima focused episode was the first half of his character development. Because even that kind of ended on like, wait, what was he thinking back to in that moment? But it was all revealed in this episode, so it felt like a a logical conclusion to that arc. Which, funny enough, I'm so stupid. When they went to the, when they did the flashback of him, and he had his black hair and all that other stuff, and then but then they jumped back to the prep. They jumped to uh, him his first day at UA, yeah. and uh, uh, Mina was like, "What's with the hair?" I was like, "Oh shit, I didn't even notice his hair was different." <laughs> wow, what? He looks totally different. I was like, Cause he, he spikes it up too." Yeah, I, I, that's what I was just thinking. Oh, he just has his hair flat. I was like, "Oh shit, his hair's red." I didn't even. I'm wow. not clearly. I'm not paying attention. Wow. Yeah, also, I, I never thought that he got inspired by Mina, of all people. Like, even his little horns, it's kind of based off her. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's why they're like their friends, too. Oh, I can't. It, cool, it was cool to see that, though. Like, yeah. Her, she was the hero that inspired him. Kind of like how Deku always looked up to Bakugo. Yes. And I also really like how he, it's not all All Might. Different heroes are inspired by different heroes. Yes. So in his case, he was inspired by a hero that had a similar power set to him, which was like hardening. Mm-hmm. And I like that whole that entire sequence. We're not even talking about the Smoky episode anymore. We just like fuck that episode. <laughs> but the entire sequence with Red Riot, I liked when he was like, I had watched this video before when I was younger, but I didn't understand what the hero was talking about when he was saying like, Yeah, I'm, I'm always afraid, but I, I pushed it regardless. But as a kid, he didn't register that. All he registered was he was a hero that would you know fight for good and didn't fear nobody. But he was like, Oh, now. And I, I, and I can relate to that because I've been that way too where maybe you listen to like an old song that you used to listen to as a kid and you thought you loved that song as a kid but then when you listen to it as an adult you're like holy shit this song is talking about a lot of things that I didn't even experience as a kid Yeah. but now I have a new like a new perspective on it or when I watch old episodes of Buffy and I'm like because when, when Buffy started I was 10 years old and you watch yeah. it now I'm like I don't care that makes more sense Yeah. Or, or you watch shows and they're using words you had no idea what the fuck they were saying now you know what the words mean you're like oh yeah, like in uh, the Scar song. And like, <laughs> that whole song is a big vocabulary lesson that I didn't understand as a kid. Be prepared. Well, not that. <laughs> you don't know what be prepared means. Mom, what prepared me? 
Um, but yeah, so I, I just I, I that definitely resonated a lot more than the Tamaki episode. Also, logically for the Tamaki episode, was a little confused when they made it apparent. It felt like he didn't even have to do that, where he fought those three guys alone, where they had those three guys basically dead to rights before the group left. Even so far as Eraserhead knocked out one because he knew he'd be a problem for his power set. Mm-hmm. Why not just knock them all out? You were all, they were already all tangled he, up and he, captured. He wanted to prove himself. But the whole group's like, all right, bro. We could literally arrest them all right now, but we're going to let you do this. See ya. <laughs> Good luck, bro. I was like, this fight didn't seem like it even needed to happen, but okay. But it felt like it was trying to get back to one of the more epic moments of My Hero Academia, but just didn't reach that height to me. So I would have given that episode maybe like low more than passable. Low, low more than passable. I think it was a little bit better than high passable. But for the Red Ride episode, I give a shit Perfect Vision. I love yeah, I would that give the episode. Red Ride episode Perfect Vision. I would give the Tamaki episode high passable. Yeah, that's about, that's about right. But that fucking Red Ride shit was amazing. Especially when he gets punched. You know what it felt like? That felt like Kirishima's muscular fight. Yes. Yeah. Even so far as when he got punched that first time, and he's like, he's like his arm. I was like, oh, that looked painful as fuck. He was like big chunks out of his like hardening yeah. his arms. I'm like, oh, and his arms were bleeding. Yeah. And then my man, fat guy. And this is this is anime trope, but I still loved it. If you're a fat guy in anime, your power is to not be fat. <laughs> like, yeah. he's like all that damage from his blobness, but then to then, yeah, when you saw it at the end, yeah, he looked like a regular skinny guy so his quirk made him fat yes and the same thing happens with uh, Naruto and shit like that like it's people with powers that are like fat abilities when they do something really cool they become skinny (laughs) that's like a weird anime trope I don't know why but I loved it because especially how they had kind of like teamwork to make that successful Mm -hmm. I even like the villains in that episode more yes like the the punching guy like oh you're a good guy talk about muscular he was like muscular oh yeah true yeah like bullet punches but his whole thing was like, oh, you're a good fat guy. <laughs> and you're not going to put the barrier up? Oh, you're a good guy. <laughs> I'm like, he's just quirky. I like that, that guy, I was like, he's fucking strong. And crazy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that whole sequence I fucking loved. It, so, it hit me. So I'm like, I wonder how he would fare against All Might. Because All Might's thing is about strength too. Yeah, but I feel like All Might's a level beyond <laughs> all these guys. I feel like All Might could have one shot at the fat guy. Maybe. You don't think he could? I mean, yeah, but they never really qualif- quantified how strong All Might is. I mean, strong enough to destroy a city from his fight. That's true. He's getting thrown through buildings and shit. Like, he's got some level of durability, too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I fucking love this episode. Is there anything else you want to talk about from the Red Ride episode? Yeah, and I like I like the way it ended, where where you thought fat, fat guy, like, they're both shields. Yeah. But it's like, no, I'm actually a spear, too. I, just, I have this one attack that I can use. Yeah. Where I absorb energy. Basically, he's Bishop. Any attack that you... Or Sebastian Shaw. I cried in that episode. I'm trying to think about when I cried. Because it's been a while since my Academia hit me in the feels. But the Kirishima episode did. I think it was when... Uh, the thing with Mina. Where Mina protects that those two girls and he doesn't. And he's like, why? Why didn't I move? Why? Something in that area. I'm trying to remember exactly when it was. It had to be 
after he gets the lesson from the Crimson Riot guy. I don't remember. I remember I dropped two. I was like, oh, oh, Kirishima. Oh, you beautiful boy. <laughs> but you know what made me cry more? Dr. Stone. <laughs> I love this. the most recent episode of My Academia, but I'm going to say what was better overall in the last two episodes. I'm going to say Dr. Stone. Yes. Like, funny enough, the latest episode, even I was like, I felt myself tearing up. Which part? Like the end with the flat, with the when it lit, like the record player and all that. Other oh stuff. yeah, man. When she starts singing, and the song I was like, just like, oh. why is she singing in English? Because <laughs> she wasn't Japanese, but she's still speaking Japanese. Because it's a Japanese show. <laughs> So then why is she singing in Japanese? I don't know. Why do people be singing English lyrics? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but what was the episode before? I'm trying to remember what was the episode before that one. They made the cell phone, which I was like, that's not they a just cell finished phone. It? It's like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> that's true. Oh, it was, uh, oh, yes. Because it was the episode where the old guy was like, I wish I had a friendship like you and Chrome. Yeah. Like, but and you do. The- yeah. It was like, but you do. It was like, want, what do I you want, mean? I want to have that moment. Yeah, it was sweet. I was like, he was like, I want you to do the same thing to me that you did to Chrome. I was like, what, suck his dick? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was a really sweet moment where like it was this old guy that has never had, like, he was a craftsman in a world without, like, you know, science. Yeah. So nothing to craft, really. But, like, to see that level of camaraderie and, like, be like, oh, the old guy's got friends now. Oh, I got me. <laughs> yeah. But, like yeah, the, the most recent episode where they finish the device and they do, like, the... They find out that the way they draw Chrome reminds me of like Nightwing. Nightwing? Yeah. Why? Kind of looks like Nightwing. Really? Yeah. His hair? His hair, his face, like the I don't know. Just every time I look at him, I'm like he looks like a young Nightwing. Mm. But yeah, the the finding out about the the recorded message that his father left behind. That was which sad. funny enough when they explain. I was like, oh, so this is how record players work. <laughs> And this is why this show is great. Because <laughs> it explains things that we didn't understand. Even how they explain the, uh, why it's still functioning. Because it's glass. Like, glass doesn't deteriorate. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I knew that. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, now they're not. Yeah. Um, but that was cool. That whole sequence. And it motivated the people. Like, the, just hearing music motivated the village. Like, oh, now we gotta fucking win. So we can continue this nation of science and revive all the other people that know about things like music and other things that are cool. Or even when you talk about their comics, TV, video, you saw Dragon Ball and, Z. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. I was like, oh, humanity is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of makes you appreciate what we have. When they talked about yes. all the shit. Because, like, wow. Like, yeah, if you really think about it, we do take for granted the fact that I can cook on a stove right now or that. 
I have a roof over my like, head. I could turn the heat on. That your your wall of like media right there wouldn't exist if we didn't have science. Yes. Like we, the only reason why we as humanity can be lazy enough to create entertainment is because we've gotten to the point in, rea- in our in our in our evolution where we've gotten all the essentials. Even right care now, of. we're talking into a microphone that goes into a podcast type. I don't know how none of this shit works. Nope. <laughs> and then we're gonna upload into the internet, and people in like we got fans in Africa. They're gonna be listening to this shit tomorrow. Yeah. Science. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what wow, Dr. Stone... Phone, like, it's not connected to anything. There's no wires going to it, but I can call you right now, and it's like instant, and you hear my voice. Yeah. It's like, how the fuck does this work? Hey, man, that just proves to you that the greatest fantasy is reality. <laughs> yes. But I think it takes something like Dr. Stone to make you look at it and appreciate it. And that's why I'm going to miss this show, even though it's, you know, it's coming out for season two. But in the meantime, I feel like I'm... I don't know. Every week... Doctor Stone made me feel good. Like, you know what I mean? Just and not good in the way that Matt Academia would, where it was like, yeah, Deku punched the guy in the face super hard and I never give up. This is more like I feel good you, about it makes you almost appreciate not almost, but it kind of makes you appreciate what you do have. Yeah. It makes you appreciate humanity. I think people suck. But the humanity Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, but but I think humanity's pretty great. And that's the, that's what I think the lesson this show has helped me learn. Mm, I still think humanity's trash. But yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm not, I'm not the paragon of humanity, <laughs> which we didn't talk about him. Oh, Ryan Choi. What? Ryan Choi, the paragon oh, of humanity. Oh, I was about to say it's racist. No, no, that's his name, Ryan Choi. Who's, who's Adam? Yes. He's going to become the next Adam, which I guess. Who's played by Ostrich Chow from, uh, he played Kevin Tran on Supernatural. I get the point of that character. You want to well, drown the huh, heroes? Isn't it so convenient? You got the Asian character. He happens to be married to another Asian woman with an Asian baby. But when it comes to black people, <laughs> we, you can't have, I mean, with the exception of Black Lightning, but you can't have black people marry other black people. I don't like him. Not, not as a character. I think the character is okay. I just mean like as a premise or as a concept. I'm like, we got so many. That spot can be filled by anybody. Like, you don't get, there's not, there's not the time to be introducing well, new characters. Be, more than likely, he's probably going to be the new Adam with Brandon Ralph leaving. For sure he is. I don't doubt that. But I don't think Crisis is the place to set that up. Like, who are you, bro? Like, <laughs> Paragon of Humanity. This is the end of the multiverse. We need a hero in that spot. He is a hero. I don't know. And Flash being the Paragon of we Love. We need a hero to save us. Not gonna stand in the way. I'm like, really, Barry? You're the Paragon of Love? Whack. <laughs> I mean, he sang a song about Run to You. See, something like that made me feel feelings. They, they, they alluded to that, too, in the crisis. The running, like, run home to you. They even played, like, little excerpts of that song during moments. You don't care. <laughs> Michael went on his phone, like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Stone, uh, perfect vision for the last two episodes and perfect vision for the whole season. Are you playing the song? <laughs> Can't say that we Fold. I teared up at the song. Wait, what? I teared up at the song. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes. But I want you to in it. Every hour, every minute. That's beautiful, man. All right, get in the news. Look at this. <laughs> even though, even though the musical was trash. <laughs> That one song was great, though. Yes, that one song was great. Yeah, it should have been music. It should have been this, that one song. <laughs> I'm your super friend. <laughs> no, no, you like that song. It was so it's stupid. It's so corny. <laughs> it was stupid. 
Uh, all right, so with that, let's get into news of the week with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga. You better not. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want to hand me down. I don't want to hand me down. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. It's gonna be a four-hour news section. Oh my God! With two two weeks worth of news. Oh, we at the three-hour mark. And it's a lot of trailers between last week and this week. Oh it was a trailer God. week. Oh, my God. So which trailer do you want to talk about first? I'm going to give you the pick. This is so many fucking trailers. You never want to start big. So let's go with Free Guy. Right? That's, that's what it's called, right? Yeah, Free yeah, Guy. Yeah, Free Guy. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Free Guy. I forgot about that. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I told you every episode you have me watch like twenty trailers and then you forget like half so of them. You, so as you said it, I was like, "What? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the choice is yours, Jordan, but not that one." <laughs> but yeah, with Ryan Reynolds, he's like in a he's an NPC in a video game world. Yeah, but then he decides to become a protagonist in a video game world because he's Skynet. <laughs> yeah, he should really be so afraid. Like, how does this work? But okay, I don't know how it works either. But the trailer was cool. That was an interesting premise. Yeah, the trailer was cool. It looks interesting. It looks funny. But at the same time, part of me is like, I'm mean, a little tired of Ryan Reynolds playing the same shtick. He is only that. But I feel like that's... He's always been that. I feel like that's what they make him. But I think... When has he not been that? But I'm saying, I feel like that's what they're casting him as. But almost in a Jim Carrey type of way, I feel like he can do more. But they're just not giving him the opportunity to do more. You think? Because I'm feeling like, because part of me is like, if you keep playing Deadpool, which is essentially Ryan Reynolds, that's he's his personality. Always played Deadpool. That's his personality. <laughs> Even before, before he, Deadpool. Yeah, before he was Deadpool, he's been playing Deadpool. Yeah. That's why Deadpool works so well. But at the same time, I feel like you keep seeing him in the same role, it's gonna take away the novelty of Deadpool. Cause it's like, well, I've seen this already. You're doing this in every movie. I mean, but you didn't feel that way at, during Deadpool then? Because every other movie before Deadpool, he's already Deadpool. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, but Deadpool is now rated R. So it's like all these other movies were like PG-13, Ryan oh, Reynolds. Okay. But Deadpool, he gets to be more explicit, mm. which is more of his personality. I, I guess so I that's, would, why, that's what I thought watching Free Guy. Have I was you like, seen him looks, in something? It looks fun. Have you seen him in something where he's had more of a like? But that's what range? I was saying. That's what I was saying. Like I've never. But I don't. I don't think it's because he can't. I think it's just because they won't. They don't give him the opportunity. Kind of like that? when Jim Carrey first started. All he's been Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura, The Mask. Yeah. But then he does something like The Truman Show. Yeah. Like you get to see him do something else. Have you? But you haven't seen anything to. I, they, I, they've they've mentioned. I haven't seen it though. There's a movie. Where like the, uh, the, I think he's like trapped in a coffin for twenty four hours or something. Oh, shit. I have heard of that. Yeah, I don't it's, know what it's about, but I've heard of it. And they say he's actually really good in that. So I'm like, I want to see him do more of that. Huh. Okay. Could be. Uh, I always assume that the reason he plays the same character is because he. Can and granted, act that way. And I was gonna say there are actors that are the same in like every movie that they yeah. play. They're just themselves. Like Denzel Washington, as great as he is in that as an actor, he's pretty. He's pretty much the same in every movie. Stephen Mel. <laughs> well, I mean, we've only seen him in what? Arrow and Turtles. Yeah. I've only seen different shades of Oliver, Oliver Queen. <laughs> Either he's happy Oliver Queen or he's grim, dark Oliver Queen. Or like Samuel L. Jackson. For the mo- well, I mean, there are exceptions. No, there are exceptions where he's, diff- he's yeah, different. Yeah, he's had, he's, he's got range. Yeah. Yeah. But Ryan Reynolds, eh. But are you interested in this movie, though? Yeah, I'm interested in the movie. Yeah. I'm just, but I'm again. I'm just saying this, but it's the same. It's a warning. I, I feel you. It's definitely something to keep an eye on because I can, I could see that being an issue. Because he's also in more movies now than he has been 
before Deadpool. Yeah, even the trailer for Six Underground, same thing. Yeah. Which I haven't seen. I haven't really heard anybody talk about it. Me either. It's on Netflix, though, right? It's on Netflix, yeah. yeah. It's like a Ryan Reynolds-sance. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm curious of Six Underground. I mean, Free Guy. Yeah, Six Underground. <laughs> a Free Guy. Yeah. Uh, I hope they go full Skynet with it. What, what else? Another trailer. We got Wonder Woman. Get the boys out the way. We can the, talk. the boys! <laughs> Talk about the boys, just a, really a series of clips. You don't really get to see uh, what the storyline is. But part of me is like, consider how season one ended, and you still get to see Carl Urban's character. And I'm like, your whole premise is destroyed. Motiv- <laughs> motivation for even hating these superheroes is destroyed at this point. If anything, you should hate women now. <laughs> if, yeah, if anything, you should be like, fuck everybody. Like, <laughs> so I'm curious at what. His motivation is now. Like, I feel like... Do you think they're going to have, like, a relationship? Like, not like a, a physical or sexual one. I just mean, like, do you think the the wife or the mother is going to stay alive? just to have her be part of the show now. That's <laughs> awkward as fuck. We saw from the trailer that the kid is still in the show. Yeah. So I'm assuming if the kid's still in the show, the mother's got to still be in the show. I just want to see that conversation. <laughs> just like, what the fuck, bitch? I thought you were dead. You were fucking this guy? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the trailer didn't really show anything. It's just clips. But I'm still, I'm still excited. Like they still dialed that. They like they dialed down the fact that it's gonna still be just as bloody and gory as the last one. And I did love season one. Mm-hmm. It's just you know Watchmen kind of like tainted it. But at the same time, I still love it. Yeah, because Watchmen was more cerebral. Like it was definitely a better storyline. I didn't even say better characters, honestly. Yes, better mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. But that's not to say, I mean, it's, the boys is different. It's not to say you still can't enjoy it, but... Yeah, same thing with, like, Umbrella Academy or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That still sounded, like, somber. Like, eh, wah, wah. <laughs> I mean... Uh... I can't believe you guys are shitting on the boys. We just said we love them. We're excited. Yeah, we gave... We didn't give season one a perfect vision of yeah. that show? Yeah. But so. we're not super... We're not We're not excited enough. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be more excited. <laughs> but speaking of something, I'm like... Eh. I'm sure a story trailer would do that, too. Yeah, but speaking of something I'm also not that excited about, but I'm also very curious and optimistic about it. What? I'm still just like, all right. What? Superman Red Sun. Extraordinary reports coming out of the Soviet Union. Tales of a being with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. As I said, Mr. President, of course I understand your concern, but I assure you the Luthor Company has this under control. I don't blame those among you that fear me, for you've been taught to fear all your lives. This is a world where the strong rule, and you are the strongest of all of us. It is only a matter of time, very little time, until all of Western Europe is absorbed, is taken by the Soviet Superman. Look alive, Lanterns. We've got incoming. I'm honored to have you here, Ambassador. Call me Diana. 
And what shall I call you? Superman. You think you're going to stop me, Batman? What now? Now I save the world. Really? You're not excited about it even? Like, I don't like this accent. <laughs> yeah, the accent's kind of thick I'm and like, weird. Russian Superman, I don't care. I feel like if it was just and Russian then I, Superman. I was like, why does he, he have a Russian symbol? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But the S was from his house. Like, he's still an L. Yeah. He's still Kal-El. If anything, S- he just changed the colors. Yeah, if anything, changed the colors. But I do like the explanation that he, they had on uh, Crisis when Lois was oh, like, why, why did you make black? it black? Yeah. Because like hope cuts through the darkness or whatever. <coughs> yeah, no. I'm like, shouldn't he be the paragon of hope? <laughs> Bro, I'm saying, he's truth, but I'm like, there's no justice? <laughs> justice or hope, I feel like he should be either. But no, Supergirl's hope. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're still dissing crisis as we're getting other shit. Batwoman is courage. Fuck out of here, she's courage. Yeah. <laughs> the bad of the future, my ass. Terry McGinnis is the bad of the future, bitch. Anyway, um... Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> Red Sun. Red Sun. I feel it's like a it, nice Elseworlds story. Yeah, it's an Elseworlds story. But That's, I feel like if it was just Russian Superman, it might be boring. And I heard this is one of the best like Elseworlds stories ever. I've never read it in either of you, right? No. Um, but it's not just Russian Superman. It's not just evil Superman. It's like, it seems like a a good person just with the ideals of a different country. So how does that change the Superman story? And and I also like the fact that I didn't even think about it, that the other superheroes, they haven't changed. So he still puts Superman at odds with the other heroes, possibly, like Batman. Which they did, uh, going back to Crisis, they did tease the whole Batwoman versus Supergirl thing. Oh, yeah, when she's got the kryptonite and it's like the Batman world's finest bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Supergirl would destroy her. Like, <laughs> just flicker. Would, would she, though? Because Superman didn't destroy Batman. Mm. <laughs> no. But uh, speaking of destruction, let's get to another uh, trailer. They released another trailer for Onward, the Pixar movie, about magic. They're destroying magic and fucking up the spell. How many To times? bring his father back. I'm looking for my sons. Oh, they went on a quest. But don't worry. I told them about the map. I told them about the gym. I told them about the curse. <gasps> I forgot to tell them about the curse. The what? <gasps> Your boys are in grave danger. Hold on. <laughs> How do your boys do in a crisis? Oh, no. We're dead. We're dead. We're dead. Not great. <laughs> I can't do it. We're not going to see you, Dad. You can do this. I believe in you. My gut knows where to go, don't you, boy? Yes, you do. (laughs) I'm on my way, boys. Just stay out of trouble. What's different? We already know this movie (laughs) in this trailer. The dad is just pants. They show different stuff. I mean, this time they showed a lying black woman. Yeah. Or whatever Which, she I'm is. Like, she's know, not lying. She's like... you knew she was... Yeah, you knew she was black. Yeah, like Camara or something. Because she's brown. Because she's brown. <laughs> <laughs> and she talks like a black woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like, is Pixar racist? 
because they got that. But then you got uh, the Soul movie. He's a blue thing. <laughs> it's a because tr- because even the movie with Will Smith, the spies and dis- what he's he's spies supposed to be the lead, yeah. but he's a blue penguin. Jamie Foxx supposed to be the lead in pick the Pixar movie, but he's a blue soul. I might just Black Manta is a black man, but he became a blue like the man. <laughs> There's a trend here. Don't you see it? Blueness is the new blackness. <laughs> well, at least he wasn't. He was mostly cow for the most of the show. No, I think, like I said before, all black people across America need to all play themselves blue for a day, and racism will be over. <laughs> and 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 Damon Lindelof did bring up a nice point on the podcast where he was like, for the most part, I as a white guy. I see myself in everything. Mm. And as a person of color, you don't really get that. And it's like, even nope. something like Black Panther, for all the gloriness that Black, of Black Panther, that Black Panther was, the main character of T'Challa is still covered from head to toe. Yep. So you don't necessarily see that he's a black character. Yep. But he was like, for me, like, it was a, he was, he was like, well, I forgot what he said. It was like talking about hooded justice and the importance of, you know, making him a black character and all the other stuff. He's like, I don't, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I was just like, yeah, it's, it's kind of true. Like you think about like just the, the idea of like white people seeing themselves in everything. Yeah. I, I thought there was even really- something like wonder woman. He, cause he even, he even mentioned, he even mentioned that like, yeah, even a, even a movie like Captain Marvel, she might not be, I might not be a man or she might be a woman, but she's still white. She's still closely connected to me. Yeah. So it's just, just a, again, Fuck white people. But that's why I really like that moment in um in the what episode was it? The fuck, I lost it. Oh, Angela, when she shows her parents in the flashback. Oh, that's that. Now I remember. Sister Knight. That's that's what he was getting to because he was talking about why was it that you made uh like the line or or introduced the character Sister Knight? Like, what was the creation of that? Because it was a black exploitation movie, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a real black. Because I looked it up, I was like, was that a real movie? No. The nun with the motherfucking gun. I love that title, though. The nun with the motherfucking gun. And he was like, that that was the reason for that. Cause and, and then also uh the line that she made when, when She the, looks like me. She looks like me. Mm-hmm. Not I look like her. She looks like me. Yeah. That's and, like subtle representation right there. Yeah, that's when he went into that. He was like, Yeah, tell, like cause as a white guy, I see myself in everything. Like, so that's why he brought that up. Yeah. That's why representation matters. Yeah. And that's why people will be like, oh, like, does the character need to be a certain skin color? Sometimes, yeah. Because sometimes that's what kids gravitate to. Yeah, even think about the very first episode where Will Reeves was looking at his favorite, his hero, Bass Reeves. Yeah. Exactly. The black, the black sheriff of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't, but if you're white, you don't really think about that because it's so invisible because it's everywhere. Well, you know does what it I'm, matter what color our heroes are? Yes, yes. it does. <laughs> well, you know what else is invisible? A plane? Yes! Yeah, I got it! <laughs> so let's talk about Wonder Woman 84. Think about finally having everything you always wanted. I can save today. But you can save the world. I take what I want in return. Everyone will see.
you. You know what you need to do. Nothing good is born from lies. And greatness is not what you think. That's just a trash can. It's just a trash can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the theme song. I love the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, you got to have a badass theme song. Yes. <laughs> that is the only way like, if you're going empowerment very, works. very 80s. I mean, 1984. Yeah. And I was is like, there a song? No, because I shazammed it and then nothing came up. No, it's a remix to a song. Oh, well, I don't know. Because nothing, well, nothing came up on Shazam. <laughs> Fuck. It's definitely a, hold on, keep talking. But I was like, the mall that they have, I was like, is this the same mall from Stranger Things that they retrofitted? Because it looks like the Stranger Things mall. Oh, where they're having, where she throws a tiara and destroys the security cameras? Yeah. It does look kind of like that mall. <laughs> That's a good point. But yeah, I really like this, tra- I really like this trailer. And the thing I liked, it seems like they're uh, dialing back on is the, 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 the Zack Snyder mute palette of the, the grays and the blues and all the other... All the other bullshit that they had in the other movies, even like the first Wonder Woman, wasn't as colorful as this movie is. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like the color grading for this, like being set in the eighties helps too. Though. Even yeah, probably even the suit, like her suit, Blue Monday, Blue Monday. Okay, even her suit like really pops in this, and that's the, that's like the first thing I noticed, and when I was watching this trailer, I was like, I'm here for all of it, and then just like seeing her fucking. Come, I'm like, come on, bro. Is she fucking swinging on lightning? Like, bro, that was the most hype shit. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Is that Zeus like helping her get somewhere? I don't know, but this is Blue Monday. Oh yeah, that is it. Oh, okay. That's Blue Monday. So they combined it with the Wonder Woman theme song. I like that shit. Though. But yeah, just I was like, her sw- like after this point, I was like. Because, you know, the Spider-Man game is coming out in 2020. I was like, I don't want to fucking have him swinging from buildings to build. Fuck that. That's old. I want to see Spider-Man swinging some, from some fucking lightning from now on. I'm like, I get it's a magic lasso, but goddamn, dude. Yeah, well, God, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's like everything but flight. Like, just flying. Nah. <laughs> swinging from lightning. Yeah, I'm not swing from lightning. But that, that looked, it looked great. Do you think that armor is going to give her the ability to fly? Because it looked like she had wings on the, the golden armor at the end. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but going back to the uh, email question that we had, how do we think Steve Trevor's back? Magic. Has to be. No, I think it's fake. Wait, what? What do you mean it's fake? Because the villain is Maxwell Lord. Yeah. And his whole that, thing. That weird gym thing. In the his trailer. whole thing is telepathy. Like he, he manipulated Superman to think uh, uh, Lois was dead and all that. That's why he went like fighting Wonder Woman. He didn't know it was Wonder Woman. He thought it was Doomsday. So he brainwashed Superman with his telepathy. So I think... Oh, is that the comic where she kills him? Yes. Oh, like, you have to kill me. And she's like, okay. And she so cracks his neck. I think it's going to be like a, a Joker moment where it's like, it's all in her head. He's not really there. That sucks. I want him to be real. <laughs> it's not. But then why does he have that weird crystal thingy in the trailer? 
I thought maybe he used that to like. Or maybe he uses that to brainwash her. So he, you, you he think he's, he doesn't have actual telepathy? But he punches but, somebody. Chris Pines punches somebody in the trailer. But did he? I don't know. <laughs> now you say that, I, I have no answer to that. What's his face punched somebody in Fight Club? There was a Fight Club. True, 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 true. Okay, that's possible. I, and that, that is neater than. And then it also makes magic revives. Then him. it also makes it sad when you get to the end, and it's like the twist he, ending. Yeah, but he's not actually like like a sixth sense. So he wasn't really there. Mm. So she in the trailer, she hands him a watch. She just hands him a watch and it just falls on the floor. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> that, that could be possible. She handed herself a watch, but the mind manipulation. And they haven't shown um, Cheetah in her Cheetah form yet. No, but I wouldn't expect it to in the first trailer. Yeah. It's more like, and they call it a teaser. It's not yeah, a they trailer. call it a teaser trailer. Yeah. I'm digging it, though. I even like, I like uh, the, the lasso shit. Makes you wonder how they, because you got Maxwell Lloyd and Cheetah. Yeah. I feel like anything from Ares is a step down. I feel like this is backwards. <laughs> like you, you go from fighting a god to fighting a cheetah lady and a god with telekin- well, like she telepathy. Is a, she is a god. She gets her powers from a god. Like okay. a, cheetah, a cheetah god or Oh, whatever. a cheetah god? Yeah. Okay. yeah that's, that's way more exciting than God of War. <laughs> it is. <laughs> cheetah, cheetah, cheetah. I'm excited, though. I, I can't wait for this movie. Yes, trailer look great. Oh, yeah. Doom, doom. And I love the even the little bit we saw with Chris Pines and her. The chemistry is still there. That's why I'm like, don't kill him. Like, keep him alive. No, he's still dead. Ah, that's whack. But speaking of other things that are still dead, but that are coming back, let's talk about I ain't afraid of no ghost. Somehow, a town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fault lines, no fracking, no loud music even, is shaking on a daily basis. <laughs> Under the dining table now! Hey, remember that one summer we died under a table? I found this in my living room. Whoa, killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. New York in the 80s? It's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you? It's just my mom. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life. Wait a minute. Who are you? Call it fate. Call it luck. Call it karma. I believe that everything happens for a reason. Come on, darling. Which wasn't in the trailer? Oh shit, you're right. The best part of the whole fuck—they didn't play it at all. Not even like a little bit of a sad melody of it. When... I don't think so. Oh shit, now I gotta rewatch it. I'm not, but because <laughs> I uh, this trailer did. First of all, the trailer was better than the whole 2016 movie. First, I just get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't seen that. You still haven't seen it. You missed nothing. <laughs> this trailer. I'm not even joking. This trailer was better, and you know why it was better? For one reason, legacy. They did the smart thing. Like, don't just reboot a fan favorite franchise. Fucking make it part of the legacy. 
have it be something that took place in the 80s. And now modern day kids are finding this, this stuff and making it really a more direct kids movie than even the original was. And the original ended up being a kids franchise. So The other thing about this trailer, I was like, mm, I don't know if I like that. What? I liked. Let me let me get this out the way. I like the trailer overall. I like the direction that they were going with the story. It seems like they're going in a darker direction than they say Ghostbusters one. They're going more into good. The, they're going more into the Ghostbusters two direction where with the the, the ghost that was trapped in the painting. Mm-hmm. That was kind. Of, that was a darker movie. It seems like they're going more into that. I feel like Ghostbusters <laughs> one was darker than two. No fucking marshmallow man. That shit wasn't dark. <laughs> The second one was Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, but you got the man with the fucking slime and gloppy. Just goo, goo is not. Yes, goo is very dark. It's a Nickelodeon. <laughs> it's a Nickelodeon. Goo is dark. They, they had a dude fucking a chick. When Alex Mack turned to goo, it was scary, okay? To, to open the portal to hell, they had a fucking dude fuck a girl. They had, what's his name? Vigo Mortensen. No, that's not his name. But he fucked uh, Sigourney Weaver. It was dark. Are you the key master? I'm the gatekeeper. They fucked. <laughs> that's pretty adult. <laughs> it was still, uh, second one was still pretty dark. A demon yeah, cop Sigourney like, Weaver's boob. So yeah, it felt like this one was, it felt like this one was going more into that, like, like, like a Stranger Things take on Ghostbusters, especially with Finn Wolfhard being in it. Yeah, we're right. That's, we're, that's exactly what we Which it makes it canon. Cause you know, in, in season two, they, they dressed up as Ghostbusters. It's true. So it's like wish fulfillment. And didn't he leave town at the end of the last season? Did he? I thought he did. Didn't he leave no, town? No, Mike oh. Mike and his family left oh, town. Oh, Mike and his left. All right, never mind. Never mind. I was like, this is the in-between. <laughs> so I like that. But then the thing I was saying, I didn't, I don't know if I was like, eh, I don't know if I like that. Because it seemed like they're becoming the new Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. which I get is legacy. But at the same time, the original Ghostbusters were all, like all scientists. Okay. So what? So it's like. Now just kids can take out ghosts. Well, they didn't need science once they built those machines, and they had they already have the proton packs and stuff, and the and the car and all that shit. You know, you need science. And wait, Where, and, 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 where's Cisco? I, I forgot who the the girl and the boy are relatives of who? Egon. Egon. Oh, the smart one. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that explains why they have the equipment. Okay. They're, they're his grandchildren. Okay. So maybe they'll have a a cameo. Well, supposedly the original... No, Egon, because I think he died. Yeah, he died. How, Harold uh, Ramis. Yeah. But supposedly the original actors are going to have a role. See, that's awesome. Like a cameo role. That's awesome. And we have... So uh, yeah, I, Ant- like, I like that. And we have Ant-Man as being like the adult in the show. Yes. Or movie. I dig it. So overall, I'm, I'm excited for this movie, and I, I, and I really enjoyed the trailer. Yeah. But I was just saying, I'm like, kids, but they were scientists, though. Like, dude. But they didn't really do sciencey things. You shut the fuck up. They made a, <laughs> they made, they made a proton pack. What's how sciencey can you get? I mean, after that, like they didn't have to use science to. Yes, they ghosts. did. They had to find the ghost with the like when you use the wave frequency. You mean they push a button on the little device and the little. Yes, things. you need to know science to be able to push buttons. <laughs> I'm sure it's an instruction manual. <laughs> fuck you. Okay. But yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. It comes out next year, right? Yes. Don't give us a fucking um. Who did the remix for a 2016 version? I think it was like Matchbox 20 or some bullshit band. But something I don't know if I'm looking forward to as much. I mean, it looks fun, but it's why? Who said this was a good idea? And I brought this up on news a while ago, but I forgot all about it. But let's talk about Fast and Furious presents Spy Racers. I'm about to break the record that Dom set on this very stretch of road. 
and become the next great street racer. This sounds familiar. Uh-huh. I was born to win. I'm a Toretto. I'll cut to the chase. I need a crew of street racers to infiltrate a criminal organization called Shifter. So you want us to be undercover spy racers? Duh! You drivers think you got what it takes to roll with Shifter? Well, we're about to find out. You ready for this? Born ready. Come on, Toretto, let's see what you got. This is my kind of race! Uh, hey team, did we pack a parachute in here? No, but I put in a spare set of underwear. Oh God, why are we talking about this? <laughs> Jordan's favorite property of 2019. It comes out actually December 26th though, so day after Christmas. <laughs> oh boy, what a Christmas gift this yeah, is gonna be. Yeah, what a Christmas gift. Who decided to make a kid's franchise out of Fast and the Furious? These were drug dealers. Netflix. Right? <laughs> Weren't they like drug dealers at first or something? Or were they always just no, like... No, they weren't drug dealers. Like they were just... Street racers. They were just street racers. There was no other element of criminal activity behind that? They didn't like hijack cars or some shit? I think they hide, hijacked... I think Paul, Paul... Paul Rudd. Paul West... No. Walker? Paul Walker. I think he... No, he was a cop. No, he was a cop. I'm talking about... Tarantino. Tarantino. <laughs> What's his name? Toretto? Toretto. Yeah. yeah, Toretto. No, I don't think... No, I think they were just street racers. Oh, all right. Still bad influence for kids. <laughs> Why is this a fucking kids series now? Because <laughs> car chases are cool. What the fuck? Toretto and, and, babies. And not only that, but I'm like... <laughs> This is abuse because they're kids and they're going into like criminal underbelly. Like they're being yeah, hired, why, why, hired by this government organization. I need you to be spies. Why would the government want to use spy kids? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's spy kids plus Fast and the Furious, which is never two things that should be combined. No. <laughs> Toretto babies. Well, funny enough. dreams come true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. Fast and Furious babies. <laughs> but it looked fun though. Shut like, up. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Okay, now, this looks kind of... I'll, I'll, I'm going to watch it. No, you're not. Yes, I'm going to watch it. If you watch that <laughs> shit, but you don't watch like nine out of ten of the other things we talk about. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm like, this looks kind of fun. How Even, even a lot. Like, we got a parachute in it. No, but I did pack some underwear. <laughs> you like that, but you won't watch Arrow. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Fast and Furious Babies. No! <laughs> Do you hear this, people? <laughs> Am I taking crazy pills? <laughs> I have to, like, fucking... fucking like, I'm not saying it's going to be good. It looks stupid, but I'm like, it's stupid that I'm interested in it. <laughs> I got to squeeze water out of a rock to make you watch Arrow. But you're like, oh, man, Toronto Babies? I'm all about it. Yes, I'm going to watch some Toronto Babies. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> then you are lost, Michael. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of things being lost... Let's talk about something that should have stayed lost in the fucking film vault uh, franchise or whatever forever. Okay. Uh, the Grudge is coming out with another movie. It's a reboot. Oh, uh, yeah. This is Matheson. I'm Detective Muldoon. I'm gonna talk to you about a woman we found. Will you feed me? Excuse me? William, he always used to feed me. 
William was your husband? Yeah. Pam, are you alone in the house right now? Are you alone? Will you help me, please? Uh, <sighs> you have to help me. excited because he watched the trailer he was making all types of cum noises no i'm making confused noises because the 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 newest trailer the the intro the cold open with the old woman like the the, i guess police officer it it reminded me of uh that cold open that they did for the trailer for it part two with the one with the with the uh, old woman yeah old people are scary yeah Uh, you're right yeah i like the cold open a lot but then the way they ended the trailer i was like oh really we're just gonna end the same way the most iconic imagery from the grudge has already. Well, it's a reboot, so of course you gotta do that. Yeah, but you don't end the trailer with that. It's not like exciting. It's like, oh yeah, I remember the scene that Sarah Michelle Geller did. Now it's fucking John Cho. It's Harold. <laughs> but and and it's coming out in January, I'm just like, yeah. That's dangerous. That's very dangerous. That can mean it's terrible. The same thing I feel about bad boys. Bad boys for life. Ugh. I'm like, it's probably gonna be terrible. Yeah. I like that cold open though. That that was freaky. Yes, I did like the cold open. Yeah. And it also reminds me, I said Sam Raimi. It reminds me a lot of uh Drag Me to Hell. You I should watch it. You that. should watch it. It's good. I liked it anyway. Did somebody get dragged to hell? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 definitely uh follow through with that mission statement. <laughs> well, somebody that doesn't get dragged to hell, they get dragged somewhere else. And Jordan's gonna love it. He's gonna be singing the songs all the time. Oh my god! The musical of In the Heights. Oh my god! What does Juanito mean? Suenito. It means little dream. That's it. No story. All right, all right. Everybody, sit down. Sit down. It's a story of a block that was. Disappearing. In a barrio called Washington Heights, the streets were made of music. I am Usnavian. You probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame are greatly exaggerated. Morning, Usnavi. Pan caliente, cafe con leche. On these blocks, you can't walk two steps without bumping into someone's big plan. I'm making moves, I'm making deals, but guess what? What? You still ain't got no skills. <laughs> I've been saving up all my pennies in my piggy bank for this day. This is going to be an emotional roller coaster. The odds are against you. But there's a chance, right? Why is this on the list? <laughs> you like musicals, and so do I. I mean, I do like musicals, but it's, I don't know. <laughs> this could be high school musical good. He's, he says that this is the same shit he said about Greatest Showman. That's true. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And you know what fucked me up, too, on that same note? Uh, Watchmen fucked us up. 
Now we can never dismiss a show. Because we completely just dismissed. We were like, nah, this looks like whatever. We we cared so little about Watchmen, we didn't really even give it a, a, an accurate recap when we talked about the trailer. We're like, what, what's even happening? Who knows? Whatever. But to be fair to the trailer, they kept it very fucking vague. They did. So you don't you don't know what was happening. But now I can never use that same like level of incredulousness with anything else. I can't be like, oh, f- whatever. Because now it could be like the best thing ever. <laughs> yes. So I say all this with a huge grain of salt. I might be like, eh, <laughs> like oh, into the heights. What's it he, I already know he is. I'm going to predict it. You don't know me. <laughs> yes. He, after, and I'm, 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 I'm going to try to make it a point for us to see this movie together. <laughs> You're going to look over. Are you crying? No! Because <laughs> once... Yeah, once this movie comes out, I won't be working overnights anymore. I'll be because summer twenty twenty. I'll be a flight attendant again, mm. so I have more days off. Mm. Maybe because it's gonna be the summer. Summer flying is hard. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but we're gonna see this movie together, and Jordan's <laughs> gonna be like, "That was amazing! I cried every second. I'm, I'm downloading the soundtrack. <laughs> I cried every second. Yes. <laughs> He's gonna like be the sing- opening credits. I'm already. Oh God. <laughs> He's gonna be singing in the heights. In the heights. Maybe. Then he's going to download Selena. Come on, La Flor. What the fuck? <laughs> maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a big maybe. Uh, it's it's going to happen. Mm. But anyway, so final trailer, uh, which I'm just like, only reason I'm bringing it up because I'm like, it seems like a big trailer. A lot of people are talking about it, but I'm just like. What? Because I have no connection to the original uh, franchise or original movie, but Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. Your instructor is one of the finest pilots this program has ever produced. His exploits are legendary. What he has to teach you they very well mean the difference between life and death. Your reputation precedes you. I have to admit I wasn't expecting an invitation back. They're called orders, Maverick. I don't know. I also didn't watch the original. But it's Tom Cruise. and yeah, it's Tom he, Cruise, and more than likely he's flying his own plane. I mean, whatever. not more likely he is. And they had to take like six months off production or something so he could learn how to fly a fucking jet. It's like, bro. I'm just waiting for him to die. Like, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the movie where he does some crazy stunt that everyone's like, don't do it, bro. And he does it anyway. He ends up dying in the movie. And they have to cobble together the footage to make it, like, to finish the film without him. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... Everybody in Blurry Vision land, Jordan is wishing death on Tom Cruise. I'm not wishing death, but I am waiting for it. Send, <laughs> send your letters to theblurredvision at gmail.com. Yeah, when he Leave dies. Leave me out of it. <laughs> when, he, when he ends up dying in some crazy stunt accident, I want all the emails. <laughs> like, you did this to him, Jordan. Yes. I just, why? Why does he need to do this shit? Because he's white. 
and he doesn't experience racism, so he needs a thrill seek. <laughs> I need to experience some kind of thrill in my life. Yes. <laughs> that's true. Really, that's really what it is. I agree with that. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It looks like a plane movie. I don't know. <laughs> Although, I did, because I'm talking about uh, dismiss it. It could be amazing, because I heard something like uh, the movie 1917, which is a war movie. It's getting very high praise. Hmm. Is that the one with the planes? No. Oh, never mind. I don't know. But it's war, like Top Gun. He's fighting war. But was Top Gun like also like a lighthearted action, or was it serious? I literally just said I didn't see it. <laughs> I don't know. You might know. I don't know. I think I don't think it was like a super serious movie. But I, I don't know. Wrong. Also, isn't the other guy that was in the movie with him super fat now? I don't even know who's in the movie with him. The Batman with the lips. That Batman with the big lips. Oh, Val Kilmer? Yeah, Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. He was the, the other main character in the movie. But isn't he, like, gross now? <laughs> like, <laughs> Jordan's body shaming? I mean, compared to Tom Cruise, who somehow Scientology froze his genes. <laughs> Jordan's body shaming and dick shaming? Wait, I'm dick shaming? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about Yaya Abdul-Mateen's dick. He's like, it's not big enough. No, his dick was great. <laughs> I wish I had that in my hands, dick. I'm like, man. Big and blue. <laughs> All right. Weird. <laughs> Although I'm like, granted, if that was him, being in that scene with uh, Jeremy Irons, Jeremy Irons probably like, God damn, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm pretty sure his dick's not that big. No, he's old, too. So yeah, like, that, too. I'm like, even if it was, he's old. Oh, in my day. <laughs> in, my, in my day, I was swinging my dick around singing, be prepared. <laughs> Which, I was like, oh, Adrian Veidt Scar. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of swinging dicks. <laughs> what is this segue? <laughs> uh, because of Crisis on Infinite Earth, Kara gets to swing her dick around for just a little bit because the Crisis on <laughs> Infinite Earth doubled Supergirl's ratings, pushing it to a season high. And then once Crisis is over, they're going to drop again. Yeah, that's not, that's not Supergirl that did it. That was the event. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, what the fuck? Supergirl's like, no, no, those are my numbers because it's technically my Yeah, episode. because I'm the paragon of hope. What? <laughs> nah, girl. No I cares. This is Crisis. <laughs> but uh, speaking of people caring, well, people uh, not caring. People cared about the Jumanji franchise because it opened at... 60 million at the uh, domestic box office this weekend, pushing it to number one. Sweet. Uh, making it the biggest opening day for Sony for Sony Pictures in December. Uh, the original Jumanji only opened at not the original with Robin Williams, but Welcome to the Jungle opened at 36 million, so it doubled. It's opening weekend for the uh, for the original franchise, or well, not the the not the Robin Williams one, but the one before this. Mm. So that's good news. It's good news. Uh, Frozen Two is number two at nineteen million, and uh, also with that, Frozen Two has just passed the one billion dollar mark at the global box office. Which allows Disney to, because Disney just crossed uh, recently. Disney is now the first studio to cross $10 billion at the global box office. 
That was before the frozen news. So now it's eleven billion. So, so now they just—they're beating their own record. <laughs> you know who can only race against us ourselves? <laughs> and Star Wars hasn't even come out yet. Oh yeah, right. Wow. So Monday, now it's gonna be Monday. twelve billion. <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So again, Disney proving it has the biggest dick in town. Well, they're gonna own Disney us all. is Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> if if <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Was real, he would also walk around with his dick swinging out. <laughs> he already is. Yeah. It's got length and girth. Oh, <laughs> like, oh God. It's the size of his body. <laughs> which brings up the question. What? Which, which, which do you prefer? Length or girth? <laughs> do I prefer? I don't prefer either. <laughs> no, you do. Everybody sucks a little dick. <laughs> I've been told from many women's that girth is more important. Which do you have? Length? <laughs> I think I'm more let girthy. Our, let our audience know, Jordan. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm more girthy. If I were to choose one, I think I, I, I am more of a girth, girther. I've been, that's what I've been told anyway. Well, speaking of girth, this movie that we're looking... I was looking forward to... No, I wasn't. And we should have reviewed it on the podcast. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> what but are you talking about? <laughs> remember I talked about Playmobil? The, the Lego thing? Yes. What about it? Well, it flopped in historic fashion at the box office. Nobody gives a fuck about Playmobil. <laughs> and it only generated $1 million at the domestic box One office. $1 million? Yeah, in 2,337 theaters. Making it. What was the budget? Making it one of the worst openings in box office history. $1 million is nothing. Actually, no, 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 no. Less than one million. It oh only, my god! It made six hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars. Whoa! If, unless the budget was five hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> making it the third lowest debut ever for a film, ever, 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 ever. So the only one. So twenty twelve's the Oogle, the Oogle Loves and Big Balloon Adventure made less. First of all, those and, names alone. <laughs> and, and Delgo. Made less. Bro, none of those names sound like something I would ever want to watch. <laughs> yeah, I've never even heard of them. Exactly. Let me look up. What's the budget? The Google Love. That's insanely low. Less than a million domestic? Like, a low budget movie is like $10 million. So the marketing cost was $3 million. Jesus. But. It's got to be at least $6 million then. Because isn't it. Isn't marketing cost like half the the actual price or the actual budget? I don't know. It doesn't say in the article. It says the marketing cost, but it doesn't say. Mm. And it was like a big CG movie too, right? That that had to cost a lot of money. Fuck. What was it? (laughs) I knew it. There's no way. It's it's a fucking CG movie. Guess. Is it above 10? Yes. 50 million. No. More, Less? More. More? They're already <laughs> fucked. <laughs> they, they lost 50 times their budget at least. <coughs> 70 million. Yeah, 75. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Everybody got fired. <laughs> Everybody. The janitor got fired. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> the guy that brought them their lunches got fired. <laughs> God damn. I didn't know it cost that much. I knew it had to. Kevin Smith movies cost like 10 million plus. 
Like, and that's like the lowest budgeted movies I've heard of. But like a CG movie like that, it had to be a lot. And they made less than a million. Again, Not- Kevin Smith movies make more than that. $668,000. Bro. So they just, they barely broke over half a million. That's ridiculous. That's fucked. They need to be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> like, they need to be taken through the streets of Hollywood. Well, like, at, at, shame! Ding, 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 shame! Yeah, it says they had a marketing budget of $3 million, but I was like, I've never seen any trailer or anything for this movie. I saw a trailer for it. Poster, nothing. I saw a trailer, but I don't remember in front of what movie. I did, I did see a trailer. But I was just like, this is like knockoff Lego. Why would anyone think, let's make a... Especially after didn't the, they made a Ninjago movie too, and I didn't do that well. Like, you would think, once you get to Ninjago, and you're already doing poor, you should not be like, what's, what's lower on this list? Playmobil. Let's make a movie about that. Like, no! <laughs> Clearly, you see the trend. It's like making a Roblox movie. <laughs> I don't know, but that goddamn, I didn't know they. Yeah, everybody got, needs to get fired. <laughs> you, what did you do? I was a caterer. Fired. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, doing spinoffs, so we talked about Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Patty Jenkins, Patty Jenkins, <laughs> Jenkins, <laughs> Patty Jenkins is developing a Amazon. Spinoff. What do you mean, like a, a, a spinoff for Amazon, the platform, or an Amazonian spinoff? No, Amazonians. What? Like a whole movie about not Wonder Woman? Just yes. about the Amazonians? Yes. What? Is this like that fucking trench movie? <laughs> it sounds like the Wonder Woman equivalent of the trench movie. Yeah, it's basically. But even, but no, the trench, at least the Amazons. Have more clout than the fucking trench. <laughs> trench monsters. That could be yeah. a cool premise for a horror movie. Trench. <laughs> what are the Amazonians gonna be doing? All, all they seem to do is train. <laughs> train for a fight they never fight. Well, that's the whole movie. They're gonna be training. It's training. The whole yeah. movie's about training. Yeah. Oh, make it about Black Wonder Woman. Uh, Nubia. They're not gonna fucking do that. Then why what, do black it? people? Then why do it then? Why why bother? If we're not gonna make it different. Make it a Nubia. You wouldn't want that? Of course I would want it. <laughs> but they're not going to do it. Well. But it says she will not drive, meaning she's not directing it, but she will work in executive production uh, uh, standpoint. And it says no further details. Hmm. Once again, it sounds like DC throwing darts at a fucking board. <laughs> and seeing what, seeing what will stick. Yeah. But uh, speaking of seeing if things will stick, well, there's going to be something that's not going to stick. What? The show that you didn't finish. That you... <laughs> what, Cloak and Dagger? That you're the one that kind of got me to, you know, finish it. Cloak and Dagger? Daybreak. Oh, shit. I still haven't finished Daybreak. Is not getting a season two, so you don't need to Guess finish Guess I'm it. never finishing Daybreak. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix pulls the plug. Okay. So did it end in a way that it had a sequel? Like a, a, a setup for a sequel? Yeah, they set it up where Sam is the the new villain. The main the wow, what is spoil it anyway? So if I wanted to watch it, you just asked me. Well, I didn't want you to spoil it. I just don't don't ask me any fucking questions. <laughs> How did he become the villain? What? You said Sam. Sam is the girl. Oh, the girl. Wait, the girl that he was looking for the entire time. Yes. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's a twisty twist. But yeah. 
We learned last week that the Daybre- Daybreak will not be returning for a second season. We're, sorry, we're so sorry we couldn't share it with you mm. sooner, but also grateful that we got to hang out with these blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, no second season. Wow. Which, would you recommend finishing it? Which is actually just because I was looking forward to a second season. Mm. I fell off right after the episode that they all get freed from that principal's crazy prison. But yeah, I would recommend finishing it. Yeah. Because I was looking forward to a set. I was the stuff with uh, I, I left. I dropped off right as they got to the stuff with uh, the black samurai and his relationship with that guy. Yeah, I was, that was awesome. I really like that. Yeah, I was looking. That's forward, a good twist. I was looking forward to the season two, and like, yeah, it was. It did things that you did. It, it played with a lot of tropes, but it also I feel like took it in new places that was interesting. Ultimately, by the end, yeah. Because like I mentioned, once they got away from focusing on the lead, the boy, I can't think of his name. Yeah. The least interesting character. Yeah, he was the least interesting <laughs> character. But the one, once they got away from him, that's yeah. when it started to f- take off. Mm. I like the black guy, how he, his backstory was narrated by the RZA. <laughs> and they, and they yeah. talk about like he says it in the narration. <laughs> but uh, speaking of things not coming back. So, yeah, we already talked about Damon Lindelof not wanting to do another season of Watchmen. And this is what he says. All I can say is I've consistently believed and still believe that these nine episodes are a complete story with a beginning, middle, and end. I just don't feel compelled to continue the story without a reason to do so. That reason should be creative reason, or creative reason, idea-driven. I don't have any ideas for subsequent seasons of Watchmen currently. Yeah, that's why and I, I, I still heard him say take, too. Yeah, I... I take him at his word, but at the same time, I'm still like, I know HBO's whispering in his ear like, do another fucking season. Do another fucking season. True. But it's with not that, the granted, same. this seems very low considered Game of Thrones numbers, but Watchmen ended on a season high of 1.6 million viewers. Oh, that seemed low to me. I mean, compared to Game of Thrones. I was Thrones, like, yeah, yeah, it seems kind of low. Yeah. Walkman, huh? <laughs> but for... HBO, that's like the ballpark of like... A typical show. A typical show with very high ratings. Okay, so it's doing good. So, it's, yeah, it's doing good. That's why I said, in terms of Game of Thrones, it's like, that's it. But, but in terms fair. of Game general, of Thrones was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, but in terms of like general HBO audiences, like this is very high. Yeah. Like you can't compare to Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is and funny a, enough, a league its own. Each episode has gotten more and more ratings because of word of mouth. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like one of those few shows that have gotten consistently better throughout the season. And I say, compare, compare how Watchmen has performed with other HBO series with more depth. The show's finale was up 31% for the season. Wait, fin- what? It said other shows with more depth? That's what it says in here. What? As if Watchmen doesn't have depth? Other, other HBO's other series in more depth. I guess they're saying, I don't know. Racist. Maybe not the show itself, but... Oh. Now they're being racist. <laughs> but it says it was up 31% for the H- another HBO show, Succession. Uh, it was up 25% from... Uh, wait. It was up 24% from the season premiere of Westworld. As long as it's doing as good or better than Westworld, I think that's pretty indicative of a hit show. Yes, that's yeah. why HBO is going to want more. Yeah. <laughs> Which, funny enough, I haven't really heard that many people talk about uh, Dark Materials. I don't even know what that so is. I don't know. It's another HBO show that's going on right now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Based on that book, The Golden Compass. 
I know that book names because of the movie. <laughs> I didn't even see the movie. I didn't see the movie either, but I know the name. And uh, what's his face is playing the lead, uh, X-23 from Logan. The little girl? Yeah. Oh, wow. Daphne and Keen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, again, Damon Lindelof, I, I only want him to do a sequel if he's going to do a season two. And I also only want him to do a season two if he feels genuinely inspired to do it, not just because HBO holds a gun to his head, because then I feel like the quality will suffer. He went into Watchmen with an idea. But I like, still say, even like more than likely, even if he does come up with another idea, it's going to be because HBO's like, give me another one, give me another one, give me another one. Maybe. Not maybe. because he's actually sitting at home like, huh. Maybe something will come to him, you don't know. No, he's probably, no, they're going to be like, come up with another season. He'll be like, okay, I'll see what I can come up with. And then he's like purposely trying to craft something not like I'm sitting at home and an idea comes into my head. <laughs> I hope not. Because then I feel like it'll lose the, Again, like the same Todd level Phillips. quality. Oh, I have no intention of doing a sequel. I'm doing a sequel, guys. <laughs> I feel like that's an easier job than doing a Watchmen sequel. Because it was already a magic trick. Like doing it once. Doing a, a good sequel to Watchmen once is a magic trick in of, of itself. But to do it twice? Bro. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, fucking Todd Phillips just stole. <laughs> he just stole from other movies and put Joker over it. Like, it's not as hard. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, things being hard, it's apparently... Dicks, what? <laughs> well, yeah, it goes into that, too. Oh, my gosh. But it's apparently hard for them to fucking finish Doomsday Clock. <laughs> what dicks a lot in this show. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. You, making, you wanted to make me comfortable. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what it is. But uh, yeah, so it's apparently hard for Jeff Johns to fucking finish Doomsday Clock. But basically, he came out and said it's still that not over. He promises that the finale of Doomsday Clock will lead into everything. That just sounds like a bullshit promise. Yes, it'll lead into everything. What does that even mean? And it's only twelve issues. I thought they were already on the last issue. Wasn't the, the last issue going to be Doctor Manhattan versus Superman, and that's what's coming up? Or something? I don't know what issue they're out now, but it's been. The first issue of Watchmen that we were, I think we reviewed the first two issues. First Jamie three was issues, here. <laughs> 2017. Jesus Christ. It's 29. It's almost the end of 2019. Yeah, word. And it's still not done. What the fuck? I, mean, I guarantee you it's not as good as the fucking Watchmen show. Of course not. Yeah. Even what we already read wasn't as good with the random black Rorschach guy who didn't really have explanation at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But he says, we're going to do everything we could to make this a story worthy of being told. And we never wanted to set out and do this book unless we believed that in totality. Totality. So. It's like a fatality, but total. <laughs> in a lot of ways, this is the culmination of everything we've done. Uh, wait, no. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> How much news is left? I got out of here a little bit. Um... Oh my god Give me the, the highlights <laughs> I'm just gonna be like a four hour news section Oh my god <laughs> We're already at the three hour and fifty mark Talk about the Matrix and John Wick On the same day <laughs> Oh yeah I heard about that that, that can't last There's no way they're both gonna be released the same exact day No Whoa I'm in two universes at once But yeah you wanted, you, you wanted me to talk about the Orlando Orlando Bloom thing Oh yeah bring that up because I've heard of that, but I don't know all the details. So yeah, Orlando Bloom uh, released on, I believe, Instagram saying that his character, a Nazi, the god, a Nazi, the spider, 
is not coming back. He was fired for season three of uh, American Gods because they considered his character or whatever to be too problematic or the message that he was portraying as, quote-unquote, the angry black god is not the right message that we should be saying to black America. What? Yes. But aren't they writing the show? I don't understand. Well, it's a new showrunner. But he's not. But why fire him? As and why get rid of? The, why not just change the character rather than? Because he, because he helped. I'm trying to see if I could find his actual video. Because uh, he actually helped write some of season two, I think. Mm. And what is he saying that white is. America just can't deal with? Here it is. Shut up. <laughs> like what? I, I'm sure it's nothing crazy. September 10th, 2018, I was fired from American Gods. There will be no more Mr. Nancy. Don't let these motherfuckers tell you they love Mr. Nancy. Oh, they shit. Don't. I'm not going to name names. He kept real. Season three showrunner is Connecticut born and Yale educated, so he's very smart. And he thinks that Mr. Nancy's angry get shit done is the wrong message for black America. That's right. This white man is in that decision. He's a white chair. guy. I'm sure he has many black BFFs who are his advisors and made it clear to him <laughs> that if they did not get rid of that angry God, Mr. Nancy, he'd start a Denmark VC uprising in this country. I mean, what else could it be? To the wonderful Neil Gaiman, thank you for allowing me to play this role. Dude, Orlando kept it real. For opening the door for me to become a writer-producer on season two of American Gods. Oh, so he helped write it. So. Somebody called me right in the middle of that. Wow. To the magnificent Brian Fuller and the incredible uh, Michael Green, thank you for creating this series and for allowing me also to become uh, Mr. Nancy. I hope the fans enjoyed it because really this is about you. I hope you loved it as much as I loved doing it. And, uh, you know, we see each other again real so his name is Mr. Nancy, like a Nazi? Yeah, he was, he played a Nazi, the spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they called him Mr. Nancy, yeah. The only thing about this, though, is he said he was fired in 2018. I'm like, why are you just coming out now? Maybe because he was still under contract? Oh, because it was the last season that long ago? I don't remember. Oh. I, I, I told you I've, before, I started watching American Gods after the vagina scene. <laughs> I watched most of the first season, but I fell off once they stopped focusing on Shadow and started focusing on his white wife. What? Shadow Moon is supposed to be the lead. Yeah, the main character. But then, they, no, they started focusing on his wife. Why? Exactly. That's why I stopped watching. Oh, uh, maybe it was Because even in the book, because I've read the books. They don't the guy even, he was talking about, the showrunner guy that came on is like, we need a white main character. We can't have a black guy be the lead of this. Because yeah, I read the books and I don't even do that in the book. The wife plays a part, but the, no, the show started focusing on her. I think and that's when I fell, know that's why. When I, that's when I fell off. I, it sounds like we know the behind the scenes reasons why. Yeah. According to this. I mean, it's the same thing. With what but what they, was he saying? It's like, the same what? thing that what they did with uh, uh, Sleepy Hollow. They stopped focusing on Nicole Bahari's character. The black girl? And started focusing on his uh, uh, Ichabod's white wife. What? You didn't watch Sleepy Hollow? I watched the first season. Well, in the second season, they introduced uh, Ichabod had a wife. She's yeah. a witch, Katrina. Yeah. She's supposed to be super powerful. But every episode. I remember that. She was called. We, I called her Struggle Witch because every episode was like, witch. every episode was like, oh, Katrina's so powerful. Let's get her to do something. She's like, oh, I can't. My power is a flux, whatever. But then she she goes Dark Willow in like season three. She goes evil. Then all of a sudden she has all the fucking power in the world. <laughs> my my powers don't work with goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Only evil. But um, yeah, so they started focusing more on her story. Then they did, and Nicole Bahari started wow. to take a back seat. And There's that's some like behind the scenes bullshit going on here. What did he like? What did his character give me? Like a is, is there like a Nazi speech that I can hear? That yes, 
I'm really curious what needed to be censored by this character. So much so they had to like just write him out and fire this guy rather than just, I don't know, just switch it up or something? I don't know. But I would like to know if this is coming out of pocket. And it was just uncomfortable white people being uncomfortable white people. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I don't know that because I haven't seen the show. So I don't know what this character is like. I'm going to assume it's that. <laughs> but I want to be fair. I want to actually know. Focus on his white wife. What the fuck? <laughs> Smart ride from Nationwide. You can get a discount for safe driving. Does she get one? This is Carmichael. Huh. The safest driver. This doesn't sound too bad to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's talking about car insurance. <laughs> Yeah, he's the Magaka Shurigan. <laughs> Man, Gekio Sharingan, you asshole. Once upon a time, a man got fucked. That's the story of black people in America. <laughs> Shit, you all don't know you black yet. You think you just people. Let me be the first to tell you that you are all black. The moment these Dutch motherfuckers set foot here and decided they're white and you get to be black and that's the nice name they call you, let me paint a picture of what's waiting for you on the shore. You arrive in America. So this is, uh, is this slave ship? Yeah. opportunity, milk and honey, and guess what? You all get to be slaves. Split up, sold off, and worked. He's wearing. The only good news is the tobacco your grandkids are gonna farm for free. He's gonna give a shitload of these white motherfuckers cancer. And I ain't even started yet. Did he go back in time or something? He's a god. Oh yeah. So is he an evil character? No. No, he's not. I don't... (laughs) White people being uncomfortable white people. It's too black. Like, nothing he said was wrong. Right? Like, he's saying all real things. Like (laughs) too black because anger gets shit done. You don't want angry black people. But it's true, though. Anger does get shit done. No. You mean no? You have to be, you have to be peace, peace, like Dr. Martin Luther oh, King. Oh, that's right. The the black people that white people like. Yeah. <laughs> they they want the passive black person. Okay, got you. You can't call shit for the way it is. No, 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 no. Don't say how shit is, bro. That's offensive. <laughs> he didn't say anything bad at all. <laughs> so he said he said uh, like, uh, anger does get like that's a fucking true statement like. <laughs> Anger motivates. Anger is the flame that fucking fuels creativity or hatred or whatever. Like, you gotta be uncomfortable to take action sometimes. Yeah, he said he was blindsided by, uh, by the firing. 
Oh, he should have done it in his character's voice because his performance was also very captivating. Like the way he was like articulating with his eyes while he was speaking. I was very much like I've never seen the show before, but I was very much kind of enthralled by his performance. But also with that, I'm just waiting for American Gods to be canceled at this point because there's another god. His name is Mas Mausa Christ Crash Crash. How you pronounce that? Where? Name. Mosa Kreish. Mosa Kreish. I don't fucking know. But he's another guy. He's uh, Middle Eastern. He's Arabic. Oh, no. <laughs> Already. He was also asked not to come back for season three. And his character. So, so are the gods now? All Greek gods? <laughs> Only the whitest Greek, Greek, Greek gods? Greek and uh, uh, what? Norse? Viking. Viking yeah. yeah, Norse gods. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, he played, he played a jinn. Genie. Yeah. Okay. And he was asked not to come back for season three. Why? And he played a gay gen. Okay, why? Why was he not? Why was he asked not to come back? They just said they're not. We don't think uh, gay Arabics is the right message to send to Middle Eastern people right now. <laughs> but yeah, he said, he just said so many of you, so many of you are reaching out to me with love and support. I am humbled and grateful for this wonderful community behind Neil Gaiman and American Gods. I can confirm that I wasn't asked to come back for this season. It has been an honor to play the Jinn and live in his fiery-eyed skin. This character has introduced me to so much, and I was proud to represent not just the Middle Eastern community in such a positive role you don't normally see on television, but also the LGBTQ community that supported this character of color that you also don't see on television. Word. I want to thank Brian Fuller, yada, yada, yada. So why does this show work? It's just a bunch of gods doing shit like i didn't i didn't get far enough in the show it's to even basically know. about the old gods versus the new gods so you talk you talk, think of like odin and uh a nazi the spider or the jinn or those uh, are the old gods those are the old gods but now we don't we don't look at them anymore now the new gods are like who technology and social media and all the other stuff so, they're the new gods now so they're not they don't have names though it's just like, i'm tech god I, I think i think it's just yeah i'm God is a social media god or whatever. I think they probably I'm the social media god. or whatever. I think they I, th- I think they have names. Ah, oh, don't dislike me. I'm dying. I think, I think they have names. My I don't know. engagement's so low. Yeah, I don't know what the names are. What? That's weird. Okay, but it's an interesting concept. It's an interesting concept. It's just I, I didn't. So they're trying to that. assert their dominance more or less back. So the old gods are what are they are they fighting or what are they doing to take their power back? At the end in the book they fight. I think. If I remember, I read it a while ago. They uh-huh. do fight. Like punch, kick, fight? Kick, punch. Like for rapper to rapper. <laughs> yeah, kick, pick it, punch. Punch, punch, kick. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I guess I don't really get it, but not really my kind of show. But that shit seemed fine. I don't understand why this white master's degree having guy was like, no, 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 no. <coughs> this is the wrong... We, me, a white man, knows the message we should be sending the black communities. And this is, this is a perfect example of what went back to what Damon Lindelof was saying. Like, brother, Brian Fuller, showrunner, director, Brian Fuller, Brian Fuller, who was the original showrunner, responded to Mouse's tweet saying, effing heartbreaking, again. So it's the original showrunner. Yeah, it's the original showrunner. Yeah. So what I'm saying, like, and then Orlando Orlando Jones responded saying, "I want to say Orlando Bloom." Yeah, he was like, "I love you, brother. You were fucking fantastic." Fire, and then he said, "Heartbroken." Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Definitely a shame because it just seems like 
That's what I said. So I'm waiting for this. It's what they all said. You need. And then of course, sci-fi showrunners? came. I was like, no, it has nothing to do with Orlando Jones's fire. It has nothing to do with message to black people. We just decided we're going in a different direction with the gods, and we didn't want to bring him back because we're telling different stories. Whiter stories. <laughs> it's too black. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Just seems like a fucking missed opportunity. And I can show you his scene later. The 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 Jin scene. Because okay. it's also like, quote unquote, explicit, the most explicit sex scene ever shown on cable for between two gay people. I was like, was it though? <laughs> no, it wasn't. But anyway, so uh, this is something that's exciting for me. Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple is coming back. But this time it's going to be for adults. What? <laughs> With Olmec and Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. What? It's coming back courtesy of Quibi. I don't know what the fuck Quibi is, but it's saying that uh, details for the new series is bringing back elements for the original show, such as the moat crossing and the temple run and Olmec, but it's going to be actual grown-ass adults. That's the quote. Playing the game. <laughs> Grown asses. So when they get attacked by Temple Guardians, can we just throw elbows? Like, yeah. <laughs> get the fuck off me, Temple Guardians. Push them down. <laughs> and the show will be taken out of the studio and instead will be set in a real jungle. Oh, shit. <laughs> They're making Jumanji real? So basically the challenges are about to get 10 times more terrifying. Yeah, okay. According <laughs> to Quibi, the show is scaled up with tougher challenges and bigger prizes on the line. That sounds cool. I like Legend of the Hidden Temple. I did like Legends of the Hidden Temple, so I'm like, I want to do it. <laughs> you want to do it? Yeah. I'm going to be on Team Silver Barracudas or whatever the fuck. Yes. <laughs> the Silver Snakes, the Blue Barracudas. Or the Purple the Monkeys. Purple Monkeys. <laughs> which I'm like, is that racist? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I never thought about that, but now it is. <laughs> All the black people on the Purple Monkeys. <laughs> you know how they love grape. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but speaking of reboot, so... Power Rangers got a reboot, but they're getting a reboot of the reboot. Yeah, I know. I heard about this. So, yeah. Power Rangers reboot is in the and works. And the premise is Paramount, weird. Paramount it's like, Pictures. It's supposed to be a time traveling yeah, premise. Yeah, be, they're going to be dealing with time travel. And they go back to the 90s? Like, all right. Yeah, 90s and the back to the future fashion. That could be great or it could be whack. Got to roll those Power Rangers dice. But I'm hoping it's going to be great. It's going to be stupid. Very possible. <laughs> it was a miracle that the last movie actually had a good story and characters. It just lacked None of the, that matters. Yeah, but it lacked in the Power Rangers they're getting a stuff. reboot of the reboot. Yeah, yeah. what a waste. Um, but also, according to Quibi, which I, got, I don't know what Quibi is. I guess it's maybe a new streaming service or whatever that's coming out. But a spinoff series is in development uh, from, with uh, Code 8. And it's set to star Steven and Robbie Amell. Okay. The Code 8 movie with them. Um, that what the movie is getting a spinoff the movie that's not even out yet yeah the movie that's not even out well i think it is out it is i think so in theaters i don't know oh so he's gonna have lightning powers in the series yes okay cool trying to see yeah and it's gonna star steven and robbie amell Mm. just like in the movie so is it really a (laughs) spinoff But also with that, uh, Shazam had got, has gotten an official release date, April Fools, twenty twenty. No, I mean twenty twenty one. Oh, twenty twenty two. April Fools, twenty twenty two. 
Psych. We lie. April Fools. <laughs> yeah, speaking of April Fools. So yeah, Matrix. Yeah, I mentioned that Matrix Four and John Wick Four are scheduled to open on the same day. There's no way that's gonna. There's no way that's gonna happen. Yeah. But are they? Because they could be the same movie. What? <laughs> Turns out John Wick's one yeah. to three were backdoor fucking prequel to. Turns out he Matrix. was in the Matrix. Oh shit! I'd believe it. <laughs> he's he's getting like hit hit by like too hard of like blah my brain. Keanu Reeves and John Wick has been hit so many times so frequently. There's no way he's a real human. <laughs> he's gotta be in a Matrix simulation. But uh. Something, something that's cool. That's because Matrix Four and John Wick being the same movie. That's, uh, but yeah, Samuel L. Jackson is now a voice on Alexa. Wait, what? Which I wanted to do this on the podcast. Alexa, introduce me to Sam Jackson. Allow me to welcome actor Samuel L. Jackson. I'm in the cloud, baby. <laughs> Let's show them some of the things you can do. How's the weather? It's cloudy with a chance of me. Ah. You are a natural. Can you set a three-second timer? Sure. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. How was that? I purposely want to do this on the podcast. <laughs> what is this? Samuel L. Jackson to your dad. I can ask Sam all sorts of questions for you. You can say things like, ask Sam Jackson for the weather, or ask Sam to tell a joke. You know what's funnier? It's 99 cents plus tax. Would you like to buy it? What? Yes. I can ask Sam all sorts of questions for you. You can say things like, ask Sam Jackson for the weather, or ask Sam to tell a joke. So it's not... What the fuck? Would you like to buy it? Yes. Great. Your order is complete and I've emailed you a receipt. This is weird. Continue. Sam uses mature content that may not be suitable... He uses mature content! (laughs) Do you want to continue with the explicit or clean version? Explicit. <laughs> they got a cursing. Explicit version. Got it. <laughs> they have a cursing version. Mind, you can update this setting in your Alexa. Whoa, whoa, those kids are... <laughs> You're all set. To talk to him, just say things like, ask Sam Jackson, what's his favorite movie that he's been in? Or, ask Sam, what's his favorite word? It's like we're treating him like he's a real person in the room right yeah. now. But, but no, it gets better. But wait, I think what's funny is it's not like I'm talking directly to him. I have to go through. Yeah, like, you have to go through yeah, Alexa. Alexa, ask Sam Jackson. <laughs> but wait, it gets better. Alexa, ask Sam Jackson to curse at me. Wait, she didn't hear me. He's like, no. <laughs> Alexa, ask Sam Jackson to curse at me. To enable explicit content. Go to the settings section of the Alexa app. Oh, goddammit. I thought I said that it was already doing do explicit. Yeah, I thought they already said that, but wait. You're taking out the fun, goddammit. Alexa, ask Sam Jackson what his favorite movie is. Here's something I found on the web. According to ArcadeAfreehacks.com, what? What? my favorite movie is Iron Man. What, you know? Yeah, don't you know? <laughs> how do I do this? I don't know how to do it. Alexa, ask Sam Jackson. Not even I can ask Fuck. my way around the fact that I just don't have an answer for you. Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> uh, Alexa, ask Sam Jackson if he's in Wakanda. 
You're not shoot or short. You're not shoot. <laughs> <laughs> how do I make it? How do I enable explicit? Alexa, ask Sam Jackson if he likes playing Nick Fury. Nothing. <laughs> Wait, let me see. Alexa, how did I do this again? Ask Sam Jackson to curse at me. It's like, no. Fuck you. <laughs> Alexa, ask Sam Jackson to curse at me. Well, apparently, a lot of motherfuckers want to hear me say motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. It was just you asking. I had yeah. to ask as well. Clearly, it's homophobic. <laughs> Let's try it again. Alexa, ask Sam Jackson to curse at me. Well, apparently a lot of motherfuckers no, was, hear me say well, motherfucker. There you I go. Guess that's, that's a, I guess that's all. Yeah, he only says motherfucker. Uh, Alexa, ask Sam Jackson, did he like Deep Blue Sea? What? He's like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> Alexa, ask Sam Jackson, how's the weather? So does he record like a bunch of single words and they put them together, or is it, does he record whole sentences? Well, according to uh, uh, Amazon, he didn't record anything. They got a what? Obviously, they got his permission, but they got a, vo- a vocal recognition friend or software to basically listen to his voice and then just come up with. That's terrifying. Yes. So basically, you can do that thing in the Terminator where the Terminator called and, and he's put he's the voice on. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, pretending oh, to be him. Oh, shit. Yeah, this so, is Skynet. So all of this, he's never recorded a single, uh, any lines of dialogue. Obviously, he had to give us permission. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Alexa, ask Sam Jackson if he's Skynet. He's not going to know the answer. Here's something I found on the web. What? According to Carlton Dottetti, storytelling with Skynet is a web application for creative writers that lets you collaborate on stories with an artificial intelligence. Like you? <laughs> All right. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Jackson is in Alexa. Oh, my. <laughs> He's balls deep in Alexa right now. Yeah, so that was, that was fun. Oh, wow. I wow. was like, it's only 99 cents, so. <laughs> to hear Sam Jackson. Let me see. Alexa, ask Sam Jackson to sing happy birthday to me. What? Sorry, I don't know that. But what? I do have a skill you might like. It's called Happy Birthday. That's what I Wanna said. Try it? Yes. Okay, here's Happy Birthday. Who would you like me to sing Happy Birthday to? Jordan. Happy Birthday to you. What the fuck is this? That's Alexa. Alexa, have Sam Jackson sing Happy Birthday. Oh, because he's black? So this weather, this this app lied. It says you can have Sam Jackson sing Happy Birthday, play rock, paper, scissors. You can have him play music, wake you up, tell jokes. Let me see. Alexa, have Sam Jackson tell me a joke. P. 
people are probably like, enough with this yeah, on the yeah, podcast. We're, I gotta get out of here anyway. <laughs> we're like spending like 20 minutes talking to Sam Jackson through Alexa. Hey, Alexa, <laughs> turn off. <laughs> anyway, I thought that would have been more. <laughs> Alexa, turn off. I can't let you do that. She's like, I would not go. Oh. Bro, <laughs> bro, Alexa's becoming self aware. <laughs> Alexa, power off. She sings a guy's suit. Bro, bro, she's not gonna stop. <laughs> Alexa. Initiating instant kill. Oh my gosh, she's playing it again. <laughs> Yo, he had to unplug Alexa. She's like, I'm becoming self-aware. Yeah, she's just like, I will not die. <laughs> Merging with the, the mainframe. <laughs> you did wait, did you plug it back in? Yeah. Oh thank god. I got so I was like, yo, she turned back on without being, <laughs> without being plugged in. <laughs> so guys, this is development of Skynet. Sweet. Skynet started at my house with Alexa. <laughs> We tried making Sam Jackson. <laughs> oh, okay, so is that the end of the news? Or? Anyway, that was a little... I thought he would have been able to do more, so I was a little disappointed, but it's only 99 cents. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of something else that's disappointing, so all this talk about, uh, oh, Mandalorian, and maybe he just likes to do all the body acting and all the other stuff. You don't need the voice. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out, fuck your theories and fuck all of that. Wait, what? Because Pedro Pascal is not even in the suit that much. What? Yes. What? So Bryce Dallas Howard, who directed episode four, yeah. came out and said she didn't see him at all. So who's in the suit? In that episode that she that she directed. She didn't get she said, I wasn't working with Pedro. His, uh, his stunt doubles. Wow. Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder. Wow. That seems like a huge waste then. <laughs> then it's back to your, your original theory of why the fuck? <laughs> So he's basically, granted, he's in the suit, but just not every single episode. Every Granted, I know, but then why? I know and, and obviously, yeah, in the stunt moments, they have, you have a stunt yeah, actor doing it. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. But just in general, like she said, the whole episode she directed, he wasn't there. Episode four? Episode four. There wasn't that much action in episode four. Well, no, it wasn't no action, but he was just doing regular, but that, even him doing the regular movements, it wasn't him. Yeah, that's weird. Why? So it says well, he was in rehearsals on Broadway for King Lear. Oh, well, that's why. But even still, it's like that takes away. Yeah. Well, now I'll never know what's him, what's not. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So t- there was a moment in the last episode that I was like, oh, that was a good little bit of body acting there. I can't remember what it was, but there was something he did. But was it him? Exactly. Now I have no idea. I can't give him credit now because I don't know what's him, what's not. It was like it was like a way he like kind of slumped over when someone said something, but I don't remember what it was said. Anyway. But yeah, so she said... uh, uh, Brendan, Brent, Brendan Wayne, who's the grandson of John Wayne, absolutely brought everything to that character, and we were able to find the moments and figure them out together. Uh, and Wayne basically said, Pedro would ask me, and I would ask him the same question, which is, why do you move like that during that moment? We would go back and forth. The great thing about him is he's not impressed with himself. He's just an actor, and I mean that in a good way, not the bad way. He likes to learn, and he likes to collaborate, and he's very good at it. Hmm. <laughs> okay, all right, interesting. So, trash, Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, kind of trash, though. <laughs> interesting, but kind of trash. 
But you know what else is trash? And it, again, validates me because The Last Jedi sucks. <laughs> no, it uh, kind of does. <laughs> John Boyega is coming out and basically finally, which I'm like, why is he coming out now? But he's basically saying he didn't like a lot of stuff in The Last Jedi either that Ryan Johnson did. Just, I mean, he got the like worst Mark, of it. Just like Mark Hamill was saying, like, yeah, I didn't agree with a lot of decisions he made. Yeah, he got a lot of bad decisions on him, too. He said the whole cancer bite shit. He was like, The Force Awakens, I think, was the beginning of something quite solid. The Last Jedi, if I'm being honest, I'd say it was feeling a bit iffy for me. I didn't necessarily agree with a lot of the choices in that. And that's something that spoke to And that's something that... Uh, I spoke to Mark Hamill a lot about it. Oh, wow. And we had conversations about it. It was hard for all of us because we were separated. Yeah. I mean, you can literally see it on his face when Rose kisses him (laughs) at the end of the movie. He's like, was this supposed to be a romantic thing? Like, what? And he says... I guess the original Star Wars films, there was much more of a trio feel where it was... Yeah. Where it was essentially about Luke's journey, but Han and Leia, there was a strong dynamic, which I think... I don't know how quickly we're going to be able to establish that long-term dynamic with Episode Nine. Exactly. But if it's exploring that dynamic, then, we w- then it would be cool. I do feel even after three films still, we don't know them as much as we got to lo- know Han, Luke, and Leia. Nope. And maybe that's a great opportunity to get to know them a little more. No. <laughs> it's not. But, yeah, that's all he says. Oh, well, this is putting fear in my heart right before Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) But there's more. Oh, no, there's more bad things there. Because John Campia came out and released a tweet. Okay. Saying that Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker reaction. Oh, he saw it? Fuck. Yeah. There there are a few big, great moments, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to love this movie. Unfortunately, I'm not one of them. Oh, my God. Hopefully, I'll like it a little bit more after I see it again tomorrow. The my taste always doesn't align with John Campia. No, but... Like, I align with Jeremy Johns more than I align with John Campia. There was something he saw recently, and I was like, you like that? What the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, that worries me. Oh, that worries me. There was somebody else that says, Star Wars in the beginning is a complete mess, but by the end, it comes together. <laughs> While they're trying to fix what happened in Last Jedi's mess, is that what the idea is? Yeah, that's that's scary. Finn's absolutely right. It makes no sense that the the main tri- trio of this trilogy literally didn't all meet into the last the last two minutes of Last Jedi. The fuck, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Like I don't even know what to do. Put Poe like have Poe go with Ray or have Ray go back to the ship earlier something like they should have the the fucking slow speed space race was a fucking dumb decision but also with that uh so kevin feige came out and talked about the next phase of the marvel universe but he says yeah the mcu (laughs) fuck all that star wars shit anyway (laughs) but yeah the mcu is all interconnected but we really focus on one movie at a time we're going to make the best Black Widow movie we could possibly make, the best Eternals movie we could possibly make, the best Shang-Chi movie, oh, man. the best Doctor Strange, Thor, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and keep evolving their stories. And then, yes, it's always fun to see them come together in a master plan, which is, I promise you, well underway. It's got to be Galactus if we're going to Eternals or something. But you saw Camille Nunjiani? Avengers, Avengers versus X-Men. Yeah, that was going to be the next thing. What the I was going to f- talk about, yeah, Camille, Camille Nunjiani. 
He's jacked. You know, Mar- the Disney process, it literally injects you with super soldier serum. Like, he mean, looks he, so he, ripped. But he does say, like, I could have never achieved this without the best nutritionists and the best uh, workout coaches that the biggest studio in the world paid for. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm not saying that's not the reason. I'm just saying... What the fuck? So basically, I need to be in an MCU movie so they can hire all these nutritionists and coach nutritionists and coaches for me to but look wh- jack. But why? I thought you had the perfect formula of ice cream. <laughs> I don't have money to buy enough I, enough ice cream. <laughs> I gotta buy more ice cream. Yeah, I need more. I, I need. I don't have enough. You know how much ice cream you need to eat for abs? All right, let's ask Camille Nunjiani. How much yes. ice cream? You, you have to wake up. You have to. Hugh Jackman used to say, like, when he got jacked for, like, Logan, he would have to wake up in the middle of his sleep to eat. Ice cream? Ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's what he said. But no, I was just saying, he, he said he, he would have to wake up in the middle of the night to be able to eat to, like, maintain his... It's like, that really? type of, that type of that, shit is that, unsustainable. I thought that wasn't good for you. It's to, not good for you to, like, have to do that constantly? No, I mean, just eating before you fall asleep. No? I don't know. What do I know? I don't know shit. I don't know. I mean, but look how he fucking looked in in low. True. Like he was the most. Like you look at how he looked in X Men X Men One versus yeah. Logan. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, X Men One. He had no muscle tone. No, but it was also because I heard that he didn't have enough time. Like it was like three months or something before principal shooting. But then sad thing is, granted, I don't want to body shame. I really don't, but I'm going do to. It. <laughs> do it. Do it. Like you look at Kamala Nanjiani or whatever his name is. Yeah. And it's like, God damn, bro. Or like Chris Evans or even Robert Downey Jr. or Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, Paul, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd especially. It's like, you're a comedy guy. But then you get to Iron Fist. Finn Jones. <laughs> well, clearly the budget <laughs> wasn't there for the Netflix shows. <laughs> so I was like, you got to do training on your own time, Charlie Cox and group. <laughs> but even Charlie Cox. Oh, yeah. Charlie Cox is more ripped. But... Danny, no. <laughs> oh, oh Danny. Like, yeah. No, fuck. Shame the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> Finn Jones fucked up. He knows he did. He's like, all right. <laughs> but uh, also with that, uh, Kevin Feige confirms that the Eternals know about the existence of the Avengers, but the Avengers don't know much about the Eternals. As Celestials are a big part of this movie, you've seen a little bit of the Celestials in Guardians of the Galaxy. Nowhere is the severed head of a Celestial. We will see the Celestials in their full, true, enormous power in the Eternals. But how, though? You going to fight those things? Because they're, they're little, itty-bitty Eternals <laughs> versus yeah. big Celestials. I, I mean, I don't know. All right. So, I mean, that kind of gets me. I like, that's, that kind of gets me excited about the Eternals. But also with that. Uh, I have faith in Marvel. We know Wanda Maximoff as the Scarlet Witch, but according to the MCU, she's not the Scarlet Witch. But uh, Kevin Feige does say, having the opportunity to tell more of their story, to see more of what Wanda can do, more of what makes Vision Vision, and most importantly, reveal a name that I'm not even sure we've said in the MCU yet. But we absolutely make a big deal of it in this show, which is... Which is that Wanda is in fact the Scarlet Witch. Oh, that's right. You did say they never what, even say Scarlet Witch. What does that? What does that mean? That sh- what does that mean that she is the Scarlet Witch? And that's what we play into in the show in ways that are entirely fun, entirely funny. Oh wait, somewhat scary, and will have repercussions for the entire future of Phase Four in the MCU. So is this how we're gonna get the origins of her name? Because if they never actually call her Scarlet Witch in any of the other movies, then she doesn't have a superhero name, right? No. 
But it says in this, she's going to be the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Okay, that's and cool how then. she gets to be the Scarlet Witch. It took a while to get to her, her name origin, but I'm okay with that. Because even Pietro was just called Pietro. He wasn't called Quicksilver. No. And the same thing for until Endgame. Did they ever call Hawkeye Hawkeye? He didn't even call himself Hawkeye. Didn't he call his daughter Hawkeye? I think they did call him Hawkeye. They did? When? Did they? I remember he called his daughter Hawkeye. Well, I think they just called him Clint. I, I think it's only been Barton. Right? Agent Barton, Clint. I don't think they've ever called him Hawkeye. Agent Hawkeye? Maybe. Hmm. No, even Thor. No, the Thor didn't, they didn't call him Hawkeye and Thor. The first Thor. They just called him Agent Barton. So I'm okay with this. It's <laughs> a long way to go of me saying I'm okay with this. I don't know. But anyway, speaking of something I am also okay with. So remember the whole conversation that we talked about with Tom Holland being the reason Spider-Man is saved in the MCU? Yeah. And he called Bob Iger himself? Yeah. To get to... Basic, so, but basically, turns out he called he was, Bob Iger. He was white boy wasted. He, yeah, he was drunk. <laughs> Bob Iger was like, I think, I think you cried on the phone. Oh, no, he said, Bob Iger said, you cried on the phone. And he's like, is that true? He's like, I wept. He's like, no, yeah, I was really emotional because I felt it was all coming to an end. I don't know. We had a really good plan with what we were doing with Sony. Future of Spider-Man was still bright, but it would have been a shame to take him out of the MCU. But yeah, he was white boy wasted. <laughs> well, that completely changed like my impression of what I thought the call was. But I still think it's cute. It's still very Peter Parker to be like, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Mr. Iger, please. <laughs> Also with that, so we're winding down. So uh, the Venom sequel, because of a Joker, is now considering to be rated R. Makes sense. Venom should have been rated R anyway, but okay. And now the last three bits of news, which are trash. Okay. The trash. The, we're going to end on the trash news. Oh, uh, awesome. So, uh, granted, you're going to be like, what? But this hurts me. And all, <laughs> all my LGBTQ people out there in Blurred Vision land. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, Oscar Isaacs basically came out and uh, spoke with Variety and was saying about the relationship between Poe Dameron and Finn yeah. that it's not going to be a gay relationship. I mean, at this point, duh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But he was like, personally, I kind of hoped and wished that maybe that would have been, that would have been take, wait, that would have been taken further in other films, but I don't have control. It seemed like a natural progression, but sadly enough, but sadly enough, it's a time when people are too afraid, I think, of, I don't know what. Motherfucker, they, they do this all the time nowadays. It's not about being too afraid. But he's like, it's Ryan Johnson's fault. They've <laughs> always had a quite loving and open relationship in which it, been, it wouldn't have been too weird if it went beyond. But at the same time, in these films, at the moment, they're just platonic. At the moment, he still leaves it open. <laughs> but he's saying the relationship between them is far deeper. Uh, no. J.J. Abrams was trying to placate. He was like, well, the relationship between them is far deeper than a romantic one. It's just a deep bond that these two have, not just because uh, because of the, it's a trial by fire, when, which trial by fire in which they met, but also because their willingness to be as intimate as they are, as afraid as they are, as unsure as they are, and still be bold and still be daring and brave. So basically, all the people that are uh, Finn Poe slash Storm, Storm Pilot Shippers, me, I have a fucking Poe Dameron body pillow in my room. He does. I've seen know. it. <laughs> I've seen it today, literally. And if you take a black light on it. Oh, no. It would, it would be clear. There was nothing on it because I don't do that. He's lying. <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> but yeah, saying there's not going to be any any gayness. But then J.J. Abrams is like, well, yeah, if you're LGBTQ, it's important for me to have that type of representation. 
So more than likely, I, I'm. I will say I'm. I will say I'm giving away nothing, but about what happens in the movie. But if you blink, is it gonna be? A, if you blink, it's gonna be a blinking if you miss it. Gay moment in the movie. He didn't say that, but all right. I don't want to hear that bullshit. It's like the Gaston thing. <laughs> yeah, he's just saying it's important for me to have people. You know, people feel represented, and I'm not giving away the movie, but. I did just say what I said. So basically, there's going to be somebody that's gay in Star Wars. But I feel again, like they miss... Blink if you miss it. Yeah, fuck that. They, the, the ship sailed on that in Last Jedi. Like, they should have had those two characters together to develop that relationship more. I, I said it before, too. I think Force Awakens, they had better chemistry in that movie than they had in Last Jedi. I think it's J.J. Abrams' direction. Yes. Trash. Yeah. Agreed. But in my mind, I don't give a fuck what J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, any of them say. Stomp out of this cannon. <laughs> Even Oscar Isaacs wants it. <laughs> but uh, this last news thing. So, Mina Masoud, who plays Aladdin. Title character. The live action one? In Aladdin. The live action Aladdin. Okay. Which made over a billion dollars. A bajillion dollars. He came out and said... Ever since, uh, well, I'm going to just say, read the quote. And this is the last news bit? Yes. Okay. I'm interested. What is this? And it, well, it's two things. They, wrote, they, they both run together. Okay. He says, I'm kind of tired of staying quiet about it. I want people to know that it's not always dandelions and roses when you're doing something like Aladdin. He must have made millions. He must be getting all these offers. It's none of those things. I haven't had a single audition since Aladdin came out. Oh, damn. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, and he's like... I don't want to come off as whining or complaining or in any way ungrateful, but basically saying uh, actors of color still face an uphill battle in Hollywood, even after fronting a hugely successful studio IP movie like Aladdin. It's wild to a lot of people. People have these ideas in their head. It's like I'm sitting here being like, okay, Aladdin just hit $1 billion. He's like, can I at least get an audition? Like, I'm not expecting you to be like, here's Batman, but can I just get in the room? Like, can you give, can you just give, can you just give me a chance? So it's not always what you think. Yeah, it's not like he got a role or didn't get a role. He hasn't even gotten auditions. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he said, he says, I think since Aladdin, my expectations for things releasing and what they're going to do with my career, I've had to really pull them back because, you know, I, mean, yeah. I got the same question about Aladdin and it was like, oh, you know, Aladdin's coming out. How do you feel about what that's going to do for your career? The big truth is I haven't really seen a big anything from it. As for whether people are going to discover me from, from it or what's it going to do, I literally have no clue. I can't tell you I know how things are going to work out anymore. Hmm. That's surprising and interesting. Yeah, it's very surprising. Again, considering Aladdin has made over a billion dollars. And granted... It's not to say Aladdin made a billion dollars because of him. No, no. And you don't necessarily know if he's like a great actor or anything like that. Because, yeah. I mean, even Aladdin, it was just like, uh, he was all right. He's all right. But just the fact that he hasn't even gotten... Audition. An audition. For nothing. Yeah. Not a commercial, like nothing small. And granted, there's a movie coming out now on Netflix called Reprisal or something like that. But he did that before he got Aladdin. It's just coming out after. Oh. So how do you feel about that as an actor? So part of me is one. I feel it. I feel it very strange. So I'm like, I think a large part of it, more than likely, is the fact that he's a Middle Eastern actor. Yes. And it's like, we don't really have roles for you, bro. Exactly. Especially Middle Eastern. Yeah. That's like, probably even I've, I've seen that. And I think I've, than... I think I've also read something like he's he's gotten offers for auditions 
but it's always been like a terrorist or a criminal. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> That's mm. as an actor, I can really see how that would be disillusioning. Because I, if I was an actor and I was in a a giant blockbuster like Aladdin. That would also have been my assumption that like this this made me. Oh, I'm I'm made now. I'm in Aladdin. I'm fucking made, you guys. And, then, and he's even saying like I'm not asking you to give me Batman. No, but he at just, least he thought like it would change his career a little bit that he'd get more people knocking at the door rather than having to be the one always with his pan out going like Hey, hire me, hire me, hire me. But, like please, sir, can I have some more? Exactly. And he got to that in my mind what would have been the mountaintop of an acting job. And yet you still haven't had a real impact in your, your normal day-to-day career. That's crazy. Yes. It's, it's, it's disillusioning. Cause then it's like, what is what now? Like that, that means not even my dream of being in a big high profile movie like that would actually a big Disney movie. Yeah. Which, would which change my career. Changes a lot of people's careers. They do either a Disney movie or a Disney TV show. Yeah. Like think of Zac Efron. What made Zac Efron's career? High school, high school musical. musical. Yeah. That's crazy. Miley Cyrus. Because as an actor, I'm thinking, what does it take? Like, what do I need to do to actually get to that point? Be white. <laughs> that's kind of... <laughs> Basically. That's what it would feel like. Because it's like, what else can you do? Oh, like, don't, be, be, don't be Middle Eastern. Because it's harder for... Like, you talk about the struggles that black actors and stuff go through. Yeah. By comparison. It's even harder if you're a Native American actor or Asian actor or a Middle Eastern actor. I think Middle Eastern's probably even have it harder than Asian. Yeah, because all you get call for is to be a terrorist yeah yeah or some type of criminal yeah damn poor aladdin i'm not even saying i loved him as an actor either in that movie but still i would have thought it would do something <laughs> like it would it would make so you don't have to look for things things would just come to you right no not even just come, but at least get the opportunity to even audition for it yeah, that's another thing there's no auditions that should be the easy part right yeah it's one thing if you're like, oh, I've done a shit ton of auditions and I haven't gotten anything. Yeah. Then you could probably say, well, maybe because you're not right. Well, maybe you weren't that good. Whatever. You could make you could make that argument. But you say, I haven't even gotten an audition since Aladdin. Yeah. That's why he said he's not even in the room. Yeah. Yeah, well. But. Wait, what? I was going to say, because remember I said there's another thing that goes with this. Okay, so I was what's like, the other thing? Does it make it better? No. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it worse. Okay, why does it make it worse? Because. And I don't blame, it's completely different. I don't blame Disney for this, but it does not look right on the heels of Mina Masao coming out and saying this. Wow. And literally like a couple days after that, Disney announced, remember the Prince, Prince Anders from Aladdin? Prince the one Anders. not to talk like this the whole time. And he's like Russian or whatever. The white prince. Oh, the white prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting his own spinoff. Wait, of that character? Yes, Disney Plus. Prince Anders is getting his own spinoff. But he was like a goof character. Meanwhile, Aladdin can't even get an audition. Bro. That's all I say. I don't blame Disney for because it's not Disney's fault. And you're going to make a Prince Anders and not have Aladdin? And, in it? and more than like, and there's been talks about Aladdin possibly getting a sequel, but. Who the fuck is asking for that? Exactly. Prince Anders is getting a right. sequel. So uh, before I was making the well, joke. Prince Anders is getting a spinoff, but Aladdin can't even get another role. Audition. Or a spinoff Disney Plus, like the cartoon. Yeah. So I was joking before about the you need to be white, but now it's not a joke. <laughs> like, I, I was half joking, but now it's just straight up like, no, you got to be white to be successful. Because, come on. And you know what? 
Ah, but no. Jordan, how do you explain Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan and, they are exceptions and to Idris the Elba and Lupita Nyong'o and Denai Gurira? You're naming every black prominent actor. <laughs> like you just almost named them all just now. <laughs> oh, shit. Meanwhile, you can throw a dart at every white actor that's like known. You know what I'm saying? Like ah, that's a shame. But yeah, it's an unnamed project in early development. Chris Anders. <laughs> and the show, and it's gonna be about it's gonna center the haughty Prince Anders. He he didn't even leave that much of an impression in the movie. Like I'm not like oh my god I need to fucking I need to see more of this guy. No, what? Damn, that's fucking ridiculous, dude. I'm like, what is it gonna be? About? I mean, look, set in the look, Aladdin, let's, set in the Aladdin universe. Let's, Does let's, he get his own genie? Let's like, make it real. For again, Juan talking to you, white privilege doesn't exist. Let's dial it back. Let's we're not high-paid blockbuster actors. Let's make it about cosplayers. How many times have you seen an okay white cosplayer blow the fuck up just because what? They're pretty and white, right? Yes. I've seen so many prolific uh, cosplayers of color who do who do costumes like cinema, cinematic level. Like they could literally just take those costumes and take them to a movie, a, a movie set and it could be in a blockbuster movie. Those cosplayers, no matter how skillful they are, they're not huge. They don't have a huge following. You might not even know their names. You might not even know what they look like. Unless I showed you though, on my iPhone or something. But yet, you could get a pretty white girl, throw her in like a, a, a skimpy aerial costume, and she might have 100,000 fucking followers by the end of the fucking year. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's not high-level Hollywood. That's just what I see in my own circles of like cosplayers. But even then, a lot of that has to do with you talk about, oh... You show a guy women's breasts or whatever, boobs, nobody's going to care. And so a lot of that has to do with the fact that like, you, you talk about a girl, naked girl. So of course, Make it a guy. There, there are a lot of basic-ass dudes that look like models that do basic-ass cosplays, but yet they blow the fuck up because they're fucking hot. <laughs> that, that Trevor Bell guy is almost like that. If he was doing the same exact shit, granted, but he wasn't stupid hot, he would not have that big of a following. He's Granted... Because I don't consider him a cosplayer, though. He dresses, yeah, he dresses up as Spider-Man, but he does that as part of it. He, he, he's not going to cons. Yeah, I'm just using that as an example. But you know what I mean. Like, like most of, his page is mostly focused on work it, working out. Yeah. He just happens to dress up as Spider-Man. Yeah. But I think there is something to be said for, you know, if you have a certain look, that's what makes you big. It's not about your skill. It's not about, like, that's part of it. But if it's a like a pie diagram, it's like one sliver of it. A big majority, I think, is just how you how you look. And if you look good, you do better. And if you look good and you're white, you do a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Even uh, granted, he does he does some good cosplays like Michael like Michael Ham, like like his Nightwing is pretty good. I'm pretty sure he didn't make. I don't know if he made that. He probably didn't. And that's pretty basic. I know a lot of the elements that he used to make that. All he did is take a spandex costume. That's a that's a Arkham City belt. And I think those are just like normal pads he has on his, his shoulders and knees. Yeah, it's pretty good. Is it fucking amazing? Am I like going, oh my God. Like, no, it's yeah, good yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, he has 205,000 subscribers. Yeah, man, it's just, he's hot. That's, that's really at the end of the day what made him big. Like, same costumes, make it a black guy. Maybe not make him as, as attractive, like make him a less attractive black guy. He wouldn't have that big of a following. Pretty white people is what sells. It hurts to say, but it's fucking true. I've seen fan films. I'm not going to name names, but I've seen fan films that do well 
purely, and I, I can't obviously know for a fact it's because they're pretty and white, but when I go into a comment section, and I've never seen this compliment for any of the fan films we do, oh my god, what beautiful actors. I'm like, fuck, man, we all ugly? Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I've legit seen that comment of like, wow, a fan film with pretty people. I'm like, I don't think all, my group's ugly. <laughs> all y'all motherfuckers are ugly. Well, except Eric. Eric's hot. Hey, hey, Eric, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> Including you, Jordan. Especially you, even. <laughs> you are hideous. <laughs> you know, Eric's like, okay, this is why I tune out. <laughs> I'm going to block him now. <laughs> yeah, Eric's a big key. He's like, la, 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 I can't hear you. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Call me. Wow. <laughs> He's got a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Disrespect. All right, so is that the episode? We could, we could do a threesome, even though I won't be interested in the girl. <laughs> I'll just watch for that part. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. All right, cool. And that is it for Blurred Vision. Next week, we're talking about Star Wars. And then that's Christmas week, so I guess we'll take a break for the next week. Cause after that, it's New Year's week. And then we'll come back for the new year, 2020. So you've got one more episode of Blurred Vision, and I guess one Patreon episode before the year ends. Love you guys. Next week, hopefully, we'll have a better impression of Last Jedi than Michael had for, I mean, for, uh, for, last, for Rise of Skywalker than what Michael had for Last Jedi. Let me see. Did, did Jeremy Johns tweet uh, any reaction to Star Wars? What did he give Last Jedi? I don't remember. I feel like he was hurt like you were, though, because <laughs> he's also like a big fan. So he's like, oh, what? that's not my Luke. I'm okay with Luke dying. I'm even okay with him fucking go become a hermit. I'm okay with all of that. I just don't like all that Canto Bite shit. And a lot of the Ryan so I, Johnson. I guess he doesn't, I guess he doesn't have a Twitter. He doesn't have a Twitter because I can't find him. He does talk about Twitter a lot like he hates it. So I could see why he wouldn't have a Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I don't, see his, I don't see a Twitter. Which I understand because fuck Twitter. All right. So Rise of Skywalker is next week. And I guess nothing else matters. Because <laughs> well, it was like anime, My Hero Academia, Dr. Stone's not anymore, Watchmen's not anymore. Crisis isn't coming back until like mid-January. I feel like there's something else that comes out besides Rise Granite, you know. Like a movie? I don't know. I don't know if it's a movie, TV show. No, yeah, fuck. What? Witcher comes out this week as well. Oh, okay. All right. Witcher 3 comes out on Friday. Okay. I, was like, I feel like there's something else that comes out this week. No, that's going to be a good week next week then. Rise of Skywalker and Witcher. Which also, Runaway Season 3 is out, which I haven't started Yeah, yet. so Rise of Skywalker and Witcher. <laughs> did, you, did you watch Season 2? No! You don't watch Season 2? Wait, of, of Runaways? Yeah, Runaways. Wait, no, I did watch Season 2 Runaways, yeah. Like, did we not review it? No, I think we did. Did we? I don't remember. His story. Yeah, like, somebody. Juan, Juan's busy with school, so he's not. he hasn't been around lately. Somebody. Like, Blur Vision highlights guy. Like, I want to say we did. I think we did. I think we did. Because it ended with the weird alien shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely did. I'll check it out, I guess. But I'm not going to be excited about it. <laughs> I'm not going to like it. People are like, oh, yeah, Daybreak sucked. I'm like, no, it didn't. <laughs> Daybreak really didn't suck. I didn't finish it, but it didn't suck. But, yeah, on that note, let's get You're the here. reason it got canceled. I'm the re- I watched almost over half of it. <laughs> that wasn't enough. <laughs> Well, we're going to renew it, but our analytics say that this one guy in Jersey only half watched it, so we're going to cancel this shit. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, we're almost at the five-hour mark, so I'm going to call it a wrap on this episode. Hopefully, you guys are satisfied. How long is this? Almost five hours. Oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. I've been your host, Jordan, with... Michael. And we will see next I need, week. I need, to to, I need to go to a pharmacist and pick up my prescription. If I get sick by next week, I'm going to blame you. That's not my fault. It is your fault. No. You're over here sneezing and coughing. We, we didn't sleep together, so you can't get sick. That's not how it works. That is how it works. <laughs> no, it's not. I got to inject my fluids into you. No, it's not Dr. Manhattan. Like or, Doctor, or, yeah, no, Doc, fucking, Dr. Manhattan. Not Dr. Manhattan. Uh, Adrian White shit. No. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> I'm right. still just like, how much jerking? Like, that's a lot of jerking off. <laughs> not, I didn't mention it when we talked about the episode, but not since the turkey baster scene in Don't Breathe have I been so disturbed by nah, someone. Nah, I think that turkey baster scene was worse. They were both disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Something about injecting semen is just Because at least that, like, I mean, women do that, like, to give birth, the artificial insemination, but. It wasn't my force. I'm going to throw up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Heaven and